Track nine, Church, produced by Andre 3000. We're back. We're so back, as the kids say. Seven plus. Flat nine. Hmm. Flat fucking nine. Okay. And hit my drop one more time. Uh, Drizzy Drake. Okay. <laughs> well, hey, I'm going to hit the drop. But hey, listen. You were just telling, uh, well, that might have been off air. We was talking that to Caleb. You know? We were talking to Caleb. Yeah, yeah, post post game style. You were talking about twenty four. You know, is one of you know. Look, by the way, I'm Jewish. That doesn't mean so you can't classic. appreciate you know records like like this and and like when yeah, when what, they just, really go to that place, I can't like I listen. You you feel uplifted. You feel that spirituality, bro. Yeah, I, the man from the drop said I wasn't even Christian. I still went to church that year. You know. yeah listen and he also said he always respected christmas as a holiday so that's right he did say that he did say that all i gotta say is when it comes to church when it comes to gospel when it comes to like this type of vibe in rap very few have done it better to me okay this yeah this is just all right First of all, let me just say, this is the closest that you're going to get to taking psychedelics without actually taking them. This song, this music. Wow. Okay. Yeah, the emotion that the music will potentially bring out of you, the sounds inside of the music, like, I don't even know where to begin here, okay? There's so much to this one. Once this one, it's weird, like, I always liked the song. It came alive for me in like 05 or 06 in a way that it hadn't before. And like mm-hmm. ever since, it's been one of my favorites on either disc. I I just feel like this is candy for your ears. It sounds like candy to me. It's the brightest, most colorful thing on the entire album. It's my favorite beat on the album, by the way. When I was alluding earlier that Unhappy was my second favorite beat on the album, but my other 10 would not be my second or my number one favorite beat. It's because this is my favorite beat. Well, I'm not mad at you about that. Um, What is going on here, first of all? Like, I've never heard anything like this before or, or since. Um... Oh really? I mean, you might I don't know what I mean. What 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 is this? this? Is like gospel? If it you know when like uh, I'll play it later actually in uh, the next disc. But you know, Millionaire by Kalise, also produced by Andre Three Thousand. Mm-hmm. This is like if Andre produced a gospel album. That see, you just put one in thoughts in my head. I'm like, that sounds great. <laughs> that's what this that's what the album would sound like, right? Yeah. Like you start with just that no music, just the man, you ever really wondered like why we here? What the meaning of all this? Every day random man at the top of the song. So, you know, <laughs> yes, we're going to be discussing you know, things through like a theological lens, mm-hmm. but this is also a song about, you know, that that like quest for meaning and and that's that's i'm glad you said that because like i i mean we've already kind of established this but you don't have to be like pious or spiritual or religious 
even heathens like Mel feel this record. It's about the human experience of just being lost and wondering what it's all about, you know? And that chorus, that sleepy brown, sometimes life can keep you down with your face all in the dirt. dirt. Now if you feel feel that that left behind, need to get up and go to church. Ooh. (laughs) And you get that hallelujah in the background. Here's the thing, though. With all that... You, this would be an eight if I actually felt like getting up and going to church would actually help. To be fair, so like I don't have to be like in the, to like the song, but I probably would like it more if I agreed. Mm-hmm. You know, but right, yeah. Um, so th- this is like again, like Big Boy kind of going into that uh, what I call tiptoeing cadence for his mm-hmm. verse, but he's not sacrificing meaning so he can get style points. I mean, perfect verse alert for me on verse one. So on verse one, (laughs) yeah, I love when he says, "I feel like the figure for a leg lock, like the jury went away and came back deadlocked. I can't move. I uh, I can't move. I can't eat. I can't even breathe. Can't even buy a decent sack without the stems and the seeds. No trees. No bees to ease the stress of (laughs) everyday living. But homeless people people got to suck suck it up up wherever they they live." Yeah, the unforgiven or the unwilling live a life of sin and expect to be as pure as an infant in the beginning. Then we get this uh, refrain, this like pre-chorus here. What about repentance? The yeah, we get the uh, alien voice again. Might have been boy, it. Might have been Quasimodo. You never know. One or one of his Modo brethren. One of them Modos. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what about detention? What about you eating dinner, dinner in the devil's, in the devil's kitchen? kitchen? What about, what about repentance? repentance? What about committing the same sentence over and over? Or is over he say, again and again and <laughs> does he say the same sin over and over, or the same sentence over and over again and again and uh, sin? I heard sin. Okay, but listen, I'll tell you what. When the when the uh, when that choir come in, I got ones in the air that why are, why are we here? Please tell me. What are we here for? And then the piano, the or the organ, it's like boom, 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 and you get, you know, life. It's nothing but a dream. See, this is a perfect verse alert for me. Verse two. It's nothing but a dream, so peaceful and serene. Unless you're being evil, then you're on the devil's team. Why receive what you want to believe? But soon you'll have to sow those bad seeds, please. Any man could ask to get a pants or cleanse a pass or a cleanse in a sin to grant another chance, perhaps another glance at the light at the end of the tunnel. Talk to the coach and break out the huddle. Whatever you should whatever you should fumble, your rebuttal should be subtle, because he who lives in the upper room is never gullible. As you survey the syllables and sentences, he's just like the wordplay's on another level for him. And yet he's nailing the point of the record. The boy preaching. <laughs> and it's you preach it. right. he he's fucking great but when you get that breakdown in here the church breakdown at the end is the too church fine. breakdown <laughs> clap your hands stop Listen, your feet oh. and then you get that <laughs> that was Please. just like okay at this point, I need a cigarette. If anybody out there is, you know, ever grew up in a Baptist church, you know what the fuck going on, all right? No matter if you a heathen like me, you know? This is deeply felt, you you. but in, like, a joyful place. Like, if I'm crying, there are only tears of joy. 
Well, that's how it happened. That's how you catch that Holy Ghost. You be in the aisle. You be, you know, <laughs> like I mean, here's the thing, folks. I'm sure his uh his his his, his brother Andre three thousand understand. He out here, you know, searching for answers, and yeah, he's rapping he produced about it. it. I mean, and he produced it. You know, he did a hell of a job. I gotta say, can you play yeah, some I mean, of it? Just because this thing is just like the this is the most colorful and candy coated thing I've ever heard. Yeah, let's take him to church. Let me load this in, okay? All right. Now, and hey, just because I don't think it, it help me, it might help y'all. All right. I'm just a, you know. Honestly, a- this is the Barbie movie. Twenty years before the Barbie movie, like a <laughs> oh, artificial candy colored world where the protagonist is dealing with existential despair. Boom. This Holy is the Barbie shit. movie. Twenty years wow. before the Barbie movie. Wow. Where's the? All right. Hold on. Where's yeah. <laughs> Wolves nailed it. All right, here we go. Man, have you ever really wonder, like, why we here? What the meaning of all of this? Sometimes I can keep it down with the case on me in the dirt. They think feel that left behind need to get up and go to It's good writing. It doesn't matter. Okay, no. He believes in it. Right, right. Okay, okay. Fair enough. Listen. You know, I'm not Mr. Fucking... I don't wear <laughs> bow ties, so I don't like the song bow tie. <sighs> Listen, see, now the, 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 the man with the bow tie, they need to go to church, okay? All right, and they need to start crying and realize they've been living foul, Okay. With their shoes, with the with the crocodiles, and uh, well, yeah, he been living foul too. Well, he, he wears bow ties, bow ties. Oh, yeah, <laughs> and suspenders that time, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, well, seven plus, seven plus. It'd be an eight if you know I was, uh, I think, uh, uh, a more religious person. You know? I don't give a but, fuck about the church. All right. <laughs> Oh, what a way to end the church review. I'm just saying, like, you know, we know about the fucking, the Vatican. We know about, you know, all the, we know about all the kids that were fucking raped by the fucking pedophile priests out there. Hey, we know about the corrupt preachers stealing money buying Range Rovers at the black churches. We know about, we know about them. Listen, I got two. We know about six nines pastor. Okay. (laughs) Brother. This is whitehead. Remember, all right, all right. Fight the real enemy. 
Okay, remember that. And uh, this ain't my religion to even be uh, criticizing, but there's certain things that go above the above the pale, you know. Yeah. Like uh, you know that fucking antichrist, antichrist, antichrist. Don't do the papacy no. is the seat of the true antichrist. You know I hate that tag. I hate that fucking tag. Okay. <laughs> I'm not playing that. I'm gonna play Meryl, okay? I have s- such doubts. Okay. Oh, I thought you said Miro, like Rusev. I brought no, him up earlier. No, not Miro. I you got him, him from before you were calling he was him Miro. by his uh, his new name. You weren't dead naming him, you know? Oh, I ain't no dead. <laughs> ain't no dead. Uh. I'll never dead name a trans person, but I'll dead name the fuck out of a rapper or a wrestler. Oh, every time. Every time. Yasin, what? No, Yasin, who? Nigga. I mean, this Killer Mike, <laughs> I talk about it all the time. He tried to become Mike Bigga at one point. It's like, you are Killer Mike, okay? <laughs> and I just. I don't even I like, don't... like, Young Jeezy just became Jeezy, and the game became game. I don't like either. Like, I was what? fine with Lil Bow Wow taking the Lil off and just being Bow Wow. That's I don't cool. like that either. It's, your fucking it's still the same name. He's just not Lil anymore. Yes, he is. If, if Lil Wayne's little, then he's Lil. <laughs> what, you think you're bigger than Wayne? <laughs> uh, no. But uh, Drake does, apparently. Okay. Drake thinks he's bigger than hip-hop, okay? No need for yeah, hip-hop yeah. 50. Uh... Because it's on my mind, he's Miro and and uh, dead. There ain't no dead. What did Wool say when he died and he went to uh, the after? I'm not saying you went to the place. All right, when he died and he saw the devil, even though he was told it wasn't one. What? <laughs> That's what he said. What? <laughs> no. Look, you worry about whatever, whatever rules. Whatever rules and whatever doctrine you were told to live by, okay? I'm Listen, I don't want to live by this shit. I was because I don't want to deal with him. It's too much here. Why I got to go somewhere else and suffer? What kind of shit is that? What, what now, is, was Ju- this not enough? Judaism, you know, we're, I think we're just kind of like, uh, it's understood, like we're kind of in purgatory. Like we're not really, there is no heaven or hell. Okay. That makes sense. You know, and all of it, all the ones got a little sense that they making them, you know, which is why I'm kind of just like, oh, this, you know what that reeks of humanity trying to make sense of its own existence right? in different ways, you know, but we don't need to get, I mean, I know we in a church review, but we don't need to get in. Well, as right. I said on, this is not a long con. Heaven is a mind state. You know, we evolved from primates. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't know about them monkeys either. I don't know about that. All right, science is a whole other topic. What do you mean you don't know about them monkeys? What are you referring to? (laughs) Hey, if that is what I meant, I can say that, all right? Anyway. No, I'm just saying, are you denying the existence of monkeys? No, I'm, I'm, I'm questioning the possibility that that's what we came from. Well, I am too, because they're still around. And there aren't, like, devolved versions of humans still around. Yeah. Listen. Uh, Who said we came from fucking primates? I don't know where we came from. That's, I don't listen, know about this is no why God. I don't respect. I don't know about no Big Bang. I don't know listen, about no evolution. Rappers will go in the booth and they'll just say some shit, all right, that they heard one time. That's, right? That's, 
that's me when I said we evolved from Prime. I don't know if we did or not. I haven't done enough research on that. I read something recently about like Buster Rhymes running in a studio with like the Pale Horse book and being like, yo, this shit, ew. Is there anything else you heard about Buster Rhymes recently? (laughs) Or should we move on? We should move on, definitely. Uh, Mainly because I heard bad things when it came from a bad person. So who's to know? Much like our existence, the nature of existence. Who's to know? Yeah, let's move on. Okay. Uh, Track 10, Bamboo Interlude, featuring uh, Big Boy's son, Bamboo Patton. uh, Produced by Big Boy. All right, look. Leave me alone. All right, nigga. Uh, not you, but any the nigga in, in just the abstract sense. Whoever's okay. listening. Nigga, leave me alone. Eight minus. Eight minus? I like it a lot. I do. Put this guy I on do. a list. Put him on a list. <laughs> no, don't do see I knew you was gonna do that. I hope maybe okay, he ain't gonna do that, but no, he did. Better, you did it. better than church, better than ghetto music. I'm gonna tell you right now, it's better than the actual song that's done over it. Yeah. Well, I said hold on it. a second. Do you even like the song that it goes into? That's what I'm saying. Do you like it at all? I'm asking you. No, I don't. I this don't. is this is sick. Someone call. Listen, can we get someone over here right now? No one needs to come over here. I have my reasons. Okay. Police. <laughs> Shout out to that video. Police. Help. Police. Help. Police. Help. We got him, boys. Jared 2.0. In the flesh. Book him. Cuff him. Let's go. A new... Hit the new world drop, Mo. What? Solo. Look. Uh, my co-host went to do a little time. No, stop. Stop. No. Ain't no van out front because I'm out here diddling. All right? Ain't no diddle. Ain't no kids. Eight minus, huh? For a baby. <sighs> Who can't form coherent thoughts. Look, this is an interlude, so I'll just be quick, okay? Folks, every time you, it comes on, I rating? literally start... What'd you say? Do you want my rating? Oh, wait, did you not give it? Yeah, what's your rating? Six plus. You ain't kids. You ain't big boys, kids. <laughs> Damn I say right. that like it's an insult. Damn right, you, all right? You I'm ain't not. big boys, I'm kids. not, Okay. <laughs> Um, okay, look, folks, I know. It's like just a like a looped or demo version Unhinged. of the beat we're gonna hear on the Unhinged. very next track. Unfucking but in, in this state, it turns into a goofy male classic. It you reminds me like of that the like next track. What you say? You just said you don't even like the next track. So this, I don't, but like I said, in this state, it's just like this looped version. There are other elements that get added when it finally yes, turns into fair. real song form. Um this reminds this me of that a, like uh, yeah it reminds me of that hot ass beat hot ass beat hot ass beat clap from tyler that was a good tyler moment this is like a very like goofing off freestyle and kind of beat to me but here's why i start hooting and howling okay it just delights me man it's cute as hell it's been that way since i first heard it in 2019 and big boy's cracking me up too with his banter it's like ready to shut this bitch off you know, say some shit, say something. And he's like, I thought I was going to rap. And he was like, you know, well, wait, wait, you got to let you know what the name is, player. That's good rap teaching, though. You know, he's telling him, like, MC and 101, you know, like, let him he's know not who rem- you are. He's not going to remember a single word that he's saying. He's a baby. <laughs> well, they say, you know, with good parents, you play them classical music and stuff, and you, you know, you got classical like, music. 
<laughs> Tomb of the Broom. But no, he's in, you know, let him know your name. You know, be proud of you. Are. Make your presence known. Stand out amongst the crowded hip hop community. And, you know, and I mean, he command the crowd, you know, and name Bamboo. He's like, all right. And then he tells him, oh, you got to speak into the mic. You're freezing up like a hoe now. <laughs> You know, and what you coming in the booth to do? Rap. Came to do what? Came to do rap. <laughs> Bro, come on. He came to do rap. And then and then the big payoff, he sings a song that's a nine to me. He's just, it's not even his own rap. That he, it's the whole world, which he is a nine. A song. Oh, okay. So it's my, it's my not, jam, okay? Not his singing of it, though. Is not oh, no, no, the song itself. In the whole world, not, nah, not, nah, nah, but I, come on. Come on. That's great. I was about to say, so the kids singing that is better than most of the album other than the big single. No, no, no. But but no, this is an A minus. I like it a lot. And then of course he's like, What else you got to say? He's Michael Jackson. He's like, Now my record we ain't singing no damn Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> what was it them was it them uh, sample clears? <laughs> Probably no, ain't what to deal with. We that. know about him. What was oh, it's right on at TV the time at too, time. yeah. Right, yeah. Right, right, that too, yeah. Right. I'm going to talk about kids, okay? Now, that's you want to talk about kids. At. Well, listen, Jesse Jesse doesn't want to talk about that. He wants to talk about Marvin Gaye's relation to kids, but nothing about Classic myself. Jesse moment, that, that moment, by the way, because it's like, read back what you just wrote. So, Hold on. Wait, no, so, I got to read this to the people, because it was like, Jesse... Do you do you turn it on with the girl? Turn your brain on. Let me find. This was the craziest. There's a one thing gotta go world. circulating right now with um, Marvin Gaye, Stevie, Stevie Wonder, Wonder, Marvin, yeah, Prince, and Michael Jackson. The answer is Marvin Gaye, go. folks. To me, for the record, it's Marvin. Now but. the answer is Michael Jackson to me, but I understand most people would probably go Marvin Gaye. What I know I was, it was probably just <laughs> what I what I was saying was that Stevie and Prince are non-negotiable. They cannot be removed. I will tell you this, like I told Mules uh, in the chat, Marvin's the least talented of the bunch, all things considered. And I agree with that. I do agree um, with the least talented. However, I said, I will take what's going on. I want you. And let's get it on. Over off the wall thriller and bad if we're just comparing I mean, the three best to the three best here's the thing obviously it's it's a difficult one gotta go because they all got classics marvin got a 10 that uh daggone um what's my joint uh <laughs> like you got a 10 but you can't remember it the one uh you know it's the one where he's aggrieved <laughs> i can't remember the song all of a sudden see this why he gotta go he's not, he's not that memorable no it's uh, come on it's Damn, I really can't remember this record. It's the one where he's aggrieved, folks. You know the one? He's like, uh, it's not what's going on. Oh, make me want to holler the way they do my life. Okay, that one. He did a whole album about a divorce, okay? He's got many aggrieved records. But no, that's the one that make me want to. Inner City Blues, that's a 10, okay? Oh, my God, okay? Anyway, so... We, we shared it. The have-nots, man. And, okay. and what Jesse said was, this isn't that difficult. Marvin got to go. Well, no, uh, the specific, what he said exactly, I had to look it up. This nigga said, August 11th, so it was only two days ago now. Michael is more important than Marvin Gaye, who was a proven pedo and an overall weirdo. 
Oh, so Michael Jackson, the one who actually had a case <laughs> over being a pedo and was called Wacko Jacko, doesn't fit. Th- like, Jesse, classic Jesse logic. I don't get this man. <laughs> okay? I don't understand Jesse. Because at the very I- least, this man was talking about giving wine to kids and sleeping in the bed with them. You know, Right, at the very least. Because, yeah, he's not a proven pedo, but he actually went to court over it. And he did admit to sleeping in the same bed and giving him wine. So there's that. And he was definitely considered a weirdo in his life. So, like, what are we talking about, Jesse? I said, let's keep it to the music, is what I said. Right, that's what Moose said. And, yeah, for me, it's Marvin. It's it's very difficult. But, yeah, that's my rationale. He's the least talented of all four. Okay? You're not getting rid of Stevie. He's got classics. He's a multi-instrumentalist. Great singer, great songwriter, and he was blind to boot. Prince, we know he's a fucking. That's the thing, like Michael Jackson and Michael Jackson and Marvin Gaye are just not as musically inclined as Stevie Wonder and Prince. Right, but Michael Jackson is arguably the goat performer. You know, he's the package of the dancing with the songs that were written, you know, for him with his help. Like, I'm taking him over Marvin. I got to get Marvin out of here. You're not. You can't be mad that I take Marvin. You say, oh, am I mad? No, of course not. No, I'm saying you can't be mad if I take Marvin. All oh. I'm saying is Stevie and Prince are non-negotiable. Right. But I understand that. as far as I'm concerned, I'm going with Marvin. Okay. And Michael got to go. I'm taking and Mike. Jesse, I got to go with Mike. Jesse said, uh, fuck Marvin. He's a fucking, he's a pedophile. Yeah, right. And a weirdo. <laughs> Michael was right there, but okay. Anyway. Uh... <laughs> This is watch this end up being the most controversial part of the review. Us discussing this one gotta go between. Whenever I talk about Michael Jackson, it's the most controversial thing that's ever happened, apparently. So <laughs> Well, we know the classic take that Wolves Things Thriller ain't no classic, you know? It's not. It's absolutely not a classic. It has classic songs on it, but we're not rehashing this. Make me wanna holler the way you know what? be doing, Mike. Okay. To pull a classic Eric Bischoff move, I don't want to give Michael Jackson the rub. <laughs> well, I mean, listen, to be fair, he said the word that he shouldn't say on They Don't Really Care About Us. All right, with, with no good reason. All right. What are you trying to say? Well, you know, I was, you know, I was using because that's what, nigga, come on, man. You on your Kyrie right now. All right. Don't do that, Mike. You on your fucking no name right now. Don't do that, Mike. Okay. That was a blemish. It's a blemish for sure. Just like Jesus juice. All right. But I think Marvin only got one ten. Mike gave me remember the time. He gave me uh damn uh, what's my it's a, Billy Jean as a ten, you know. You know, he got a lot of nines too. And all you got to do is uh, you, you, whatever he said it, you give me butterflies. <laughs> Okay, we can't get caught up on bamboo interlude. It's supposed to be an interlude. Uh, how do you feel about this? How do you feel about this? It's, I mean, as we covered over the beat of the next track, he has his son get on the mic. I really love this album, but this is two minutes long, and I can't lie. I feel like this moment kind of grinds things down to a halt for me to some extent. I don't want to hear it. And this song and beat in general is not the best thing to hear right after I went on like a a ride of uh, such heights with church. 
This is my first skip on the album. I respect it. I understand. I mean, we know historically moves don't got no tolerance for this, and that's fine. No. Yeah. And on the Count Basie album last week, the thing with his kids was like 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. And that album benefits from these kind of quick fire tracks one after another. This just lingers on for far too long. Well, I'm glad you brought that up, though. Sounds this is like what I was kid, alluding to. He couldn't to even last get week. the kid to do what he wanted the kid to do. <laughs> no, I mean, that's what made it very interesting and funny and interesting and entertaining. Yeah, but, I was um, driving around Peoria blasting this shit. Oh, for sure. It, I'd Windows. go full goofy every time. Windows <laughs> open. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, yeah, I was saying last week this, would, this wouldn't be the highest rated kid appearance. This is what I was referring to. So, eight minus. That's all I got. You want to move on? Yeah, fuck it. All right. Track 11, Tomb of the Boom, featuring Ludacris, Concrete, and Big Gip, uh, produced by Big Boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, hey, look, flat six. Seven minus. Ding me, baby. This and Busts are my two takeaways that are on like the lower end of that spectrum they're both seven minuses you know you know i'm the synth man right but i feel like when when so this is the full version of the beat that we heard in the interlude when they add mm-hmm. like that like arp synth that kind of messed yeah. it up a bit for me oh i disagree i, I liked it how it was i don't think so i think the beat was boring without that oh man it was, it was a good cypher beat without that though like, for a bunch of rappers to rap on. Now it feels like, you know... This ain't a good cypher, though, let's be honest. Well, it's not, I mean... Because Seabone uh, from uh, Concrete is up first. I thought his verse was a flat six. Yeah, well, he he, he said a, a truth. Athletes want to be rappers, shawty, trust me. I believe you. We've had plenty of uh, instances of proof. Um, he's right, but yeah, castrated, Lorena, Lorena Bobbitt, maybe, and all that. Okay, right, okay. Uh, Verse two was uh, Lil Brother and Big Yip on here. I thought it was like a seven minus. It was probably the best of the non-Big Boy and Ludacris verses. Yeah, bust like balloons. Who gives a damn if it goes pop? Uh, me, because I'm not entertained. Uh, Big Yip had a wacky verse to me. It was Mr. Ravioli, Mr. Strudel. Six okay. plus. I I like it better than the first verse. Uh huh. You know, yeah. The Mister Ravioli, Mister Strudel, Mister Pokem with the Noodle, Mister Cocker Spaniel in your poodle. And then <laughs> yeah. it kind of just after went school, off a cliff Roto Rooter. I didn't really like yet. where it went after that. Yeah, he started cool and ended cool. He lost me in the middle of the verse. Yeah. Um. And my one issue I have is shout out to everybody being on board, but everybody didn't need to say they were on speaker box in their verse. Yeah, we know everybody we're listening was to speaker box about being on speaker box or something about speaker box. Right, everybody don't got to mention it. We know on verse four, um, yeah. he's in concrete as well. You know, he's ending his verse talking about concrete, big boy beating through your speaker box. By the way, worst verse on the song, six minus. Oh, Super uh, Yeah, I didn't like his verse at all. And like, all right, chop you up like Norman Bates. First of all, spoiler alert, okay? <clears throat> okay. 
We're not supposed oh, to know to Norman movie. Bates right. is the one <laughs> chopping people up. Okay? It. It's Norman Bates' mother, for all intents and purposes, until we find out what's going on there. Right, right. Okay. Come on. Well, on, show some uh, tact. And also, that's like Kurt Cobain, you know? Norman Bates. Kurt, just like, yeah, Norman Bates. Yeah. We get it. Uh, I prefer my liquor dark and a mean white slut. White girl. Uh, so why do I put the song over from getting through all these verses and only one of them so far has done it for me? I like this beat. The chorus is okay. And tomb after tomb, boom, boom after boom. <laughs> Serving up emotion when you get inside the tomb. It's okay. I mean, doesn't um, annoy me. Um as a noise pops me, but like, it's not a great chorus to me. It's not a great chorus for sure. Um, and then these last two verses, the cleanup verses from Ludacris and Big Boy, I like them both a lot. I mean, Big Boy is like really, I would say, uh, surgical in his delivery on this one. He, he had the best verse. Which yeah. I guess it's good. It's his, you know, song, but. I, I have him and Luda equally. It's just they're different approaches. Like, Big Boy's verse is definitely the most technically impressive. I thought Ludacris, like, the way he hit certain lines, he had the best energy for the record. Well, yeah, he had the best sequence on the song to me, even though he ended with a pet peeve of mine. It's like, catching with a sack of dro, reaching for the strap below, or with some nasty hoes, eating pistachios, driving Subarus, stuck in your cubicles, I'm stuck in the air with weed crumbs under my cuticles. The pet peeve is cuticle. You don't, that's not... Rappers, right. that that's not what cuticles are. Please look look up he's, some. He's you know talking about the strap below. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, all right. Uh, I like how he yeah. opens. Ludicrous. Yeah, I keep a Glock in case you like to leak a lot. Meanwhile, cranking the volume knob up on my speaker box. Yeah, we know the speaker box. You know, it's like if he was the only one to say it, I would have popped. Yeah, but like they was already saying it the whole song, so I'm like, we know the speaker box, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's a tune of the boom. Boy. That's a speaker box, I guess, right? I guess. Yeah, I mean, big boy, he knew what he wanted to do with his record. It's obvious he knew what he was what he was planning to do because he just he was surgical, and of course he's continuing to like try to fight off the narrative that they're that they're beefing, you know, they say, big boy, can you pull it off without your nigga Dre? I say, people stop the madness. Cause me and Dre, we okay. Outcast cell therapy to cell division. We're going to split it down the middle. So you can see both divisions been spitting damn near 10 years. Why the fuck will we be quitting? Fuck nigga. And I'm just like, poor guys trying to keep up the brand and the image. And Andre is just at home. Like, I don't want to tour. I don't want to, I mean, I, he, it's not, it's not like he's in the wrong either, but it's just, they were in he's, different places. In their lives. You know, you know, uh, a guy with like his own ambitions and he has autonomy yeah. over himself, you know, uh-huh. but when you're in a duo, you gotta, you gotta think about the other person you're in business with for sure. Um, I would have cut all the verses from this song, except for the last two. And, <laughs> about and one of the opening verses, like his Luda's couldn't be the first verse. Uh huh. So, like, pick, like, I don't know, verse one or two or three. And that should have been the first verse. Give me big Big get, sure. Yeah. Um, Yeah, one of the enhancement talent. I don't mean to call big get enhancement talent because, I mean, listen, we know about him. But 
you know, this concrete. That's a lot of guys in that group. I don't even know how many guys are in there. Three guys? Nah, I mean, shit. Concrete. I don't know too much about this of... concrete. I don't know if they ever got to release an album. Uh, well, what's this deal with Super Nate talking about the first verse he ever wrote? He got a platinum plaque. Is he just lying? Is this cap? I have no idea what he's talking about. All right, well, shit. Yeah, I mean, anyway. Oh, was uh, concrete on speaker bo- uh, on Stankonia on track? Uh, shit, I don't know. Was that or at least Super Nate? Oh, uh, I mean, concrete, wherever you are, you did it. You made it to speaker box, okay? And you rapped verses on on the album, okay? Maybe Uh, this is the verse. Oh, he was manifesting it? Yeah, well, he. Knew. Well, why are yeah. they letting this man who's spitting his verse first ever be on his album? His first, his first verse, and he, he owned the speaker box. I don't know. You got to work your way up to this. All right, all right. Well, then take Memphis Bleak off reasonable doubt. Um. Yeah. Okay. That's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> all right. Uh. Yeah. He said Mel Hayden. Yeah. Yeah, I'm hating. You know why? Because y'all didn't let all these people in. Who just oh, I just started rapping two weeks ago at the homie crib. He had FL Studio. Yeah, Concrete really took up a lot of spots in the rap game. They dominated for so long <laughs> that they didn't let any other groups in. Oh man! All right. Well, you want to move on? Mel sent Concrete to the same dumping grounds as the Federation. Okay. Yeah, the Federation. Well, I mean, as far as we know, their second album was much better. So, yeah. I don't know if Concrete got that album, uh, so. Best of love. Best of love. I wouldn't have greenlit an album from them after this song. Well, uh. (laughs) Yeah, you want to move on? Fuck it, why not? Track 12. There's money in moving on, you know? Hopefully. <laughs> Track 12, Emac Interlude, produced by Big Boy, I guess. You know, the flat six. Mozumel Connect, flat six. This is the worst uh, of the interludes for me. The voice returns. Yeah. I don't care. Do you? No, it's it's slightly in the voice. He's not pitched all the way down. It's like the voice before puberty. Uh, my only My only note, I mean, it's an inter- Listen to it, folks. I'm not trying to rap express you. I'm just telling you. Listen to what he says. My only note is... Okay. All right? It literally didn't need to be a track. Put it on no, the it's end only of the here. Song. I agree. That's what he should have done because it's only here to be a good buffer or transition point between two records that don't really fit next to each other in sequence. Yeah. I'm good. I have nothing else to say. Well, maybe it was a favor, like royalty style. Like, you know, I'll give you your own track. I don't know, but we can move on. He's like, all right, shut up. <laughs> I got so sick of this by like the third or fourth listen this week. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let me keep going. Uh, track 13, Knowing, produced by Mr. DJ. All right. Well, he finally showed up. Seven plus. 
Moles and Mel Connect, 7+. plus. But I must say, I used to like this song more than I do now. Okay. What happened? And, well, this is what I think about it. Uh, Andre 3000 does not hear as well. Yes, yes. Oh, right. Yeah. He does the, um, the chorus. Yes, he does the chorus, which I like. I really like the beat. Like, this beat sounds like it could have been a Quemini era, even. Like, a lot of the stuff on here sounds like it could have been on Stankonia. This one sounds like it's even further back in the Dungeon Family lineage musically. So that's not the issue at all. Honestly, man, I like the delivery and, like, the style of rapping he's doing on here. But I don't really like what Big Boy's talking about. And, you know, as time has gone on, and I've come to learn of some of Big Boy's more, like, libertarian values, I'm getting, like, Jordan Peterson... Top G big boy in moments of these verses. And I, I feel like it never really hit me until this week. Okay. Maybe he was having marital problems or something. I don't know. This is the first song where I was like, you should probably go to therapy because you have problems with women. Oh shit. Uh, why did you hear this again? A seven plus. Okay, so I think it's really well wrapped. I like the chorus. I like the music. I don't really like what he's talking about in the verses that much, which is where the ceiling of the record is a seven plus for me. Um, it's it's like kind of like alpha male judges woman in bad spot style. Yeah, yeah. And I only um, feel that way maybe now is because I've come to know more about Big Boy's worldview. Okay. <laughs> well, that's fair. There's some some outside context. Uh, I mean, this, I kind of feel like, like it's vaguely like, I don't know, like red pill rap to me now. Well, I kind of feel like it's saved at the end of the first verse when it's like, you know, you know, they see you, they see you, uh, butt booty naked every night. Ain't nothing right or wrong. As almost as if to say, who am I to judge? You know, like okay. that was kind of what saved the verse for me, but it's not that it was a bad verse, but it's like, I don't have to hear any of this. Like you, you shook your ass for some heels in a bag and that's all you got in the fridge is bratwurst. <laughs> it's like, okay. Yeah, we just, uh, yeah, the situation's ugly, like in living colors. Wanda, that, I pop for that. That was a funny line. Uh, best of love to Jamie Foxx. Uh, <laughs> honestly, I'm here, though, for the beat in the chorus. Um, the rapping is good from a technique perspective. You know, even though things started falling apart, Wanda went and got a Honda. Now she's out of a job. She would slob on a knob for a da, 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 da. Like, he's flowing his ass off still. I just don't like yeah. what he's talking about. And that's what kneecaps the record a little bit for me. This is some yeah. of the best music. It's a catchy chorus from Andre 3000. Now, obviously not radio catchy, but catchy nonetheless. Um, and I just felt like big boys verses were like really preachy and had weird gender politics. And I never looked at it like in this light until this week. 
I'm just I'm here for the chorus and the beat. And it's one of my favorite choruses on the speaker box side of this album mm-hmm. because I love the delivery, but also true. We're, I'm fucking knowing we've been, we know about, we them. know about, we, yeah, exactly. we, right? we know, we know. I love the title, average. like knowing. Yeah, exactly. And all of them, teachers at the school, babies on the bottle, junkies on the corner, sisters at the crib. Pe- but but at the, the church, problem is the, the song wasn't about all those things. It was only about sisters at the crib. Right. And you know what, though? Apparently, Big Boy said he referred to this as the art of storytelling part three on his SoundCloud. It's like, well, it could have been that if Andre was on here and well, maybe he would have balanced it out. I talked about in our art of storytelling part two review on um, I, right? Um, Maybe. Or, or no, it was art of storytelling part one on Aquemini. I was talking about like I always thought that song was about a prostitute. And you were oh, like, right, we had did. a big debate about that. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I guess that's actually what this song, or at least like, you know, some of the vibes I was picking up on, on uh, Artist Storytelling Part One is like laid out a lot more explicitly in a song like this. But I don't know. I felt like Art of Storytelling Part One was like a lot less judgy and more empathetic. Okay. Well, who is Big Boy to be talking about this woman like this? He sounds like such an asshole in this song. Am I correct in assuming like um that uh like she left her uh license on like a John's nightstand and apparently somebody came to her house because of that. And like, she got assaulted. I like that moment on the song, by the way, when, when, uh, the other voice comes in, it's it's a humorous nigga voice, but rape isn't funny. Yeah. I, I, again, like the content of the song is not for me really, but it's well, (laughs) I pop bro. Like I can't help. It's a good performance from big boy. I just don't care for what he's really rapping about. And ever like if his rapping was worse on the song, it might have sank it. But it's well rapped. I just don't care for the content. Uh well yeah. Um I feel you. Uh my only other notes are uh I'm bringing them up for good reason. I definitely and I'm more when we get to the love below, but Childish Gambino definitely channeled a lot of this album. I hear this song and I'm like, yeah, he 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 aped a lot of this, you know, from the voice to like the, you know, brothers on the block, no end, you know, like in his funk pastiche to the melody, um, that that happens on here. It's like waking my love. I get a lot like, of speaker box love below at points on because of the internet production wise on there. Right, right, you know, it's like that, but still get high. On Awaken My Love, it's like, it's so hard to find. It's like, he gets another moment like that. Um, so, yeah, and more of that to come. But, uh, yeah, man, it, it 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 has only gotten rougher. It hasn't gotten any easier, you know? And I like the the distortion. Not the – this isn't fake art distortion, like at the end of Runaway by Kunye West. This adds to the urgency, you know, from this point on, it only gets rougher. Like that is good. You know, he's screaming. He's, he's, you know, it's gotta be rough. I haven't heard fake art once tonight. No, it's real art. It's real art. 
only real artists are going to last. All the other twisted fantasy shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, apparently it was, it's here today and here forever, apparently. I don't know. But yeah. Would have liked a verse from Andre 3000. There's one instance where I will say, like, definitely would have liked a verse. But yeah. You well, I'll have something to say about that on the next track, actually. Oh, okay. Well, then, yeah, we can go to the next track if you're ready. I'm ready. Track 14, Flip Flop Rock, featuring Jay-Z and Killer Mike, produced by Big Boy. Fitting title, because I've flip-flopped for, since 2019, but I've, I've decided 7 minus. 7 plus. Ding me, baby. Um, look, this is a better Killer Mike verse, for starters. I just want to say that, because... While I think he fit the uh, bust record with what he was trying to do performance-wise, I think everybody has a good to great verse on this song. And the beat is pretty sick, too. The way the piano comes in at the beginning is, dare I say, like iconic to me. It kind of fades in, right? The piano is what sets this whole thing off for me. And uh, I got to say, all these references to Andre, first in, you know, Big Boy's verse, you know, uh, talking about, you know, Uno, we a duo. He's talking about Andre there. And then you got Jay on the chorus, Young Hove in the place to be, Outcast in the place to be. Andre 3000, shout out to public housing. I brought the whole hood with me. I swear to God, Andre was originally slated to be on this song. And well, he just didn't like it. He got into the studio and was just like, oh, you didn't talk to Vince. I'm not rapping. (laughs) (laughs) Because the only rapping he does on the entire album is on spread and then the outro. Right. So he didn't rap at all on his two appearances. On, he was, uh, you know what it was? He was in his, uh, he was in his Lawler era. Uh, meaning this. How come all of these rappers can't talk right. about anything except how great they are? <laughs> okay. He wants to rap about, uh, important things, you know, the yeah. political and economic and romantic state of the world. But, uh, you know, I just figured the opportunity to get on a track with Hove like this would where we would hear Andre to the point where very recently I had to remind myself he's not on this record. Do you think he ducked the fade? He was scared? Uh, I'm not listen, I'm not gonna go there. <laughs> I'm only gonna say well, I'm, is, I, I'm gonna just say if he was, uh he, he should've he should have went for it because Jay had the worst verse on the song. This is just like Little Brother hiding place where they're talking about Dilla all throughout the song and you know, like Big Pooh's talking about Dilla Dog, but I mean, Elzai's on the track, but Dilla didn't produce it. And I think Dilla was maybe going to originally produce it or he was going to rap on it and he didn't. Um, maybe due to health issues at the time. I'm not sure. But this is one where I feel like all signs are pointing to like Andre being on the track and he's not on here. He's not. <laughs> he is not. He's a, no, I'm not doing it. Over this Darude sandstorm ass beat. Hell no. Uh-huh. 
Well, I said the twangy and contemplative yet energetic beat. I like that. Play one. some of it. Uh, I, love, yeah, I love the piano, really, how that comes in. Because it sounds like it's like some trance shit, but it's a rap beat. And it's very much in the outcast dungeon family lineage production-wise once it really gets going. Well, folks, get ready to check out uh, Frip Frock Row. <laughs> okay. <laughs> flip Frock. Flip Flip. Flip flop rock, okay? Yeah, yeah. It's alien style on y'all ass. Do or die, criminal, killer Mike, Rockefeller, collaboration. Oh, young hope in the place to be, big boy in the place to be. Young three thousand, shout out the public house, and I bought the whole hood. Got red dirt in your afro. Young hope in the place to be, outcast in the place to be. Did you ever think that you would be the nigga on the block? Didn't have to break a stereo column, didn't have to put a rock. A damn pretty two shoes, that what they called you. Never does a pressure of a book by your scum. Just because my tone is darker than yours, a little tanner. You never took the time out examine yourself. Why? Are you black, white, Asian, Indonesian, Arborean, that's black and Korean? We on the same team if the reason. I jumped off the subject to see if you were seeing that we drop a little science off in every reverse. They put a PS sticker on it, cut the skin, we go first. But the knowledge is the power. The cowards get devoured any hour, any clock, for any way to any height. Because I might just snap on the fuck. Might clap a cap at a suck ass nigga in the meantime. That if ass ass gon' chill out, he might just pull out his pistol and let that thing whistle at your windshield on your residence. Superman and Clark, you better be way harder than the park is to start. Mark, Jason, my little brother James, all my brothers from my mama, but Andre is just the same. Ain't no Uno, we a duo, deuce those two a pair. I'm playing stupid in competition, press like Levi and Justin. One minus one, negative one minus negative one is nothing. What's in B-boy rap and play your palm to cast it and flash it, we smash it and move the pride and rock the pride original material while you're born. Your life show consists of everything. Everybody shit but John, your own shit, and your live show, right there. <laughs> Young hope in the place to be, big boy in the place to be. Young three thousand, shout out the public house, and I bought the Hollywood with me. Young hope in the place to be, big boy in the place to be. Young three thousand, shout out the public house, and I bought the Hollywood with me. Um, here's the funny thing about Jay Z being on this record. He doesn't sound out of place per se, but it also kind of sounds like he got pasted on here. Like he's he's here, but not really is the feeling I get. Like he's like he was there for sure, but it sounds like he left after five minutes. Like like he was there, and then like he was like, "All right, I'm gonna pop in here, do this, and then leave." Like was baseline still around at the time? Like, he, well, no, he he's rapping over a different part of the beat, which is probably why it sounds like that. He's like rapping okay. over. When I'm in the mood, I rock the S dot tennis shoes. As an interlude, I got the Gucci. Well, no, I meant the, the chorus, like the that oh. part. It sounds like okay, it's like like he was a sticker that got like he he was recording for the song for sure, but he got like just. I thought you meant his the, verse because yeah, I like his verse. I especially like how he comes in, like his first couple bars. He's got good energy to start the record, or to start his verse rather, because he has you know the verse towards the end of the record. Um, this kind of reminds me of his verse on like Dead Prez, Hell Yeah, from a year later. You know, he's okay. in that feature bag, I would call it. Um, yeah, I mean, like I said, everyone's verses on here are good to great. He was slowly, but he wasn't talking about shit. Performance, me, so. yeah, he wasn't talking about shit. I used, I used to think he killed it, and now I've kind of hastened <laughs> on that opinion a little bit. He just yeah. sounds like he's killing it at first, right? Yeah. Yeah, he got bodied by Big Boy and Killer Mike. I and thought Killer, Killer Mike. Mike 
had a great but, verse. But the way, yeah, this is Killer Mike's best verse on the album. It's much better than Bust because Bust is the right performance for what the beat sounded like. This is you've just been sandwiched between like two of the greatest rappers of this era. Yeah, you know, you've got to deliver. Yeah, what you, what you, what you Killer saying? Mike uh, might have had the best verse on the song. I wouldn't disagree because I love the the uh, like the storyline. My nigga, big boy said, "Watch them as they gawk and they gander." You can follow or leave like, like Picard. Commander Picard. You could have, you can the, whole have world, the whole world or be or satisfied, be satisfied with, the with the Boulevard. Understand? understand. This young plays rhyme. I forgot the crime and I focus on rhyme. Focus on every word and line. Like a young Cassius Clay in his prime. I was born to talk shit and prove mine. And I'm the epitome of raw rhyme. Got signed. Got serious about the craft of raw rhyme and I got mine. Equipment I murderous monster yeah, move minds. Yeah, Spit it so yeah. hard that it all to be a crime when you see him coming out one time out one time when you see him coming out one time yeah he killed that he killed that he killed that for sure and the thing about big boys verses his first verse i feel like it takes a little too long to get going to when it's really good and killer mike just kind of uh blaze the whole fucking thing from top to bottom like jay starts hot but then kind of peters out big boy takes a little bit to warm up but gets hot as it goes on Killer Mike is just hot. I think the first Big Boy verse, rap wise, my it was my favorite so far on the album because like the a- the action of rapping that is because he's flowing hard. Oh yeah, this like, is Machine Gun again. We've heard a lot of like yeah. tiptoe flow for a while, but you know when he gets into that, uh, we drop a little science off in every verse. They put that PA stick on it because instead they they uh, they scared we going curse, but the knowledge is the power. The cowards get devoured any hour, any cipher, any way to any height. Because I might just snap on a fuck ass redacted. Fuck ass might clap, <laughs> might clap a cap at a sucker ass yeah. redacted. In the meantime, that fax ass going chill out. He might uh, he might just pull out his pistol and let the thing whistle at your windshield of your residence. Superman to Clark Kent. You better wait. I mean, the way yeah. he gets going on that sequence right there, Marcus, Jason, my little brother James, or my brother from my mama, but Andre just the same. Ain't no uno. We a duo. Deuce, dose, deuce, a pair. And, the and then he just he was finding. Were, he's were, just going yeah. up. Like I've heard the song so many times, I can't do it. I can't do the verse. I'm just not that good. <laughs> yeah, look, I mean, and all the while, it wasn't just like technical rapping with nothing actually being saying. Touching on colorism, the the group dynamic, you know, doing the knowledge and PA stickers and everything. You know, uh, rappers who be biting, it, it's good. Um, I like his the end of his second verse. You know, rhyme repentance, find it was lyricist and give him a clean bill of health. Wealth might make you look good, but you sound like shit and your team looking shitty to death. <laughs> shitty to death is a crazy phrase. <laughs> but, uh, this is his yeah. best verse since at least verse two on war. If not, you know, maybe his verse all the way back on uh, Unhappy. Hey, yeah, I had to put it over. I realized, hey, no, I like this. You gotta like this. They, what's, they rapping what's too hard. To, what's not to like? Guys being dudes, you know. Oh yeah, where's the drop? I hit it. Yeah, there was guys being dudes on here. Jay was the weakest link, but you know, sometimes you got that homie that's that. He was know, still man. good though. He wasn't whack. I wouldn't take him off the song. Yeah, no, he's fine. He's fine. He just you know compares to other. Yeah, what's better than this? Guys being dudes. Well, I got what's better than this, although Mel didn't agree with me. Poppin' Tags. The other time, Jay-Z, Big Boy, Killer Mike uh, all got together oh, for the song. Oh, that Blueprint 2 record? Yep. 
Oh, what did I give that one? Uh, let me I see. love the record. Mel thinks I'm crazy for thinking it's it's as good as it is. What did I give this shit? <laughs> Season two, <laughs> blueprint two, popping tags. You gave it an eight minus. I gave it a six minus. Oh, the way you acted, so incredulous about my rating. I was almost thinking like, if he says nine, I'm gonna have to say I was tripping. All right. Uh, uh, That's very fair, A minus. That's how I feel about it. He likes it a lot. You know, it's right, 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 right over in the in the liking it a lot territory. So here we go, popping tags. Talking about hoes and dough again, yep, can't hold it in, I'm surprised I got so much dough to spend, but back when I was poeting, you wasn't focusing about the dough I spent, but I was holding in, I was a roller then, I was a baller back then, all of that man, fall back, I bought that, what would you do if you was in my shoes, need dudes in the rear view, B12 engine, corner spinning, Twinkie shining, pinky ring, armadale, nigga, stinky sink, top down, my cash is up, gold chain, I don't give a fuck, gold brain to get you in the truck, my, that's, that's right. right, you in luck, luck man, you see me cruising down, better step inside, all on the ride, first come, first serve basis. You know, oh, we're going to nice places. Yeah, and we pop and we cop and bag, leave them all with garbage bags. Gucci this, proud of that. Roll with your boy, be cop and tag, pop and tag, pop and tag. <laughs> I mean, hearing it again, it's probably just a flat six. I don't know what a, a minus six is. Minus, I mean, man, that's a cold fucking word. I mean, I didn't hear the whole like song. It's probably something that happened and made it a minus. I don't know. Twist is on it. Uh. Yeah, well, hey, here you go. <laughs> we got a sleepy brown chorus. Mel said six minus. Not as good as Big Boy's Kid bullshitting for two minutes long over an unfinished beat. Oh, brother. All right. Uh, so for the record, you like flip-flop rock, but not as much as Bamboo Interlude. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Put them on a list, whichever list someone like that would go on. I don't know. I ain't no list. Okay. I mean, there's a list, but I ain't on it. All right. Yeah, the Ice Spice is number 50 on it. Okay. Oh, brother. All right. We still getting worked by complex folks, or are we going to learn to ignore things? They'll never learn. They'll never learn. Uh, you got anything else? Yes. While hip-hop is a culture, think about how many live and active cultures exist in just one cup of yogurt. We can move on. <laughs> <laughs> Whose bar is that? Mine. No. Has you? Google it and see if you can find anyone else who said it, motherfucker. <laughs> 
I mean, just hip hop culture, yogurt. Worcester rapper Joyner Lucas opens frozen yogurt shop. <laughs> yeah, it might be a Mool's original. Uh, oh, and Rick Ross loves pears is, quote, not really into yogurt. There you go. Oh, and True Goy popped up. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's move on. Spell yeah, backwards. That's right. And we know Pasta Noose is, uh, you know, racist Italian. <laughs> We're going to move on. Uh, track 15, Interlude, produced by Big Boy. Uh Flat six. What the hell? Play the drop from Detour. From Detour? The film Noir. First good piece we played tonight, and you don't like (laughs) it. First good interlude tonight, and you don't like it. Quit it. Quit it. Now, I'm going to tell you why it's not good. All right? Because, oh, okay. First good piece. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Uh, Moore's requested this. First good piece played tonight, and you don't like it. Some people just ain't got any good taste. Speaking of the interlude pieces, I, I have a correction. I was, I was, uh, I was reading too fast, or I didn't check my voice. The a previous interlude about the with the voice guy from uh, was it track thirteen, four, twelve? Was it twelve? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Emac. That was a six minus. Oh, so we six. don't connect. I gave it a flat six. Yeah, six minus. My bad. But uh, yeah, no, this is a uh, this is a flat six. What is it for you? It's a flat seven. Oh shit! Okay. Well, I think like number one, it acts as a good buffer between flip flop, flip flop rock, and the next song. And two, it's the first interlude with some real substance. It sounds like it would have existed on an actual Outcast album prior to this one. You don't like it? Outcast, last and long versus long lasting. You don't like it? Listen, first of all, and the that was wacky metal. <laughs> Listen, the reason is not a six minus. She was saying something more than old boy. She's recounting uh, Emac being old boy. Uh, she was recounting, you know, kind of their, their career history. But here's the problem. She just skipped Sankonia. Well, we know. Did you notice it. that? Yeah, we know about it, though. <laughs> oh, okay. I, honestly, a... I have I have a theory about this whole thing. This was meant to be on Stankonia. Oh, okay. But they what, did the thing where it's on. like Andre three thousand, like where they're like talking. It's like a one minute long interlude on Stankonia. It's like they're running down all their nicknames and shit. Okay. Well, I mean, it was, this is a woman, right? It sounds like a woman to me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she's like you know. You know, Southern playlist of Cadillac Funky AT Aliens together makes a Quimini. Big Boy and Dre presents Outcast. <laughs> Which you can't be like clever with. It just is what it is. Well, I mean, no, it's self explanatory. Well, you know yeah, what? Do then it Outcast. wasn't made for the last album because if she said Big Boy and Dre present right. Outcast, that came out two years later. Right. And, and a year so before get ready this. to bump 808 style to the speaker box and a well below. It's she like, forgot. What the fuck happened to. St- oh. <laughs> She might have been heard, high because some about it. Like was... You heard Andre too. Is that why you gave us a six? Because she forgot an album, partially, but also like, um, it's like we didn't need it. We didn't. Need well, we didn't need the kid either. By that, uh, the kid, yeah, we needed that. Then we no, needed we didn't. That. Who needed, we needed that? that? I needed that. Okay. Put him yeah, don't run into the hell like a male needs kids. Okay, don't don't try to do that. All right. We but, yes. have never known more. Ain't, you don't know she. You ain't knowing. That was the other track. Is right, Bamboo no, your second favorite song on this album? 
Um, that, that remains to be seen. Uh, so far. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so your favorite song is The Way You Move. Your second favorite is The, the Little Boy. Look, we got more tracks. We got a few more tracks. Just so, just so you know who you're dealing with, folks. <laughs> Look. It's not even remorseful. That's to the, the cat that moves to the junior cat to mail. Two reviewers, but the same old shit. <laughs> Y'all enjoy it here. Sign off, nigga. <laughs> yeah. I get the sense she was like high and just like, just this might have just been off the top, which makes it a little impressive if it was off the top. I don't know, but yeah, you know. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> You know, I, I, it, it, I said I said the same old shit, but in terms of bullshit, I probably bring more bullshit to the show between the smut talk and the children's media. Moose is a more respectable man. For, other than the G Unit propaganda, I, I think I have what G Unit propaganda? Shit. I mean, you bring as much Drake, Jake Hold, Childish Gambino, XV, and that's, see now that's that bad faith move. Ain't like, no XV. Like all these guys, you know, of their super duper. There has Kyle. never been X- XV. I don't even have. I don't think I have an X. Let me see. Do I have an XV project on my computer? I might have a song. Let me see. XV. A song is fine, but a whole project. You're you're not beating those allegations. I don't have a whole project from XV. I know what. What it's do you probably have? on your other hard drive? Was it Zero Heroes? Was that him? I don't know. I don't know anything about the guy. You do. I don't know anything about the guy either. You, you act like I'm this XV fan, all right? Because he was blog era. He was a nerd. Ain't no XV, all right? This is the here. This is the XV song I have. Okay, it's XV featuring Charles Hamilton. Never mind remix. Hey, been trying to meet you. Okay, all right. What's this? Okay, it's been a minute since I heard this. Pay attention to me like ADD calls. Make believe it's crazy to a boss, but I pay to be free. Take right, it. We don't need no more. <laughs> we don't need no more. That's the only XV representation on my laptop. So, yeah. But I, I think I bring more bullshit to the show for sure. I, I do. I do. I'll be on my shit. Okay. Ain't that what the 50 say? He said that, right? He be on his shit. Okay. No, we, no, we on some shit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Me, me, see me. I'm on some shit. <laughs> like bamboo, second favorite song. <laughs> Someone called in recently. Actually, I don't know if it was like the, um, the Shata or it was Sean three sixteen. Someone called in and asked, like, what was that G Unit song you played? It's we on some shit. It's over like a. What's their name, Mel? Kill Kill Army, the Wu Tang affiliates. It's over one of their beats from G Unit Radio Twenty Five, Sabrina's Baby Boy. The final lap tours uh, coming to a city near you. Tickets available now, maybe, because they're sold out in certain markets. Oh, there you go, caller. All right, now you know. Well, uh, all I'll say is if you go to the final lap tour, you might get a special surprise. Okay. I think he's been coming out to that song, actually. 
Uh, yeah, I saw it in the set list, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. I don't know if he performs it or if it's just his walkout music, so that's all I can tell you. All right. Well, uh, shit. You want to move on? Yes. Actually, last question. What What do you think she says at the end? The bad website said Flossin' Man. That can't be her because it's a woman, clearly. Um, she could have said Flossy Man or Flossy May. Maybe her name is Flossy May. You know? It's like, AKA Flossy May. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Call in whoever this person is. All right. Someone's got to know. Yeah. Anyway. We can move on. Uh, track 16, Reset, featuring Cujo Goody and Sewell Green, uh, produced by Big Boy. Eight minus. Eight plus. Ding me, baby. See moves. All you had to do was wait. Bamboo Interlude is no longer my second favorite song on the album. It's actually what? tied for second favorite song. Oh, my God. <laughs> Well, not the whole album, because it's Speaker Box and Love Below, but on Speaker Box. This is my third favorite beat on the album and fourth favorite song on the album. It's a highlight amongst highlights for me. And the music is up there with uh, Church. It's up there with Unhappy. It's amazing music from the moment it comes in, too. And that's what I was saying. Like the interview yeah. that comes before this really teased this up really well. It's this. Start the, over. Oh man. <laughs> Deborah Killings, who's also on Unhappy. Oh, what? Speaking of killings, yeah, you you killings to this, Deborah. <laughs> Everything happens for a reason. For a reason. Yeah. Good doesn't come with. Yeah, man. Start over. Killed it. She she for sure killed it. I love it. Once in the the air, bro. She is the best part of the song. That and the music. Like, it might. I'm not mad at that. I'm not even going to front. This might be the best, like, chorus on the whole album for me. Wow. And there's something about. discs? How? No, no, no. I'm just talking about Speaker Box. Box. Okay. Yeah. I think Way You Move will still probably. Edge this one <laughs> out. It is a, it is a ten after all, but this this chorus is very soothing, and so is the music. And I like the level we're at right now. You know, um, I don't know if we'll tap into a feeling like this again for a little bit because we will at some point on the next disc but perfect verse alert from big boy um off a big boy okay okay perfect verse alert. Cujo goody good verse great delivery he had one of the show stealing verses on speaker box to me yeah he is, I mean look him and CeeLo we'll get to the dungeon I'm sorry dungeon family uh, Goody Mob eventually we gotta do Soul Food and what's that still standing is that the album after Soul Food we gotta do those two main lines for those um, I love CeeLo the rapper as well 
Mm-hmm. I love him on the early Goody Mob albums. I love his first two solo albums as CeeLo, um, Soul Machine and Perfect Imperfections. Those are like personal classic style. You know, he's always done like a little bit of singing and whatnot, but he used to really rap. And he's a great rapper. I think that's all gone uh, like unnoticed for too long now because there was Gnarls Barkley, then there was Fuck You, Fuck you. then yeah. there was him roofing a girl. Alright, and- if we're gonna go there, then yeah, I was gonna <laughs> say do I bring it in? Well, listen, I want to say this first. Uh, perfect verse alert for me from C- from CeeLo. But, uh... I agree. Hey. Come on out, you rapist! So you Receive your award for perfect verse alert. CeeLo um, has a lot of perfect verse alerts for me in his career. Wow. He is truly a great rapper. Like, and all of that, I feel, has like gotten lost to an extent because Gnarls Barkley was a very big deal. Fuck You was a very big deal. And then, you know, rightfully so, he's been buried to an extent since he tried to defend his drugging of a woman. Yeah, you should be buried for that. Yeah. Yeah. That uh, said, uh, and as a little callback to our conversation with Caleb earlier, his music, you know, the first two Goody Mob albums and his first two solo albums, and fuck it, I'll throw the Gnarls Barkley, at least the first one, first album in there. Like, he's got some really great music of all different varieties in his catalog that's worth digging into if you can stomach the fact that he's a piece of shit. You know, speaking of pieces of shit, I'm getting word that apparently that uh, Drake and Bobby Altoff interview has been taken down completely everywhere. Oh. And the speculation is that Drake probably tried to fuck her. That's what people were speculating. Unfortunately, I know about my main man, Drake. It's very possible. And she probably didn't like, you know, appreciate the come on. She's married with kids after all and probably took everything down. Right. I mean, I found out her whole thing is she was one of these mommy bloggers before this. Drake, if you fucking disappoint me in this way after I just, you know, posted for Hip Hop 50, my four favorite albums statistically that we've rated so far on Rap Rankings. Well, statistically, until you find something you actually enjoy more than Nothing Was The Same, it's gonna stay It's gonna there. be there. It's gonna stay there. I swear to God. I watch mean, this be the downfall. He he messed with this white Ka- woman? Kanye okay. fucking he he jumped out the window and Yeezus is still number 13 on the board. And, you know, I haven't gone back to re-listen to it. And maybe I I won't, you know what I mean? But I'm certainly not looking to do it in response to everything that went down with him. Like, oh, let me give an updated rating on the board now that he says he hates Jewish people. Hey, we already rated it. The rating, the music's the music. But, yeah, he's fucking cool, yeah. Fuck him. But and it, and it might have to be fuck Drake if she drops the screenshot of him in the DMs like yo show me that pussy Bobby and then it's like all right here we go you know like they finally got him I mean like there's been a lot of spec we know he's a home Dolph Ziggler he joking respect- around with his uh, tag team partner Bobby Roode in the text messages in the WWE group chat <laughs> yeah probably. Uh, you know, but I mean, look, stop. This is why you need to stop messing with people's relationships and just be a professional, like. 
You know, they're saying because like there was that they're cool now, I guess. But remember when he first linked with Ice Spice and then he like blocked her? Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, he probably tried to fuck and she refused and he got mad, you know? You know what? Drake. I mean, the bar is in hell, but like, at least he's not sexually assaulting them. Yeah, but being a sex pest is not good. You know? No, it's, it's not. It's, it's but not is it? Is it, uh, you know, like, is it? socially acceptable in his industry. Yeah, being a famous fuck with money. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that a lot of them act that way, but it doesn't mean they should, you know? It's just like... Totally agree with you there. I'm just, you know... I mean, it was... It was the whole thing was weird. Like, okay, we're gonna do the interview in bed because, like, Why? I'm Drake and I'm the lover boy. No, you know what's you're... weird about it to me? What's that? None of the other clips from her interviews that I've seen are her in bed with anybody else. Listen, knowing my main man, I'm sure it was his idea. It's like, yo, we should like, we should like do this in bed, you know? And like, he's thinking like, he's thinking like, oh, she's going to agree. Cause like, yeah, content wise, it's, it's provocative. It gets people going. But so in the her, back of his mind, he might've been being a been, creep trying to the sow audio the seeds, and you know? video has been wiped everywhere. Yeah. And she took down like the little quips, I guess. Now, from, let like, me ask you this. Are like her other ones that she's done with like Offset and Yachty still up? Yeah. All that, all that stuff is still up. Yeah, something's up there. You know, now some people were like, oh, it's a work because she was just at his show last night and like doing her gimmick of being like unenthused. I see. You know? So it's a work. That's what some They're in the wrestling business or? (laughs) They say rap is wrestling, but she is not rap. She's white. And (laughs) so. Isn't she an influencer and like a lifestyle blogger? I would just think she wouldn't take down like the biggest look of her career unless something was going on, you know, maybe Drake so, hit her with something. Maybe it's, it's maybe, possible. We know about him. He's very protective over his image, but like they unfollowed maybe, each yeah. other too, though. Oh, like, okay. They blocked, or presumably blocked, at least unfollowed each other. After this screen. concert that she attended. Yes. Apparently she was just there last night or like one of the concerts. And you know, and like all this how, you know about me. I'm on, I'm on all the stuff, you know, I gotta keep tabs on the boy and see what's going on. You know, it's so it's getting dark out here. You know, you gotta make sure no one's trying to shade him for the wrong reasons. But if they're shading him for the right reasons here, I, I just I can't stand. I'm sick of him walking around with his dumbass goblet, being an unserious man. And if you texted this or DM this woman who did this interview with you, you know she's a content creator, and then you try to like, bro, come on, Drake. What if he? What if he was just being like? What if it's not sexual in nature, but it's just some like fuck you shit? Oh well, then hey, fuck her because we know about her. She's a fucking vulture, if you ask me. But that's a different deci- uh, conversation. Different decision. <laughs> yeah, no conversation. Um. Anyway, yeah. Listen, how are we gonna? Oh yeah, see, well, right this right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Here's the thing. This verse is perfect from the beginning of the, like I awaken. The sunlight, you know, I, I love it's how he comes over in that, that beat too, because his beat sounds yes. like either late night or early morning. The beat, man, I love this beat. Um, the beat, I get it. I hear elements of of uh, "Mortal Man" by Kendrick Lamar in the melody. I mm-hmm. hear like there's this noise in "Silent Ride" by West Side Boogie that I really like. It's very, yeah, like yeah, like that dusk or just that, like sunset. Whatever that sound is, that like sounds like something is like vaporizing almost. Yeah, 
it reminds me of like when I was 17, 18 and I would, you know, take the bus all around Oceanside and just like look out the window. It's a very looking out the window on the bus type beat. One's in the air on this and, uh, you know, CeeLo, you know, there's a war just waiting on the other side of the door. Oh, my God. I really love that line because it's what it feels like waking up every day, you know. Uh, can't live forever, so have some fun, right? Life's a bowl of candy. You can have one, right? You can handle it tomorrow never come, right? You know, like, I, I don't know. He's asking a question, though. You know, but I intend to raise two daughters and a son, right? And I could have wrote, I couldn't have wrote this if I was hopeless, you know? Like it's a this is time. also one of the rare instances where the bad website had some good information in the oh. about section. What'd they say? Uh, Big Boy recruits longtime Dungeon family members Kujo Goody and CeeLo Green of the Goody Mob for this song about starting over clean, a.k.a. resetting, after making mistakes. Between the time of Outkast's previous album, 2000's Stankonia, and this album... CeeLo dissed the Goody Mob's third album, 1999's World Party, and he subsequently began his solo career, causing a rift between CeeLo and the rest of the group. This was CeeLo's first collaboration with any member of Goody Mob since World Party, and he said the following regarding his involvement in Reset. He said, I got the invite to come and be a part of it. Typically, I would go in and I would pick something, but this time Big just had me in mind. I think he just felt very strongly that this was the record that would just suit me, and he was right. When you're presented with an ultimatum like that, you just want to deliver, you know what I mean? I just definitely wanted to step up and deliver. That's really what the simple motivation is. And then I began to reflect on things that were immediate in my everyday life. I think in some type of roundabout way, it was kind of an opportunity for us to all showcase together, me and Goody. We were in. We were at industrial odds, not internal odds. We were never uncool. We were always family. With family, you have that sibling rivalry, that internal riffing, and that's to be expected. We're all men, individuals. They have different opinions, priorities, different focuses, different flaws. And Cujo Goody added how the song's theme fit his life after he had part of his right leg amputated due to a car accident he had the year earlier. Damn. He said, that particular song definitely fit the way my life was going at the time because I had to reset, man. I had to go back in and rethink some things. I had to reevaluate myself, and I had to get back in there and get back on my job. CeeLo wasn't on the song yet. I think that Big Boy was already on the song, and the hook was too. So once I heard the hook... I started vibing with it. I was like, man, this shit would go perfect with what I'm going through right now. And it comes off in his verse, you know, it's a good, good verse. The delivery in particular is, you know, you can, you can feel the emotion coming through. <clears throat> yeah, for sure. I mean, on everybody's verse to me, you know, I, yeah. I, I felt like crying a few times this week. You know, it's one of them songs. Uh, yeah, I mean, did he, is this, uh, I mean, I know the movie he's referring to, um, is, I think I do. I got a problem with racist cab drivers like Glover, Danny Glover, right? Isn't, uh, or wait, am I thinking of fucking driving Miss Daisy? No, isn't that Morgan Freeman? 
Yeah, I'm tripping. <laughs> I'm tripping. Okay, never mind. Well, is this a, a reference? I was gonna. I was saying that to ask. You talking about he got his leg amputated in an accident? Is he talking yeah. about this? Was he like in the back seat of a racist cab and like they were arguing or something? And like, I don't know. I could be reaching, but I don't know. I don't, I don't anyway, know. I have no idea. But he was. I was. I was caught up in his rapture. So. I don't need to know. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, this song to me really feels like, you know, endings in video games. This feels like the neutral ending, like the mood. It's like it's not the good ending because it feels like things are coming to an end, like that sunset dusk, like, yeah. but it's not the bad ending either because it's like reset, like it's sort no, of hopeful. There's a sense of peace. Right. Even even if things are in shambles. Yeah, it's like I feel like you got the the middle ending where it's like And there's like a quietness the, to it, you know? Yeah. Right. It's not apocalyptic. It's like, all right, here's the deal. Like, you know, you have the option to reset and start over. Like everything happens for a reason. You know, now you can pick yourself back up again and start over. Right. Very soothing record. And uh, you know, Agreed. big boy on his like you know, birth canal shit, you know, all the way to, you know, incarceration, like soul. fucking, with, with, yeah. with front of my face, you know, there you go. Right. Yeah, you know, yeah, but, uh, you talk about the <laughs> libertarian view. You can just talk about that morning after pill. He doesn't, I mean, he doesn't sound like anti-abortion. It's really just in the, in the, uh, context of the verse. This, this song doesn't give me that only, yeah. uh, what do you call it? Does knowing? Yeah, knowing. <laughs> Charlie, <laughs> knowing. <laughs> yeah. All right, I might have to just make that a catchphrase of mine. Yeah, I'm not winning. I'm for sure losing every single day of my fucking life. But knowing, oh yeah. And the, the thing about, about knowing you. is knowing you know don't about- know at all. When you know about people, though, yeah, and you can knowing. say we know about you, then you're knowing. <laughs> this is Drake Bobby thing. Knowing, okay, for sure. Anyway. He's such an reset. Although, Look, man, he's making it harder and harder for it'd me. It'd be better if he got canceled for being a sex pest than if he went down with the Rico for riding with the fucking Hells Angels or whatever the fuck yeah, he's doing. Yeah, and Chubbs with the gun and... and or going, you know, away for what's the other rumor? Killing Tentacion, or, <laughs> you know, or they—they're <laughs> convinced that man did that, but he feeds into it like an idiot. So SMS like, I don't know. triple X, you know, right? Yeah, uh, and other things they think he was talking about with that, but uh, also the other thing, you know, they like called him a pedo, and so like I'd rather yeah. I—I'm not—I don't want to pick the cancellation, but like I mean, this would be. Yeah, him being a, just like a horny man would be the least offensive of all the things. So, anyway. Drake, fucking reset. Get the tattoo off your face. Buy a new wardrobe. Get the rest of the tattoos out. off your body, too. If you're, yeah, yeah. If you're that. going in that direction. You know. Some people just don't look good with tattoos. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, you want to move on? Yeah. Track 17, D-Boy, uh, Interlude. Um, 
I guess produced by it's a, and you know producing a skit. Yeah, anyway, no seven produce. plus. Jesus Christ! What I finally liked an interlude. Other well, than you, mean, you like the baby too. Yeah, I'm yeah. saying you're giving this a seven plus. You gave some good. You gave flip flop rock a seven minus. <laughs> well, it's, I'll explain. Ain't no explain. Six plus. Oh, come on. See, I haven't disliked a song on this album yet, for the record. It's only been yes. these nonsense interludes. <laughs> I mean, it's just it was, as simple as this. It's funny to me. This D-boy, the D-boy story. You know, one time a homeboy in front of me ate ball at 3 o'clock. At 4.30, he wanted the money back. <laughs> it's rubbing me on that thing, man. How you going to front me somebody in front of you? He ain't no real, real hustler. Dude shooting at both of us. <laughs> Hit you with a quarterback. Like you never heard a skit up. before after every time he reviews a skit. <laughs> but then he starts yelling, a real D-boy know you got to get your own work. You don't get high off your own supply till later on that night. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like car keys. I don't know what he's talking about, but it's in a good way. You know, what is he, I got to drop out about 30 keys. And I'm guessing like drugs when he's like car keys. I'm like, what is he like a chauffeur? Like a valet guy? Like, I don't know, but it's funny to me. It's very funny to me, okay? <laughs> That's all I got. I got nothing. Why is this here? <laughs> it's funny. But we can move on, all right? Uh, track 18, Last Call, featuring Lil John and the East Side Boys, Mello and Slim Calhoun, produced by Andre 3000. Flat six. Flat seven, ding me baby. There's not a song on this album I don't like. It's just... You know. Uh, well, you know, this isn't bad. I think it's the crunk elements are clashing with the musicality of it all to me. I like clashing. I like that, like, the crunk elements enter the world of Outcast and we get their twist on it. That. I like this beat. You don't like it? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. And it's then it's just a record. Big Boy's verse on here is great. He's just talking about getting fly and, you know. Yeah, but he's, he's Actually, the dude that stood out the most was Slim Calhoun to me. Oh, Slim Calhoun is good, too. You know, Look, you don't know about no Slim Calhoun, okay? Let I me don't. tell you that it's okay with him and Andre 3000. Hit the dealer. The dealer? Yeah. Shit. Uh, okay, uh, Slim. What's what's the name of this? It's okay. Uh, Calhoun. I spell this shit. <laughs> Slim. Uh, I mean, Slim. And Little like John it. and the East Side Boys. They bring that energy, man. You don't like it? Here we I go. guess not. I, I guess it doesn't compare to E D Boy interlude which comes before it so once again you like an interlude that doesn't even you don't even like it because it's setting up a track that you like you just like it on its own merits disturbed individual it was it was funny this is uh you know like i said it's, not it's funny. clashing man it's clashing. It's not funny okay it's not it's comparing funny. to the great jokes in in, in comedy it- <laughs> okay uh i think i have this song i don't know See, the dealer said this might be it. They've never tried this strand, so they don't know. Uh, let me see. 
It's okay. Why? DJ. Uh, that's not it. Oh. Well, it says here, Slim Calhoun featuring Andre 3000. Andre 3000. It's okay. Funky mix? Ain't no funky mix. It's got to be the original. Well, they're, they're, the dealer has something else, but he said he couldn't share it with me for some reason. Oh, that's a damn shame. Look it up, folks. Right. It's not on YouTube. Tone three. I mean, I can play it through the phone. Like, yeah, I play it through the phone. Okay, Slim. When's the next time we're going to talk about Slim it's Calhoun? Okay. It's okay. I don't know. Here we go. Okay. You see what I did there? Don't even ask me how. I, I do have the sample for this last call. It's uh, okay. the, four, the four lads <laughs> Let's see. standing on the uh, corner. The, f- the four lads standing on the corner? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, is that like the name of the... Yeah, the group is the four lads. The record is standing on the corner. I thought that was like the whole song title. Okay, got it. Here we go. Standing on the corner Watching all the girls go Wait, you better not be doing what I think you're doing. Matter of fact, neither do I. Then standing on the corner, watching all the girls, watching all the girls, watching all the girls. Was that supposed to be Drake standing yeah. on the corner, watching all the girls? You can't say I'm not an Aubrey's angel. I recognize a, a, a Drake okay in tone, you know? Uh, uh, okay. Yeah. It's a, it's a, yeah. Yeah. Well, he did. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> he didn't say that. All right, I know. Yeah, all right. Well, let's hear the flip. I mean, we got Outcast, Last Call, featuring all those people. <laughs> right, here we go. To them niggas that be holding the wall, fuck y'all, get the flow, start shaking it all. It's y'all, we was drinking, don't be drinking it all. We gon' do it till we can't or we fall. Last call, tell them motherfuckers holding the wall, fuck y'all, get the flow, start shaking it all. It's y'all, we was drinking, don't be drinking it all. We gon' do it till we can't or we fall. Last call. I'm gon' hit the club, man, I'm gon' get some love I'm a coolest nigga, ain't gon' spend more than a dove I go tell him raw, and a chicken head friend No Ferrari, no Jag, no Bentley on the band Might just play 
hit a wall with this meal up on my grill. I like I'm the hate of the Haitian from Hateville. I remember her, I like she don't remember me. When I was kind of like Cooper Ville and Chicken Head drilling. To the niggas that be holding the wall, fuck y'all. Get the flow far, shaking it all. Some finger ways on payday, my lady. You won't get paid. Making an early morning serenade for you to start your day. Or the sign of a starter's pistol fired close to where you lay. Last call for alcohol. Last call. But it's not the last call, is it, Mel? Because we're not even halfway through this album, are we? No, we're not. We're not. Uh, yeah, listen, man, I'm... They should have either went full crunk or full, you know. I disagree. I like that they met in the middle and they went into each other's worlds. It makes a good matchup to me. Well, see, the thing is the yelling just sounds like yelling because the music doesn't make me want to get crunk. It makes me want to just like, you know, bob my head. But like, you know, it's like. Well, then ride around the city and listen to your damn interludes and leave us last callers (laughs) to enjoy last call. Yeah. Um. Well, shit. You wanna you wanna go to this this final track on Speaker Box? I will, but ain't no final track because it would be oh, a final yeah. track if after we talk about it, we would say, "You want to rank this thing?" Well, yeah. I mean, as I said, final track on Speaker Box. You know, we yeah. Got, it's just we gotta go know, down. False you know? false alarm style. False alarm. False alarm. <laughs> That's another guy who's crashing out. But yeah, hey, him and Elliot Wilson. Whatever. Yeah, listen, there's a lot of crashing. Lizzo, Doja Cat, Elliot Wilson, Drake, um, uh, Weekend. I mean. Good, it's time for new rich people like Mules and Mel. <laughs> okay. Well, they're going to, you know, they're going to try to bury us too. I don't care. Once I get that mono. <laughs> mono. <laughs> All right. Let's, bury let's away. This up. Okay, I'll hand you the shovel myself. Shit. Track 19, Bowtie, uh, Postlude. They say this is produced by a Big Boy. Ain't no produce, six minus. Uh, uh, um, seven minus, Ding Me Baby. I would like it better if it was after Bowtie. I don't know why it's not. I don't get why it's all the way at the end of the album. At this point, Bowtie is somewhat of a a faded memory, but yeah. I like it. And I like, you know, the alien is back. Well, whoever this is. Well, this sound, you know, I said the voice reminds me of that. Per- I don't know who they are, but it's this person on the internet. This video is like, come kill my uncle about it. <laughs> Sounds like that person. Does that come kill my uncle about it? You know, he's but, running uh, down like his pimp credentials, basically. Yeah, I'm good. Gage is gonna bite you. Watch out now. We already talked about biting reptilian feet on the previous track. We don't. So need that. This. So hold on. So so uh, D boy is funny, but this isn't funny. Oh, yeah, D boy is hilarious. This, this is isn't funny. Shit. No. Okay. This is a person trying to show me their shoes, and I'm just like, can you leave? <laughs> Get out the way. I gotta go to the Love Below Club on the other end of town. You know. <sighs> yeah. Well, with that said, I mean, we we do we travel underground? I guess so, man. I guess so. To hell? 
Nah, it's, you know, it's a place with, uh, you know, love and intrigue. There's a lot going on. This sounds like Russian propaganda to get me to go to hell. <laughs> what? No. The love below. Just step on down, you know? <laughs> and then you get that welcome to love below. <laughs> Motherfucker, this is just hell. <laughs> we did a rebrand. Didn't you hear the last album reset? Oh, dude, I got to tell you this before we move on to the love below. I'm at McDonald's the other day, literally in the restaurant, which I don't really do anymore. Yeah. But I was in there and I guess like someone made this their name for their order. At first, I didn't know why the guy was doing it, but the guy kept going, Nico Bellic, Nico Bellic. <laughs> and I'm just like, why does he keep saying that? And then I realized someone must have made like an order online or through the app with As the Nico name Bellic. Nico Bellic. So the guy keeps coming up every, and no one's picking up their order. So he keeps going, Nico Bellic, Nico Bellic. <laughs> That's money. That's money. Uh, <laughs> I thought I was going to have, like, am I, am I stroking out or something? Like, there's no way he's saying this, right? <laughs> did he say it, like, like in an English, or did he go, Nico Billick? Like, well, like no, he the... didn't do that, but, like, this dude is, like, fucking, you know, Latino. So, <laughs> okay. it just, the way it sounded was, like, Nico <laughs> Bellic, and it almost sounded like he was doing the accent, but he wasn't. He just had a right. little bit of an accent himself, you know? I see. Right. He wasn't leaning it like Nico Bell. He wasn't doing anything right. like that. But just hearing it over and over again was tripping me out, dude. Yeah, man. That's what's going on inside McDonald's now. And by the way, there's like no register anymore. There's like one register and then like a pickup area for the apps and for the drivers, I guess. They're really yeah. phasing out employees. They got more kiosks than fucking registers now. Digital <sighs> dash and everything. Fuck it. Losing mail warned y'all about all this. But whatever. All right. You want to do 20 more tracks? Yeah, but I just want to say one more thing to all the fry cooks out there. Okay. Uh, whether or not you want to cook those fries is always ever up to you. Okay. I, Remember I, I, when Grimace had his birthday and everyone drank right. purple shakes and had him in fear. Remember when Ronald disappeared and everybody was in fear. Remember when Birdie went crazy and started pissing on all the kids. Remember when a hamburger stabbed everybody in the store and we all died like this. <laughs> so don't let your fries run out. <laughs> you know you gotta eat the nuggets now. You can't oh, wait even. Man. You know they're they're chicken nuggets. You can't wait. You know uh, because in oh, five more minutes they can't be ate. Oh, we, all right, folks. 
We're singing. We're, it's time to do singing, right? On right, rap right. rankings. Yeah, you know, and uh, we'll play in Peoria by Melvin Birch out now, featuring the song The Projectionist about the changing of times and, and not giving up. So remember when Mayor McCheese found out about all the horrors that took place on that night and he resigned. Uh, all right. Now it feels like a, a Sun Kill Moon song. Remember when Mayor McCheese found out about it? All right, we're going to start. Okay, 20 tracks. We're flipping the CD, okay? Uh, The Love Below coming up right now. Break! And we're back. Mel, you got a good third intro planned for this one? I mean... (laughs) Well, well, I was uh, suggesting you you just say what you said like oh, like a minute ago because <laughs> it was hilarious. Oh, okay. So uh, I got a little joke for you guys before we start the love below, and I want to know what uh, did Jay Electronica say to Kate Rothschild? Um, when they were, you know, romantically involved with one another. What did he say? I don't. I don't remember actually. Oh, really? What did he say? What do you want me to say? It? I mean, yeah, I don't remember what I said. <laughs> you said this man said, "Yeah, all I ever wanted, but I'm terrified as you." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, listen, he brought it on himself, running around like a fucking Nazi, okay? Uh, <laughs> that's a good joke, that's a good joke. That's like, that's like I, I'm going to steal that one as like the uh, the opening act to your the last one comedy special, okay? My whole gimmick, I've decided, uh, <laughs> it's funny how I just put yourself, put myself on your bill, this wasn't approved, <laughs> I'll just do a bunch of hip hop jokes, you know, for people who came to see mules of rap rankings, it's not going to all be hip hop jokes from you. So it's like, I'm going to give them their hib, you know? All right. We may need a new opener. Uh, 718-635-0743. Give me a tight three and let me know uh, if you want to be the opener. Well, I'll come out um, and I'll like, I'll have a, a, a group of people snapping and they'll be like, hib lover, lover of hib, hib lover. <laughs> hib lover. It's Dart Adams. It's uh who else are the hib lovers of the world? Eminem, okay. It'll be Dart, Eminem, they'll be snapping. Eminem. <laughs> he doesn't look, we love Eminem on this show, but he's on some bullshit right well, he now. Loves okay? He loves Hib so much that he's blinded to his behaviors. You know? That's a hib lover if I ever seen one. <sighs> Folks, I got this strawberry lemon mint. Charge lemonade. I figured I'd get this one today because it's pink. And you know, the love below, the whole motif pink. It's yeah. truly a new day. Speaker box was last night. <laughs> yeah, but to you, box, it, was, yeah. it was just moments ago. It was. It was moments ago. Yeah. So, hey, man, we're here. We're, we're at the love below underground lounge. Okay. Okay. Uh, and there are lots of rooms that we're going to have to explore. Okay. So, uh, you want to start? Jew hater. Oh, no. Jew hater. <laughs> hater of Jews. Jew hater. That's more likely J. Electronica's name song, you know? 
It's it's no name singing it, and it's Look, uh. All right, speaker box of the Jews below coming soon. Okay. <laughs> oh, after you finish your Kanye re-recording project, like Taylor Swift is doing. Yo, Mole's version is coming so so soon of all the Kanye albums. <laughs> uh, we need it. We need it. I've been waiting on that. But uh, they've been waiting on this. So, you want to start? No, Mel. I, I want to stop. <laughs> all right. Here we go. Track one, The Love Below intro, produced by Andre 3000. And it's a six plus. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I know, right? It's crazy, right? Hit the bus to drop. Well, which one? The one that applies to to how we're kicking things off tonight, oh, it seems. I, that's not that we That's too early to bring out the shovels. I, I wouldn't. Well, after you how you say, treated big boy, and now we're getting off to this. I didn't but. treat him no kind of way. Okay. You Listen, treated him like medium boy. Let's be honest. I ain't treat that man like no medium boy. Listen, what was this saying? Because I gave it a six plus. The first track of the love below. You talk about. I'm that nigga that you should really be afraid of. I did graves for niggas like you. I'm At this rate, this I, album's right? not even going to make it in the record club. Well, I mean, at this rate. Well, I guess, I, no, I just proved your point. Because the whole point of the phrase, at this rate, is if it keeps going how it goes, then it will. Well, the rate could change, all right? We're not rate limited on this program, okay, Elon? You can't touch us, all right? Can't touch this. And Jesse, I know what the sample is, all right? So leave me alone. Okay. Uh, well, what's your rating? Seven plus. What the fuck? Uh, Motherfucker, it's romantic. <laughs> Well, no, motherfucker, it's basically public domain music at this point. What is what is this actual, like, those love motif music? I've heard it my whole life. Like the Yes, it's like romantic overture in a film score, yeah. basically. Right. It's, now, it's money. You know, very sweeping and cinematic. It's this, you know, string orchestra. And, you know, we also get Andre... With uh, a couple words, let's say. I, I, I would call it a brief opening coda, if you will. Yeah, and, and to that point, I don't think he really added anything to this, like, love motif that makes it anything other than what I've heard. Like, it it it, it, it wasn't, it, it's like, it didn't, you know, we didn't need that. We're changing gears from speaker box to the love below. I mean, it's definitively a different feel. It's no, yeah, it's a different feel. I, I maybe it just should have been like the instrumental, uh, the music we all know from different forms of media. So you don't like the this, singing uh, is some like I was, say Atlanta. Yeah, I'm good on that. I'm good. Some say New York. Some say Perry, France, but who knows? Where this flower grows. And then the... That overture music, the strings come back in and start swelling. It's it's beautiful. Yeah, good. I know where love is found. At least I have an idea, but no one asked me. So I'm not going to reveal it. I'm going to just let Andre and the world keep guessing. But... I'd fart into the mic if I could, but uh, <laughs> I can't feel my ass after the last couple days of recording. 
I feel you, brother. All right. Don't even ask me how, but um, I will say this. The bad website, Genius, might have you know been good for once because this is interesting. I think this is important. Apparently, they wrote that uh, Andre said he envisioned a story about a guy that went to Paris and each song represented a different woman on the structure of this album. I don't know okay. where he said this, and I don't know if that even remained the case. This could have been like, you know, it could have been taken out of context. Like maybe that was an early vision for the album that he didn't. Oh, okay, actually... it's from the Huffington Post article. No Huffington. The, the mm-hmm. history of uh, Hey Ya, as explained by Andre Three Thousand, by Todd Van Lulling. Okay, Lulling, <laughs> knowing right. Uh... Yeah, I mean, he said I did envision, so it, it could be like you know, at first I envisioned, and then I, you know, was like, eh, yeah, and just. You know, so. I mean, that's it all does. Really... It does kind of feel like in the early going of this album, at least, that it is kind of like a musical. And there the is interludes a loose... feel like they contribute to like the quote unquote narrative of this man trying to find love and. Yeah. You know, all the things that comes with that, basically. So, yeah. Like, I think there's a story going throughout the love below. You know, it's not, like, rigid, but it's there. Like, I don't think it's an abstract thing. It's like, oh, well, if you rewind this song and cut this song off and put this song before this song, then it's, it's not like that. I think it's clear enough. But, yeah, I think it's just kind of meant to be enjoyed, though, as a suite of, you know, love-related records. So, uh, I don't have anything else unless you want to hear a Show Two Fly song. <laughs> that samples this? Yeah. Oh, okay. I have him coming up later on, but if you have something to bring in, by all means, I, I welcome it. I do. Uh, we, we don't really talk about this guy much on the show, but he was a... Uh, we affiliate. talk about him more than we talk about a lot of people, let's be honest. Do we? That's crazy. Yeah. I, wow, I apologize, y'all. <laughs> because, like, not because he's like... Let's be honest. Like... He doesn't come up in like our background info or notes as much as like I don't know Marley Marl, but we have brought him up more than uh, Marley Marl, for example. <laughs> wow. Well, uh, yeah, he was an affiliate of uh, Charles Hamilton, better known as Hamilton, on the show, and he did a series of projects uh, in Fox 20- Five. Yeah, Fo- the Fox Five projects, and uh, like was that oh nine twenty ten maybe like both of those years. And they were all themed after like different arts. It was a Sade one. There was an Eminem themed one. Uh, anyway, there was an Outcast themed one. And a uh, shout out to Woody, Woody's Produce, if that's still his producer name. He was like kind of the primary guy on all those. But um, the Outcast themed one was called. Uh, let me look it up because this is like one. It's a long name, and I don't want to fuck it up. <laughs> uh, it was like named after the uh, you know their first album, the, the same sort of. Uh, deal that was going on with that um okay here we go it is west harlem swaggerific mercedes cruising music is what this one was called um yeah and it's called this song is called fashion avenue produced by woody so uh here's a little bit of it good evening i go by the name of show to fly and for the next five minutes, I just want you to be as cocky as possible. West Harlem swaggerific Mercedes Cruiser music, baby. <laughs> I'm so fly, they thought I'd die in a day. Did you get it? No. Well, anyway, I'll be okay. The wolf beard coincide with the fade. 
Ladies wanna ride with a player Keep a Big Mac, small fry, get your weight up No, I'm gon' ball like a Laker Moral of the story is money, get your cake up You know me, I be on that next shit CGU sweatshirt, J West shit I don't yeah, like those like snares the, the clap snare, I don't like Yeah, oh, the clap snare, yeah <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that was that. You hear that uh sums and then you know it loops sums. I always liked that as a kid. These came out when I was in high school. That's why I even you know that blog era. I was on them blogs. I have nothing else to do but find new music. But anyway, uh, I was main event mules with those tapes. If Charles wasn't on one of the songs, I wasn't listening to. Well, I was too because I don't have uh any of those complete projects. Admittedly. There were the songs that I liked. I picked the songs I like, even, you know, the solo. But I have, like, everything he did with Charles. But, you know, you know about me. We were we were in a cult. All right. So uh, you want to move on? Yep. All right. Track two, Love Hater, produced by Andre 3000. Now we talking, man. Seven minus. All right. At least we're talking now. Yeah. You know? Eight minus. Ding me, baby. Ooh, wow. Okay. I like this vibe. Like, part of me, I-, I wouldn't throw away the variety that this album has. But part of me kind of wishes we got a whole Andre album of stuff like this. And, like, when I look in your eyes from the Idlewild soundtrack. So the kind of, like, jazzy, jazzy swingy, yeah, swingy yeah, big yeah, like, man sort of. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but a whole album of it, you right. know? Right. Like, I... I'd like to see him explore that vision for a whole project. And even when I look in your eyes, if you watch Idlewild, that whole like song and dance number at the end of the film is kind of separate from the rest of the film. Right. You know, uh, no spoilers if you haven't seen it, but you know, it exists uh, aesthetically in a different space. So I would have liked to see, you know, Andre 3000 kind of get on like his Fred Astaire type shit. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. You know? Yeah. He can do a whole variety. So you start with the flute and then do the Fred Astaire. And then, you know, if he's filling up to it, you can do a little rapping for the people. You know? eh, we don't need that. We don't need that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we don't need that. I'm, I'm, I'm a staunch defender of like Wayne on Rebirth uh, Andre on this album when people aren't inspired to rap don't make them rap well I was I mean it, it'd be performing old raps like not new ones you don't gotta rap. oh old raps yeah, yeah I like old some rap. old raps <laughs> sure yeah. yeah um but yeah musically this thing is like way up my alley you get that electric guitar shredding it's fed through an amplifier and then it kind of gives way to these cascading pianos and these live drums you know, you get that horn stab that cuts through and it gives way to the music. You know, it's the backbone of the music, I should say, that Dre actually sings over that jazzy little number where the piano and the drums are really shining. Mm-hmm. You know, the pre-chorus, the horns come back in for a little bit. I- I'm a big fan of this whole arrangement musically at the end when that Spanish guitar comes into it. I really love the music off top. And I think like lyrically, and this is a theme throughout a lot of the album from like a songwriting perspective, they're like written a little more contemporary, maybe with more of a hip hop sensibility than your average pop song. So he's adding his flavor to it and he continues to do this throughout the album. Yeah. 
And I mean, that's what makes it such a singular album. Cause had he just like fully, you know, made the music or imitated the music that, that you know, this album's influenced by, then it would have, I'm not saying it would have been a bad album, but no, it would have just, been, just like, oh, been pure pastiche. Whereas right. when you hear something like, everybody needs someone to rub their shoulders and right. scratch their dandruff, Dandruff. that's and already my- a little bit. <laughs> You know, like, but then everybody need to quit acting, acting hard, hard and shit, shit before, before you, you get, get your, your ass, ass whooped. <laughs> I slap the fuck out ya. I slap the fuck out ya. Everybody yeah. needs somebody to love. Boom, boom, boom. Before it's too late. It's before too it's late. <laughs> <laughs> Love hater, love hater, love hater, hater. Look the piano, love hater. Oh man! And then the piano at the end, where it kind of chills out a little bit, and that's where you get the that fucking Spanish guitar. I'm a fan, man. Piece of music. I'm a fan. You know who else is a fan? Who's that? Friend of the show, Von P. Oh, Rap Rankings me. Record Club inductee Von P. Yeah. Uh, we got a record from him? We do. It's Get Violated from P's Gotta Have It. Having a spoon fight with one of my dudes, Mike, and wearing my new flights when this clown stepped to me and said it's about to get real like had to be a found switch shoes with him. Dude, listen, why pretend you scary? I would fail too swiftin'. With no itinerary, I could tell you trippin'. And if you got a weapon, that don't mean you a killer. You just a lost, get lost. It's minding they own biz And you ain't about to do me like you did to Jerome Smith Homie pulled the knife out and said to me, hold this Hop back and I told him, here these yo kicks Right in front of some girls, but ain't none of my girl And I ain't under the world, right? I'm good I'll get another pair, better ones, leather ones And I get paid again on the knife I should As the kids say, that boy don't miss. He don't. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, he. <laughs> we've already pointed out the line, and you just heard it sampled again. But yeah, it's it's that it's that extra, you know, that that flavor. I mean, that this is not clashing. We were talking about Summertime '06 and how like the whispery kilo quiche vocals were like you know juxtaposed with a very grim, you know content smattering and, and production that was like murky and it's like niggas the is source material on this album is not in the same realm right it's you just know? not like andre is reaching much much deeper than just like oh we should get like james Fontleroy through the kanye vocal filter to start the track and make him sound like bony there that's that's not even an inkling of a thought in someone's mind at this time. Cause none of those people exist. 
Right, right. The college yeah. dropout's not out yet. Oh, it's not. Well, no, is it not out yet? Yeah, it's no, not out it's yet. not out right. yet. Yeah, damn. You know. Well, I mean, Kanye, I just more so. Kanye made, is on the bounce by Jay Z, oh, and he made <laughs> beats for other people. We know but, about the bounce. You know, he's he's on the chorus to uh, what's that? Never change on Blueprint, mm-hmm. but. He's not like a known entity yet, unless you're a hip hop head and you follow production credits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, like in the sense that, you know, it's not clashing when he's talking about niggas getting their ass whooped over like this, you know. Oh no, not music. at all. But I'm saying, you like, know? this is to me, this is before the musical influences that permeate that album could have even been felt. Right. It's not even possible, is what you I'm know. saying. Right. It took albums like like this one to help you know unlock certain things and other artists' uh, toolkit and and their, yeah. And, their, and I know. really do give this album a lot of credit in opening me up to a lot of different music that at the time you know I was I, I wasn't just listening to rap but my musical knowledge outside of rap was somewhat limited. I'm trying to think. We know I'm R and B male, so like, you know, I had that on lock. I, I mean knew, yeah, it was R and B and whatever like, top know, forty was, you know? <laughs> I knew the big artists of the right. time and uh, and the legends. So like I knew, you know, coming up on Long Island, I couldn't not know Billy Joel. I knew Billy Joel, I knew Michael Jackson, I knew Prince, I knew fucking, you know, Bob Marley, Jimi Hendrix, the Beatles, Rolling Stones. I knew like that. And then I knew the stuff that I liked, you know, from my generation, which was like Linkin Park. And I like fucking new metal and like System of a Down. TRL era, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah. So this album definitely opened me up mainly to a lot of jazz music, which, you know, took me on a ride, you know, through many different styles and eras. And I would credit this album as being like one of the major, um, I'd say like starting points for me and exploring outside of rap and outside of like the Canon classic stuff and top 40. Yeah. Gonna take you on a ride. <laughs> okay. That's the that's a good piece of music. And I knew there, Prince, right? but I didn't know Prince. You know what I mean? I knew Purple Rain and Sign of the Times. That's all. At the time when this album came out, yeah, I only knew Purple Rain because my parents played. Yeah, Purple my parents Rain. played Purple Rain, yeah. and my teacher had already put me on to Sign of the Times, and I knew nothing else. Yeah. So I definitely went deeper into Prince as a result of this album as well. I'll talk a little bit about the Prince influence. Um and how I feel about that, but not right now, because it doesn't really apply to this record. Right. It's coming up, though. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, I like this. I like I like the swinginess. I like the psychedelic meltdown guitars. I like uh, I like him being, you know, this pacifist, vulnerable lover man, because I, I connect to that, you know? Yeah. Everybody also, needs somebody I, to love, you know? I like how this album exists in just a different space than the last one we heard because a lot of times on a double album you get disc two which sounds like disc one yeah right this is a 
totally different thing. Totally different style, totally different mood and goal and everything else. Yeah. You know, a real treat in that regard. You know, if you're if you're open minded, I know at the time, you know, some people were talking. It's like, yeah, I'll take this whole disc and just use the other one like a Frisbee. You know, I remember going to school. You know, it was only sixth grade, but like, you know, we would talk about the music and like our parents had the album. And I remember talking like I'll get into it later. But like some people like only listen to one disc and some people only listen to the other, you know, so it was like that. But uh, I only got to listen to whatever my parents played for me because if I got caught touching their CDs, <laughs> get my ass whooped. <laughs> I didn't actually know it's not true. I didn't get whoopings. Uh, you know, one because I was a good kid, but two, I, they, they, I, you know, my mama whooped me one time. But this ain't uh punishment rankings, okay? This is rap rankings. All right. I told you about that, right? When I peed in the bed and I was singing Big Bad Beetleborgs and my mom said, you're going to get a big bad ass whooping. Because <laughs> we woke up in the middle of the night. It was like two in the morning and the bed was wet and she was changing the sheets angry, naturally. And I was singing it because I had no sense of awareness at like three, four years old. And she just cut me off. Big bad Beetleborg. You're going to get a big bad ass whooping. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, you know what? I shouldn't be singing right now. That makes sense. That's fine. That's fair. That's more than fair. Where's the drop? Okay. Anyway, uh, listen, I agree with the sentiment of this record. Music makes you tap your foot. And yep. we all know a love hater, a hater of love, sadly, you know, so. You know, we got to well, just We all know together, a Twister though. hater, and that's all I, that's I all ain't I no say. Twister hater, all right? But although, if someone saw the board and, and they said I was, honestly, I'd have to be like... That's fair. That's more than fair. <laughs> so, yeah. In my heart, I know I don't hate them, but it is what it is. Everybody, let's all let's soak in the love below, you know, like... Fuck off. Right. What? It's soaking it, all right? Chase the hate away, drink some water, okay, and, and be vulnerable. Everybody, uh, everybody don't got dandruff, but everybody got a blemish or a flaw. And you know, you, you the part about companionship is you know you work on those things together, and and you don't. What is this? A fucking uh, counseling podcast? What's <laughs> uh? Let's, you got anything else? No, I don't say dumb things. <laughs> hey man, I'm saying good things. It's just the wrong venue. All right, I'm going to be a fucking marriage counselor or something. You'll see. All right. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Track three? This man is going to do it just to spite me with it. That He's got that Drake gene in him. <laughs> I'll play this in there, too. Love hater. You know? And I'll be tapping my foot. This is one of Michael Jordan on the team bus record. Snapping and listening to Kenny Lattimore, okay? And let's keep going. All right, we got to we gotta talk to God now. All right? You ready? Rod? Yeah, Rod, here we go. Track three, God, Interlude, produced by Andre 3000. Uh, seven minus. Flat seven, ding me, baby. I gotta say, the skits, interludes, whatever you want to call them, between this album and the last one, mm-hmm. night and day, man. The last one, they act mainly as buffers between songs. Mm-hmm. This one, I feel like it's a musical, and they're forwarding the narrative. Right. Yeah, for sure. You know, they play they play into I think the it's music. funny too, you know? It's got Yeah. It's got, you know, a little bit of uh I would what I would call like gender humor. 
on this and the next interlude that we get. Yeah. You know, I was a little triggered this week, though, because as you know, um, the cult we were in, the guy, you know, there's, the there's a large beliefs. vehicle idling outside my door, by the way. Not vehicle? my door, but me and my window. Right, let, me, let me turn it up and see if I can hear it. Let me... Um, you hear that motor running? Is it gonna? Is it gonna? Like, I mean, yeah, it's. I, I guess. I mean, I. I, I mean, it's. It's. It sounds motor esque. <laughs> motor esque. Okay. Well, we we'll deal with it. We we'll we'll Okay, they're leaving. They're leaving. Ah, right, yeah. The fuck out of here, you brother. Where's the drop? Okay, to that truck. All right. You. You. Uh. You. Uh. That truck is a rab hater, hater of rab. Okay, that's why it's out there trying to interrupt. But we, they should know by now. Okay, thirteen seasons, you can't stop rab. So get the fuck out of here, you motherfucker. Uh, yeah. One of the core beliefs in the cult we were in is that God is a woman. So I was triggered by that. Uh, this also kind of oh, reminds right, right. me of them them skits on that Sonic the Hamilton where he's talking to himself with the reverb. You know? Were you triggered by the Ariana Grande song "God Is a Woman"? A little bit, yeah, for the same reason. Because they didn't have to deal with what I was dealing with, all right? I don't know if I've heard that one. Although with her, I heard it it's, always, it's always like, I don't know if I've heard that one. And then when I hear it, I'm like, I've heard this a million times. Yeah. You know, I guess She's so, more I, omnipresent than I've given her credit for. A true prop star, right? Not a true prop star, but a pop star. A, a okay, pop star. In, in, yeah, okay. in this Dre and... Uh, look, in this, I'm just going to talk normal. In, in this day and age, you know, to just yeah. be a real pop star and not like propped up by fake numbers and songs no one's ever heard, i.e. Selena Gomez, Damn. you know, being a pop star is impressive nonetheless, you know? <clears throat> it is. It's hard. It's harder than But no, ever. I consider a true pop star to be like Taylor Swift, Beyonce, Adele, and Rihanna. They're saying Olivia Rodrigo. Is, and Olivia is, is definitely making a case. She's making a fucking case. Okay. The signs yeah. can't be ignored. If you're ignoring them, you might be fucking whatever your first name is. Last name is now Quali. Okay. <laughs> right. Well, uh, yeah, you know, I, I only, I only brought up Hamilton because you know how influential this album, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, coming up, I mean, he's aware of this album. We know that he sampled things from this album. But, you know, the skits he did on a mixtape remind me of, of this, uh, you know, Childish Gambino has a song that has a similar melody that, what kind of love don't die alone or whatever the song is. Same Man, sort of space. Don't, I don't want to hear about him. Hey, well, I could have played it. I could have really tortured y'all, but no. Nah. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is, yeah, the humor is there. I, I'll be honest, his prayers are a lot like mine and what he's looking for in a girl and the tone of voice that I use. Uh you know, just accept, you know, I, I, I've never cheated. I'm a virgin. Uh, and and I, I would consider Head to be cheating. And I'm sure the humor is that, you know, him assuming God would excuse it. Probably not based on what we think we know about God. That wouldn't be excused. And ain't no ah lady. But, you know, it's it's such a groan inducing line. You got to love it. Ah lady instead of ah man. Okay. Boo. <laughs> I went to a tomato in a second. But, it, you know, it's funny, you know. That guy, I just need a sweet bitch, you know, like that hip hop music is too. It's like when you walk into like the water temple in Zelda Ocarina of Time. You feel me? That's what it sounds like. Yeah. Very soothing. 
very like floating out in, in space. Yeah. Acoustic guitar. Yeah. You know, but it definitely sounds mystical. It sounds nice. God, come in, God. Damn, you're a girl. Wow. <laughs> Never cheated on any of my girlfriends. Well, well, except that one little time in Japan. But that was just some head. Like he's being it's funny because he's being a nigga. But he's also being very sincere. You know, or you don't, is he being a passport bro, Mel? Oh, bro. Why are you asking me like I'm one of them? I ain't one of them. All right. Well, I'm yeah. saying, uh, Boz Cole and, and his cousin James are. <laughs> and I figure you follow them, so Oh, brother. Yeah, no, listen. If I got a passport, I wouldn't be using it for that. I'd be using it to see the sights, okay, and eat the foods. Food and culture, okay? Shinsuke Nakamura style. That's what I'm using the passport for. Ain't no ain't no sex, okay? Mel, any but, thoughts uh, on Asuka's beef with the Joshi promotion stardom? Whatever's going on with that, I'm Team Asuka, okay? Okay. I'm riding with Asuka. I don't know what, what exactly what that's about, but I'm riding with Asuka. All right? That's all I know. Uh... Yeah. Um, never seen her get so fired up. I, I, I've never seen her be like, you know, so not kayfabe, you know? Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, yeah, she had to correct. They was playing she, with her name. She you know? really, she was really like, all right, we're going to correct the record and this is going to take two hours. So I respect it. In. You know, that's what you got to do sometimes when they out here playing, you know? But, uh, yeah, I mean, I have nothing else to say other than, uh, I guess God, listen, to Andre, I don't give a shit. About I gotta what say be something <laughs> because we're about to head into, you know, a uh, week off, quote unquote, in between season thirteen and fourteen. I know week off, and you know it's going to be old news by the time the season fourteen premiere debuts i just want to say uh rest in peace to magoo oh yeah yeah for sure and if we can hold a brief moment of silence for him uh that would be nice all right you you got to get that in because you know sometimes unfortunately you know we started the episode before he passed, so we had already done the news segment. And right. before we get to the next episode, it's going to be like, yeah, no shit, he passed. It was so long ago. Right. So I uh, just want to say rest in peace to Magoo, um, Timbaland, and Magoo one day on the show. All right. Absolutely. Well... Uh, I will say this. You will hear uh, from Magoo next season. Oh, is that right? Okay. Yeah, but that's all I can say. All right, no spoiler styles on, on the theme, but uh, there you go. He's not getting an album review next season. He appears on one of the albums. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I can still, if anybody wants to, uh, you know, what's the word, extrapolate, you know, they might be able to figure something out, but we ain't telling so uh yeah. If any if any uh if any uh women are listening, you know, whoever somebody not too fast, not too slow. Cause I don't have it all my damn self. Okay? And life ain't easy, okay? You know, you just want somebody to Are there any women listening? His okay. second favorite song on 
speaker box is bamboo interlude. As let you know, I'll be a good dad. Okay. <laughs> this song is just Jesse before he found the fiance, which is now the wife. <laughs> you just have to add okay after all these words. She don't even have to have a big old ass. Okay. <laughs> just <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Well, I like it. You got anything else? No, I'm glad you like it. I like it as well. Oh, thanks. Okay, well, here we go. Uh, track four, Happy Valentine's Day, produced by Andre 3000. Okay, we cooking, we cooking with, with some grease now. Seven plus. You know, like, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yep. When the fire shoots up. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <sighs> well, I think uh, we got to throw even more grease on the fire. With an eight minus, ding me, baby. Mm, okay, all right, okay, as Drake Daddy would say. Okay, listen, I, it's it's heating up for me. I have a six plus, seven minus, seven minus, seven up. plus. You know, this is your second that's what eight. I was saying. Like, I like the uh, musical kind of jazzy motif that we begin with, but I wouldn't trade this whole album, which we'll you know continue to talk about, just for that sound. Right. And now we finally get into something else musically than what we've heard so far. You know, this, this is uh, a textural change, I would say. Very cool. Like, I, the best way I can describe it, like, herky jerky drum pattern with this guitar. Yeah, this is the first of the. Uh, there's, there's two or three songs on this album in particular that I think, you know, the drum pattern is very much prince-esque and mm. that's where some of those comparisons come from or and this is definitely drum programming that is uh in that vein I of can, some yeah. you know um i'd even say like some of the 90s prince stuff but you know there's like there's some like you know sign of the times or dirty mind there's some stuff on there that is similar Mm-hmm. But I forgot that this record had a rap verse on it from Andre when I was bringing up Spread and the uh, outro earlier. So this is one of three tracks on this Love Below where you get Andre actually rapping. And outside of, you know, the rap verse, it's kind of unique, the delivery here. It's almost spoken word style. Yeah. He's playing this character of a... Uh... Cupid, Cupid Valentino. Valentino, yes, the modern day Cupid. You know, I could see it. I watched that movie. If you want to give acting another shot, Andre three thousand. But yeah, um, I like the spoken wordness. I do too because it, it's juxtaposed with that really jubilant singing on here as well by the you know Easter Bunny. It says Joy and, and Screechy Peach. I guess okay, yeah, that's uh, Joy who we talked about a little bit on the Idlewild review. I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, that synth rising also right before the rap verse, that like, <laughs> and then how he comes in, love it. Okay. Um, this is another one where, you know, he adds that hip hop flavor to the pop songwriting. 
For sure. Because, I mean, even in this concept of him being Cupid Valentino, like Cupid arrows, he's when arrows don't penetrate, see, Cupid grabs a pistol. Okay, you know, Cupid Valentino got the blower, you know? Yep. <laughs> yeah, so it's like the little touches love, like that. On the rap verse, when he says, could be an organ donor the way I give up my heart, but the piano that goes underneath him when he says that, mm-hmm. There's so many little musical flourishes throughout this project where I have to point out, even on speaker box, you know, where there's just something that pops up and I can't not mention it. Or I love that. You know, this is music that like last week's album feels like it's living and breathing and it's moving constantly. Arranged with care and purpose and intent. For sure. You know? really really a treat for the years you know and um, i got a anecdotal style for this one oh is it like was it a valentine's day mool story kind of yeah i mean uh just to add lore to the whole shot is coming (laughs) situation (laughs) you know we're gonna add some lore here so shot and i did the uh morning announcements in our high school when we were seniors so 12th grade every morning we would be the ones you hear in your homeroom class it was actually the first time i got on the mic with someone born on april 14th wow better than what i thought you might say the first time i got on the mic with a black man (laughs) i can't even say that for absolute uh with an absolute certainty so okay all right but definitely the first time me and someone from April 14th linked up. Shout which out to Shot, the OG. We get along famously, me and these April 14ths, me being a April 18th guy. Maybe there's something there, you know? Might be, might be. But we played this on Valentine's Day during the morning announcements. Nice. How did and it I was, go over? Well, it was the clean version, because as I noted in the background information, I had the clean version of this album. <laughs> So it went over great, actually. They thought, they thought uh, myself and Shaw were very cool for doing this. <laughs> you gotta love it. Ain't that what high school all about? Being cool, <laughs> you know? Yeah, listen. I like that. I like that. So I have fond memories of this one, but this week I was just like kind of having to really break it down for myself. I'm like, damn, I kind of like everything about this. Like, the rapping on here is good. I like his spoken delivery juxtaposed with the vocals. I like the whole Cupid Valentino conceit. I don't know how many Valentine's Day songs that we have, but it's certainly underrepresented compared to like Christmas. Right. You know, and this is a, it's a good, you got to love a good holiday song, right? Yeah. I mean, speaking of like this Cupid Valentino is like asserting his dominance over the other like, holiday characters he's like ain't no easter ain't no easter bunny no leprechauns groundhogs well you know there's all this talk about santa claus but see love will rule supreme like he's the head honcho yeah he's he's uh, trying to you know he's trying to strong arm his way to the top of the uh the tribal chief holiday yeah the holiday mascot (laughs) totem pole you know you know i love the uh you know when cupid knocks at your door and you hear like the the sound it's that it's a it's supposed to be like i guess a, a knock but it sounds like somebody tripped and fell into the door which <laughs> makes me laugh this is a much louder and noise that, than a knock. you can't ignore me yep 
<laughs> you know, it's it's and it's this idea too. Now I bring this guy up with reason because mm-hmm. it, it makes sense. I don't mean the TD TD man reason. No, <laughs> he ain't got nothing to do with this. Um, this idea of Cupid Valentino like chasing after you and it's sort of like ominous too. It's like I'm like a very I'ma get you sort of thing. Like you think you gonna front on love, but I'm a I'm gonna hit you with the with the with the love blower, you know. And you know he's talking about keep on running, player, because I got my good shoes on and I got them tied up tight. So you're gonna find out tonight. Find out tonight. That's right before you know? we get the synth breakdown that goes into right. the verse. Um, folks, and I, I'm saying this because there could be young people listening. When you hear things like "Awaken My Love" and like "Terrified" and "Zombies" and like songs where he's talking about like you know creeping up behind you, all that, and like you know these characters like chasing after you, like. I got to think it's influenced by stuff like this as well as Prince, you know, Mm -hmm. like this character work, you know, that sort of thing. And the breakdown at the end, you know, the happy Valentine's, happy, happy Valentine's. That part, I love that. I feel like it turns into fuck that Valentine's, fuck that fucking Valentine's, fuck that Valentine's, fuck that Valentine's Day. (laughs) So it almost turns into... A uh, fuck Valentine's Day song yeah, by the end you of know? it, you know? You gotta love it. But ultimately, the whole thing is, you know, oh, you don't believe in me, but right. you believe in leprechauns, groundhogs, Easter bunnies, you know. And the idea is, you know, love is something that people are losing touch with and they don't really believe in love. Right. And, and it's an interesting conceit, like when you frame it this way with this you know, this Cupid character trying to assert dominance in that field. I like it. Right. And shoot you in your chest to make you feel love. I mean, and that was my other point about that guy. Okay. Is, is that that whole perspective, it's sort of cynical and darkly humorous, but really low key hopeful. And like, and you know, it's like, that's kind of childish Gambino's whole MO is he's like, kind of like the, sarcastic black humor guy but at the end of the day he's like pleading to just be accepted and be loved and find love you know so it's like Look, the influence at, is at this point we've already heard two or three examples of mm-hmm. you know how he imbues that hip-hop sensibility but mel based on our own experiences you know not not saying the quality is up to par but we made three love belows we came from rap and we made three (laughs) non-rap albums together yeah and you know i feel like on all three of those albums we never lost our hip-hop sensibilities quote-unquote true in how we approach things we often said america unless we meet again is kind of like the rap song of that album uh yeah you say yeah you yeah smile for the camera the projectionists on Will It Play in Peoria. <laughs> oh, brother. And so on and so forth. I feel like your songwriting, even though we were doing pop songwriting, there was a contemporary sensibility to it. Right. You know. Obviously I think informed was... by the fact that we had both spent the majority of our lives basically in this other discipline. Making rap music, you know. And I think it was definitely a subconscious thing as well as it wasn't as well as it. Yeah. As well as it was an intentional thing, because, you know, it's like, how can I enter the pop arena, but like still 
you know, or, or like do something new with it. And it's like, well, how can I incorporate these things that I know from making rap, making hip hop, you know, and try to try to make something new. You know, but, that's what I really like about this album. And obviously a lot of it has to do with the fact that the glut of rap coming out wasn't melodic at the time. So this really stood out. And uh, yeah, I've just always appreciated the fact that it had that hip hop sensibility and almost eased me into it in a way that I don't know if this is just straight up jazz and straight up you know, Prince pastiche, would I have liked it as much? Or, or, right. He, he, he put himself into it, which made all the difference, you know? Um, you know, I mean, like, Prince was a funky man, okay? <laughs> but, like, just, like, the way Andre is, like, you know, um, you know, I used to be a bad boy in my day. I know you're trying to protect your little feelings. You know, it's like, I feel like it's a nigga at the barbershop, like, like ribbing me. It's like, yeah, you're well going to get you, nigga. You're trying to protect your little feelings. You're afraid of getting hurt. I, I really like the, um, it's a moment where, like, it's like, it's like a, like an interruption. Cause like they go back into the singing. He's like, you won't believe in me. Hey, hey. it's like, it like cuts and goes back into and then the smoking. <laughs> That was fine. <laughs> yeah, I like that moment. But you know, see, and don't he's supposed to be some kind of player or something? You know, he's like it's taunting throughout. It's a very fun record. You know, I mean, it's, it's up my alley. You know, I'm a, I'm a jaded man, but like I still be out here hoping. Like even in the rap verse, you got that little Star Wars. You know, he's Han Solo till I'm hit by the bullet. So may the force be with you, and I'll hit you when better time permits. For now, show me samples, examples. You know what's crazy? Shit. What's that? On the clean version, he said, Han Solo till I'm hit. No, they censored May the, the force. Bullet. No, yeah, they don't let, they don't let him say uh, bullet oh, or pistol. brother. I think. You can't say bullet no more in 2003? <laughs> it was Come censored. On. That's the He just that. said, Han Solo till I'm hit. May the force be with you. <laughs> okay. 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 Yeah. Whoopi censorship uh, committee. Yeah. All right. That's a shame. But uh, yeah. A lot of know. times I was able to figure out what was censored. If they didn't do an actual clean edit for it. Mm-hmm. And I figured that was just how they were performing. But that one, I was at a loss until I finally heard the dirty version. I was like, what the fuck? Han Solo till I'm hit? Yeah. May the force. Okay. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, it also all kind of ties back to where I feel like where he was at at the time. It's like he's really pondering what this fame has brought him. I mean, the verse ends with how am I to know with the profession that I'm in? And if you do not know me, then how could you be my friend? You know, it's like, do they like me for me? Do they like me because I'm Andre 3000. I mean, he's asking the questions that he wants to know, you know? And, uh, it's just, it's a, it's a good record. We, we, we heating up, you know, and that melody at the end. Hey, Maldo, if you listening, tell me, tell me. Cause you, 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 you know what I'll be talking about when they, when they hit that happy Valentine's time. Tell me you can't hear that. Oh, no, no, no. You know, for my boy, okay? <laughs> it's, it's one of them melodies, ain't it? <laughs> Mel okay. enjoying his last few hours in the Drake fandom. 
No, not that man. <laughs> that's a different man. He don't hit the oh, oh that's no, no, no. Gambino? Yeah, that's that. that the, the no 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 is a Vino classic. Oh okay. no no no! That's all he. That's all he be doing. The no no no. Drake does a, <laughs> and then he stopped doing it. Now he just uh, does like his little fake melodies. You know, it's a shame. But we ain't talking about him. It's my main man. But I miss I miss the struggle singing because there was some soul in it. You know. Ho, ho, ho. Yeah, we need ho, man. Ho, we need ho. Ho, ho, ho. Yeah, you know. Now it's, he's like got these droning melodies, and it's, uh, yeah, that's what it is. Anyway, uh, you got anything else? No. Oh, shit. Well, all right, we can keep going. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Uh, and now I need all y'all women to. Track five, spread, produced by Andre Three Thousand. What is wrong with you? What we talking about women tonight? <laughs> I felt very Jerry Waller. <laughs> what we're talking about women tonight? <laughs> okay, look, spread, y'all. I mean, listen, this is a record, okay? Obviously, it has musical elements and lyric lyricisms, and it's a flat seven. <laughs> I disagree. Holy <gasps> shit! What? It's a nine minus, bro. <laughs> it literally i like it he i don't understand it. you as a music listener to be quite honest really as many shows as we've done together i don't wow. know how this is a flat seven but like some throwaway j cole song is an eight or or the, the bamboo interlude That's on the last right. album's an eight minus you enjoyed that more than this <sighs> well i'm gonna explain okay i mean listen this is enjoyment. I shouldn't be attacked for, for, for it. I enjoy the record, but apparently I don't enjoy it enough, folks. Okay. I just don't. I just like it would be like me being like Citizen Kane seven. Uh, <laughs> fucking uh, the Jennifer Lawrence comedy movie. Ten. <laughs> well, speaking of movies, actually, I'll tell you something. My feeling on this record. I picture George Clooney's character in Burn Without Reading. Like. He had a very, like, what's the word? Frenetic energy yeah. in that movie. And he was, like, kind of a lover boy. And it's, like, drum and bass meets Prince sort of production. Yeah, it's I not just all feel the like... way drum and bass. I did note it in my, in my uh, notes here that there's a drum and bass element at play. Yeah. There's that haunted house organ that opens this up. You've got the sax in there. I got to say, this is probably, like, my fourth favorite song it's in the top five on love below for me okay and you know me i'm generally not that big on rap songs about sex well you know i said this is good sex because he's being honest with the lust and he's being yes. you know forthright it works Call, yeah. calling this like uh a rap song though i would say is like kind of underselling it there is rapping on it mm-hmm. but it's not what i'd describe as a rap song it's also not what i'd like Describe as drum and bass proper because you get a better example of that later on. Mm-hmm. Tempo wise, I think, and even some of the sounds. Yeah, but it's definitely tempo man adjacent. It's drum and bass adjacent. I love the tempo. I love the drum programming, um, the sound design. Like when you get the uh, sax and piano solo, mm-hmm. and you hear like some of the best sound design on the album. 
almost like a romantic comedy where the two leads are rushing home to tear each other's clothes off and they're like knocking <laughs> shit over. You've seen it. It's like a trope in movies. Right. It's kind of what it sounds like is happening here. You get the rooster making another yeah. appearance on this album. Mm-hmm. And uh, the energy of this whole thing is, I do you do you have the clip? Um, if in the in the Mules, Mel and Jesse group chat, I put a video of Martin Scorsese in oh, there yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Um, I meant to download that. And it was be why did I? I was I meant to bookmark it, and the bookmark option wasn't coming up. I vividly remember this. Okay, can you yeah, find that find video it. and play it? Because this, this is uh, <laughs> yeah. this is spread. Yeah, let me see. Uh, it's a very quirky record. I find the record to be hilarious. Oh, now the bookmarks here. Yeah, Marty cracking himself up. Yeah, uh, I meant to get this because I was going to use it for myself. <laughs> but, uh, listen. Uh, this, this is what, you know, sex is very funny and I guess it is. I, I don't remember. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Uh, I don't even know. This is a very funny sex record to me because of the, it's lighthearted, you know? And then the, you know, all the, the funny sounds in there, the woo, all that. <laughs> there's like a zipper noise in here, like there's a lot, dude. Yeah, you know, and that and that pace just makes it very funny to me. It's like very slapstick. If you watch like old silent comedies or even like some of the early sound comedies, and they're doing like some physical stuff, sometimes it's sped up, right? Mm-hmm. That's what it feels like here. Like it's sped up to an almost comical degree for the type of record he's trying to make. But this shit is fucking jamming at the end of the day. Like don't get it fucked up. This shit is crazy. When he comes in on verse one and he's like kind of doing a Camille thing, right? Like, and, and yes, I said very Prince on this very one, but, but this is one of the reasons why it's only a seven for me. I said, and I said, I said, eh, and you ain't if I was your girlfriend. I think he was much better and much more himself on verse two. I agree. But what I like about this record is that he doesn't just do this. It's all built up around the music. So at first, the music, like, the tempo's pretty fast. But still, it's not going crazy yet with the mm-hmm. horns and all the energy. So it's, I I can't read mine, but I can read yours. Mm-hmm. I think she says that she wants to pour your your yourself all over me what you think i could be wrong but people's don't lie and if they do by god they must fry fry you know like electric chair the way you stare yeah i'm there you committed the crime and i'm the victim and then once the you know the rapping comes in i got an eye out for she that cries out passionately we do things back, back really forwardly, horizontally. I'm too young to be settling down. Quick to change my mind tomorrow. So now can I borrow your timid torso more so than your yeah. soul? Honest me, gotta be how I roll. Fuck the rhythm, tuck the rhythm. Under your bosom, you're the prison. <laughs> That's the good stuff. What's the yeah. first? Let's rehearse. Making a baby. Put in your order. I want a baby daughter. Dance on the tip of my tongue. Shake the clouds until there's no more wetness in them. <laughs> Tell your homegirls that you will send them a postcard from 3000 hard. And you got yes, that. That's what I need. With that That's horn. Mm-hmm. And then we get this chorus, you know. Don't want to make 
you feel strange, but don't let these words be in vain. So spread, spread for me. And I can't, I can't, and I can't, I wait, can't wait to, wait get, to you get you home. Yeah, okay. I mean, <laughs> the chorus is money. I think the second verse is money. I'm, I'm kind of lukewarm on the first one. Um, but you know, I think it's it's intentional the way how how fast paced this is. You talk about like that romantic comedy, like the scene where they're just falling all over themselves. I think it, you know what's funny is like obviously when he's like, I don't want to move too fast, but he he does want to move this fast because he can't resist. Can't resist. Say, say, the beat is moving so fast. You know. Oh. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. And it's like the honesty in it and in the lust is i think executed perfectly because it's like listen i'm just gonna be real with you you know i'm i'm trying i'm trying to fuck something <laughs> i need that drewski clip you know yeah that, that's what that's what this is you know and it doesn't feel creepy it's it's a very it's it's comedic and but it's sensual it's you know it's it's it he he nailed it he nailed it in terms of because this could this is a hard sort of i think space to occupy to be sensual but also be kind of lighthearted you know and also be like do the spoken word thing and like be kind of poetic and artsy and cool it's there's a lot going on on this one but that's what i like about it you get the prince homage with verse one you get rapping from andre which is rare on this album you get him singing on the chorus and you get some of the wildest music on the whole album on either disc Mm -hmm. yeah it's a good one it's a good one but uh, yeah i mean if he was Rapping on the whole thing, I'd probably be in that. A no, territory. no, not you can't be. It's, it's, it's you got to build up to it. the The rapping is good because it comes out of nowhere. It's built up to. It's like it starts slow and then you get hit with it. It's well, then part maybe of the he should have did a better spoken word verse. Then maybe I there's nothing I wrong with that. the spoken word. And it was it was that, now it was a little too like I'm trying to be this thing that I like that I heard before instead of like you know. Being Andre and updating it, you know. Maybe I need to have some sex too, and then finally get that fucking eight, you know. Oh, when all you can do is imagine, you know. <laughs> all right, y'all heard Mar- Marty Scorsese? All right, I don't fucking remember. I ain't had no sex. That's, That's what right. he was saying. <laughs> Where is it? Where's the drop? Okay, because the thing is. I mean, what's weird is, I mean, the man is, uh, he's famous. He's a genius. But he is old, I know. But is, is he married? Is he not um, married? I don't know if he's still married or not. Okay. I mean, because that I might get be in, I don't get into people's business like that. <laughs> I mean, I don't either. It's just that he's the topic right now. And I was thinking, like, why hasn't Mar- Mar- Martin Scorsese not had no sex? I feel like he should be a sex haver. You know, even in his, his older age. You know, he's the man, you know? Maybe he's scared he's going to die having sex and he won't be able to make more films. Oh, shit. All right. is Afraid style? Yeah. Marty is Afraid, okay? Coming soon to rad films. It's probably why that film resonated with him so much. <laughs> you never know. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, you got anything else? Yeah, I do, actually. I have Ray Charles' Yes, Indeed, which is sampled on here. Oh, is that right? Ray Charles. Now, that man was having sex, despite his impairments. Mm-hmm. I saw Ray, you know? 
He was getting it in. He was filling uh, women's wrists and shit. <laughs> Trying to figure out if they was big or not. <laughs> That's crazy. All right. Uh, yes, indeed. Okay. No, not Lil Baby. This is Ray Charles. Here we go. Well, I know if it hits you, you say, Whoa, yes, you will now. It was just that opening part, right? That melody. Yeah, so let them hear some spread so they can hear what he did there. And they can hear the record that Mel just doesn't think stacks up to Bamboo Interlude. I told you why I could have done without the the pastiche. Well, I could have done without the child. (laughs) The child? Yeah, Bamboo. Oh, leave Bamboo alone. Bamboo's a grown-ass man now, okay? Yeah, we need to update. We need to hear him back on the track. Yeah, know? say say what you were you were coerced into saying back then, but say it right and stop <laughs> wasting our time. It was a waste of time. Okay, you were great to me, uh, but here we go. Spread. all over me what you think I could be wrong but pupils don't lie and if they do by God they must fry fry you know like electric chair the way you stare yeah I'm there you committed the crime and I'm the victim I got an eye out for shit that cries out passionately who do things backwardly forwardly horizontally I'm too young to be settling down quick to change my mind tomorrow so now can I borrow Mel doesn't realize he's popping for the verse because it comes after you know, it's it's. I know a, a about of, the dynamic. I know. Okay, yeah. Without the without the thing that you claim to not like, the verse wouldn't excite you as much. Listen, well, you know we listen. That ain't measuring up to you know that daggone, uh You know we don't have to make children to make love, and we don't have to make love to have an orgasm. Your body's what I'm all about. Okay, that's that's that was the good smoking. <laughs> so he's only allowed to do that once on one song, and no one else can ever be influenced by it, and Prince can't ever. No, be again. I, no, the influence is fine, but you to gotta the live up to that. Of one yeah. song, you know, you gotta live up. You gotta, you know, that was he was talking about pouring yourself over me. I'm like, I'm good. I'm all right. I'm all right, you know what? Anytime a rapper's an auto tune, it has to live up to bartender. <laughs> As a ten, but no, I'm like I'm saying it, it, lyrically, it wasn't doing anything for me. Electric chair and fry, you committed a crime, and I'm the victim. It's like okay, all right, man, all right. Your eyes ring three thousand. I expect more from you. you Flat know? seven for spread, eight minus for bamboo interlude. Okay, the okay. list, the list has never been more uh, fleshed out. Okay, bamboo came to do rap. Okay, Andre came to do Prince. <laughs> Okay. He raps on here. Who's who had a better verse, Andre or Bamboo? 
Oh, Andre. Bamboo in her wood. Let's continue. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, anyway, my, I mean, only other thing I have to say is, uh, you know, it's like the, the, you know, the record scratches, all this stuff in this song, impressive work for apparently a Pro Tools first timer, you know, arranging all this stuff, you know, so shout out to Andre. Well, that was only for the first like five songs he made. Oh, and then he just, uh, I think he got someone. Yeah. I think people, they, <laughs> they moved into the studio, but yeah, like, uh. <laughs> Yeah. I think the songs with the orchestra. Got it, got it, got it. Got Pink it. and blue. You know, uh, love not love hater. Um, love below interlude or in, intro. Um, the early version of Hey Ya. Who knows what yeah. else? The early version. Okay. Yeah. I don't know what I'm uh, I ain't got nothing else to say. You don't? Okay. No. All right. Well, do you? <laughs> no. All right. Well, then uh, I have so, a question for you. Okay. Uh, it's track six. Where are my panties? Produced by Andre Three Thousand. Uh, seven minus. I'm in a ghost face, getting ready to record the video to Action Bronson with Teddy P playing in the background. That's the stance I'm in right now. After you said that. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, you know? Where are my panties? Yeah. Uh seven minus, sting me baby. Wasn't I'll connect. Wasn't I'll connect. I couldn't focus on the fact that we connected because we just said that. <laughs> um This is uh once again just the honesty and just like the the human condition. Yeah. On on display very well. Another dramatic comedy, you know, it's right. an interlude that helps flesh out the themes of this album and the world that Dre's trying to create for us here. You get more gender politics, but this time, you know, it's from both perspectives with the humorous twist, and I think it also works well going into the next song. It sets up prototype. It really does well. it very well into the next track, but. And it's perfect you know, after spread because spread is like the crazy night. And then you wake up like, you know, what the hell happened last night? Right. Right. It's the, after the spread scene, it's, you know, a, a cut. I still very much and, uh, feel where I'm watching a musical play out in my head. For sure. You know, I feel like, yeah, I'm at the, I, I get, I, yeah. You're reminding me of like times I've seen plays and like spread would be a huge number with a lot of moving parts. And then, like, the you know, it would, I mean, the curtain would go down and they would, like, rotate the set. And then it's, like, the morning after, you know, and then they're laying there and, like, monologuing, you know. What time is it? 7.48. This little, like, cut of, like, it sounds like different women, I guess, to portray, like, Andre's a player. Maybe he's been through this before. Well, he was saying on the intro, like, he envisioned this album being right. him running through a bunch of different women. You know, right. You know, it reminds it me, though. makes sense because, like. Later on, he's talking about this woman on Pink and Blue. It's obviously not the woman from this. It's not. Right. I think, yeah, when we get to Pink and Blue, I think that is a direct result of, like, this suite we're about to enter. But Okay, yeah. Um, like, this, like, you know, where where are my, where are my, the different way. Very, like, Spike Lee type of cut to me. Like, you know, just, like, the way it's chopped like that. Um, 
but yeah, it's it's acted well and it's very human. It's like you know, you know, he gonna think I'm a hoe, and it's like fuck that. I liked it, <laughs> you know. It's like you know, it's just like and then Dre is like people. you know, I don't give a shit about you know right. her giving. Up I know she thinks I just that think just, she's some kind of hoe, but that know? just means she knows what she wants, right? You know, yeah. And now here's the thing: that's a very male thought. But here's the thing about growing up in the world and, 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 and knowing things and learning, you know, knowing, okay. Knowing is that you got to appreciate when people are comfortable and confident in their self and they know what they want out of life. But a lot of times, you know, you want to assume the best of people. Some people are just hoeing <laughs> like, right. Some you know, people we're just there to get the nut. I hate to break it to you, you know? And it's like, in a sense, like they didn't actually think that much about it. It has nothing to do with confidence. Right. They just they didn't do that much interaction as opposed to like, just using their right hand basically you know? you know like there wasn't that much consideration it's like yeah she probably you know some people are just rushing into it because right they just crave some some human contact as they're lonely and then there are some people who can do one night stands and, and be fine with it after because it was you know they know what they want out of life you know or you know so uh yeah, I mean Andre's in here talking about maybe she give me some breakfast. <laughs> I, I, I would never, okay, especially if I just met this person. I, I would kind of be scared if she started cooking for me because it's like, uh, sex is one thing, you know. I mean, actually, even for me, that's a very like intimate thing to be doing, you know, with somebody you just met. But hey, it's sex. People are primal and lustful. I feel that. But like breakfast feels very like domestic, so it's like, damn, if she cooked me breakfast, like I'm gonna have to. Are we are like, do we go together now? Is that what this is? Like, I would feel bad accepting that and then like never meeting up with her again. It's like she cooked me like bacon. <laughs> like, it's crazy. But anyway, you know, he's still trying to be a player. You know, don't fall for it, ice cold. And you hear that voice? It sounds like somebody outside the window yelling, ice, ice cold, cold, ice cold. <laughs> uh, it might just be like his inner like player, you know? But yeah, they, and they, of course, their thoughts, they don't know it, but they're interacting with each other. He's like, maybe I just roll over and just lay on a booty, you know, because, and, and you know what she said? He's like, I'm going to just, you know, let, let him, t- let him touch my booty. It's, it's good. It's good. It's good writing. It's good. It's good. Cinematic, you know? And then that cut returns. What if she, what if she, what if she's. Let me woman? say the gender politics yeah. of this are much less broken than like knowing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. But, uh, yeah, this is my kind of romantic, dramatic comedy. Okay, this is The Love Below. This album would actually do very well um, as, like, a film uh, adaptation. You know? I think, fuck it. Take it to Broadway. Take it to Vegas. Yeah, take it to, yeah. This, well, we I think know why he, for that. We know why he didn't, and they'd have to find another singer to do it live. But yeah, it don't have to be Andre. We just, you know, they got to find this... a young a young man who can really hit the notes because we've seen some of these live performances from the 2013 festival run, which oh, slowly, like one by one, got cut from the set until only Hey Ya and Roses remained. Uh, Damn. <laughs> yeah, not not. Uh, there is a reason why Dre didn't want to tour this album. Yeah. It's nothing against Big Boy, honestly. It's because he couldn't. 
See, now you got me picturing like an argument. Because in my head, it's like he was just tired of the, the, the movement and the industry and everything. But like, I just picture him like, you know, big boys, why don't you want to tour the album? He's like, I can't sing the songs. <laughs> that would have been more than now if our ship took off, by the way. So I feel him. It's not, I'm not saying it to down him. He said it himself. He's not like a great singer, you know? Right. That that would have been us for sure because we we had Wolves and I have had conversations like, you know, how am I going to perform this stuff? Because like I'm listen, I'm a studio singer, you know. It's like I'm not, and so is Andre, right? You know, like I got to do like thirty takes and, and then there's only two it. songs on this whole album where I think his singing isn't good. <laughs> okay, we'll get to them, but yeah, like two or three songs tops where I'm like, eh, the singing on here was a little iffy. Other than that, I think he does really well by masking his flaws and, you know, being a good studio singer. Word. Right. <laughs> but, I mean, he, he we've heard some of this shit live. It sounds bad. You know, there, I'm trying to think, like, what would be... I can't do the song. <laughs> It'd be, a, it'd be like a classic movie scene, though. Like, in the movie, like, the big wub and Big Boy feels bad, and Andre's just like, you know, he screams, and he's like, I can't sing the song. <laughs> you know? It's like... And they just like, I don't know. You get a live auto-tune, man. I, I, I don't... I'm trying to think, like, what would have been the hardest song to perform from, like, our work, you know, making the singing albums. Because I oh, feel like, like with Willow playing P- the voice is not actually it, it would probably take a it'd be a strain. Yeah. Night Maybe in and not, but like it, it was actually more comfortable. Reason. Oh, because I had to hit that uh that day. oh in the chorus. And then we'll go right back into you're looking for a reason. That, see that voice is like the weird thing about it is it was way more comfortable vocally to sing in then like i feel like i was straining a lot and then leslie meet again and, and smile for the camera because i was mm-hmm. but like getting in this it was like that was that was that was easier for me it, it was almost like in a weird way it was like a a compression of my vocals so it wasn't it's i don't know there's probably some science to it but you're looking for a reason it's like it's you know like it's much easier to hit than oh well, all that you know no. 17. We actually have archival audio for Where Is My Panties. Oh, really? This is Janae Iko. Oh, brother. Okay. Ho, featuring Miguel and Gucci Mane. Well, you know, if anybody would be inspired by this and potentially, like, sample it or remake it and have it be good, it'd be her. Because, like, her whole MO is, like, you know, relationships and, like, gendered politics and things, right? So... All right, Janae. All right, come on. Give me something. All right, you gave me that. You gave me that. Uh, I don't need you. I don't need you. I like that. I like I like. I like some some of her stuff. All right, come on. This is that hoe. All right, <laughs> featuring Janae. This Iko. is that hoe. <laughs> you want to try to maybe rephrase that one? This is, <laughs> yeah, I will. Yeah, good catch. This is hoe. Uh, I guess by Miguel featuring <laughs> Janae Ico. No, I think it's by Janae. I don't know is why. It by Janae? Look, I have to go to the dealer. That's what he had. Wait, this is Miguel. I got next. Ain't no, that... I got next. It's not even a real project. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. And I want to mix this or something. All right. Maybe well, it's real. Go. It doesn't sound real. Okay. <laughs> 
featuring Janae, Gucci, and Miguel and presented Ho. Here we go. I think it is this song. Get this motherfucker. Get this here. I mean, that was okay. Uh, he's just singing the, the words, basically. What do you think, Mel? Flat seven as good as spread? Come on, nah, let's get out of here. I was thinking more so like flat six. Sorry. All right, like, let them know who the who the next guest is in the voice from Willow Play in Peoria. <laughs> I'd like to welcome back Molly Mary O'Brien. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, coming right up, a uh, friend of the show, Molly Mary O'Brien, on Rap Rankings to discuss Prototype with your pals, Moles and Mel. And we're back. So our second guest tonight is the co-host of the And Introducing podcast. She is the proprietor of IEnjoyMusic.net, where she blogs about music as well as the Molly Zone, which is a newsletter that she describes as dispatches from a music enjoyer. Rap Rankings listeners, though, may remember her from her appearance on our Get Rich or Die Tryin' soundtrack review where she joined us on Mools and Mel at the Movies. Joining us tonight for the first time to actually review music with us, give it up for a friend of the show, Molly Mary O'Brien. Oh, wow. Thank you Molly, so much. <laughs> Thank you for having me. What a what a welcome. You got all my taglines in there. <laughs> well, you know, there's new projects, so we got to update the bio, you know? <laughs> It's true. It's a, it's a lot of content. As as you both know, so there's so much content, so little time. <laughs> oh, we we know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And in the interest of uh, time, I'm going to say if we have time later on, we'll talk about the Eras Tour. Okay. <laughs> right <yes>. now. <laughs> we, we have, you know, important business to attend to here. We're now in disc two of this album. You are, I would say likely, you know, Somewhere in like the ninth, tenth, or eleventh hour of this episode. Oh my god! So you've already done that much already? Close to it. Okay. All right. This is. Uh, why did they have to put out a double album? Come on! Did they know that you guys were going to podcast about this Sunday? Maybe we know that rappers have access to this time machine. We've discussed it in a lot of episodes, so it's possible. Yeah. Big Boy or Andre was like, you know, they got that time machine. We, you know, and we, they hopped in it and they saw our show and they knew that they had the opportunity to stand out as the longest episode ever. So they went back to. No, like, that's oh. why you think they did it. I think they made the album 39 tracks so we would look at it and be like, hell no, we'll do something else. And they could avoid the criticism. <laughs> oh, right, right. They tried to stave us off, but they, they forgot we're fail. maniacs. Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, we're Amazing. here. Okay. Well, how, how how are you hanging in there? What's what what are the vibes? And I I must say, can you spoil me and be like and tell me, you know, how have your rankings been so far? Are you hot on the on these album? Cool. Oh, medium? I love it. I okay. love it personally. Uh, I I won't say on speaker box. I'm ice cold, but I, I'm not as high as as Mools is. You know, so okay. there's that. But the love, below, oh brother, this is. 
this is my jam right here. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm loving this so far. You know, right. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm caffeinated. Okay. Which is, which is a male staple, but although not as much as I'd like to be, because I'm, I'm at war with Panera bread because they reduced the caffeine com- uh, content in the charge lemonades. I'm just, I'm going to have to, I might have to get litigious. I don't know. It's just, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, that's for another time, but oh, yeah, I'm, I'm good. Vi- vibe check pass. Hopefully. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. Good to hear. Good to hear. <laughs> but um yeah we're we're here we're gathered here today to do this uh track seven okay prototype uh, oh wait Deuce, huh? hold on prototype we already oh. did him back in season nine i thought what <laughs> what, what what are you doing what kind of <laughs> joke is this john cena and the trademark you know he used to be oh, the man, prototype back in OVW. <laughs> all right we don't need to talk about that wrestling right now okay no that's the prototype and mark predgan man put some respect on their name Molly, John Cena, the professional wrestler who many uh, have trouble seeing once released a rap album, and it's not great. Okay. <laughs> I didn't I didn't know that. Yeah, it was a whole thing. And Man. yeah, he's rapping about early flights and fans coming up to him in the airport and like there's this weird story about this person who tried to kill him at like a bar and then went to his front door it's a weird album but oh my god yeah he's got a lot on his mind (laughs) yeah a lot lots on his mind probably that's cte but anyway yeah track seven prototype produced by andre 3000 uh and because Molly, you know, she's basically family here. You know, we don't have to run through the rating system again. But if anyone is new here, go to that raprankings.com. It's in the FAQs, that rating system. It's all written out. It's great. Okay. It's 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 all there. But, your but, website is amazing. I really need to shout out your website. Oh, because really? Thank you. <laughs> some, I, especially, you know, I in the sort of music journalism beat, you would be surprised how many people either don't have websites, which is fine, whatever. You can have social media. But how many times I've had to track down who is in a band, you know, like where their music is, where they're from. And you guys have everything. You have the, your FAQs, you have the board, you have it all laid out. The contact section, it's clean. It's it's really great. Especially, Are you recording you know. a drop for us right now? <laughs> I mean, it sounds like something we could just clip and put in the, you know, housekeeping when we go through everything, you know? If, if now you we have blurb. testimonials. Yeah, yes, you can put this as a testimonial. This is, it's, it's, it's no, no no one is doing it like you guys. So uh, I'm having an all shucks moment. Okay, <laughs> thank you, thank you. I, I'm, I'm glad to hear it. You know, I, I spent a lot of nights melting down and and freaking out over uh you know <laughs> our public perception. So this is great. This is great. <laughs> glad to hear it's clean and concise, and that's what we aim for. So yeah, yeah. folks. Okay, Molly Mary approved. Raprankings.com. All right. Yep. Yep. Yeah, but uh. You know, she knows what's going on. So, you know, as is customary when we have a guest, if if you'd like to give your rating first, you can do that. Or, you know, you we can go for whatever you want to do. It's up uh, I would be I would be happy to give my rating. I know okay. I, I chose I, I, cho- I, I you asked me what song I would like to come on. And I said I would like to come on for prototype. Then I listened to it a bunch because I haven't really listened to it since I first bought this CD. I believe I bought it on CD uh, and I give it. <laughs> I give it an eight. I like it a lot. Okay, okay. Yeah. Nice. It's an it's an eight for me. Eights cool. across the board. Yeah. What <laughs> what about what about y'all? <laughs> um Mools, you wanna go? You want me sure. To go? Uh, okay. we're we're close, okay? Eight minus. Sting me baby. Okay. All right. So All right. I I really like it as well. Um it's not my favorite on the album, but it's certainly a highlight. Nice. 
All right, well, hey, I can say uh, Maui and Mel Connect, flat eight for me. Listen, eight in the place. Okay. It was great, guys. It was great being on the podcast today. Um, we got to wrap it up. <laughs> so we all agree. <laughs> you know what's funny? Maui, more is like, there are there are fans who back in the day was like, you know, basically they were like, why don't you just make the show that? Like, just give the ratings and just move on. Like, it, it wouldn't be oh, much there. Someone someone got angry because we did a whole season back in season two of just Jay Z albums. <laughs> Uh, uh-huh. which, you know, starts off really good. And <laughs> then you hit a point where, you know, things get a little more hit and miss. And people were like, if you're going to just be negative about these albums, why don't you guys just do something else? <laughs> you know, and it's just like, well, I I guess I kind of understand that logic, but we can't just ignore all the albums in hip hop history that we don't think are that good. You know, there wouldn't be much there. So it's true. Yeah, we had to deal with Jay talking about Basquiat and, and all the stuff he started <laughs> talking about later on in his career. But yeah, got to take the bad with the good. Yeah, I mean, luckily we don't have to deal with him anymore. No, he's officially been dethroned after last week. Yes. Yes, so that's it. I'm hitting the gunshot, okay? Because Jay Z is <laughs> off the top of the number one spot. Anyway. Wait, who's who's your number one now? Uh, Wolves, you want to go out? Yes, Count Base D with the album Dwight Spitz from 2002. So, wow, I've I've literally this is where my ignorance shows. I don't think I have ever heard. Hey, <laughs> no, you're you fine. A lot of people. A lot of our listeners have been hitting us up this week saying. I never heard this album before. Some were even saying they had never heard this man before. Okay. And, you know, they they seem to be enjoying it. So I'm glad to see everybody, you know, responding positively. You know, I didn't know how people were going to react to, you know, a record that's like canon. Mm-hmm. Search best rap albums of all time. And it's going to always pop up in like the first 10, 20, 30 results and, you know, something that's a little more off the beaten path, an independent album, you know, is that going to elicit, you know, controversy so far so good, you know, people <laughs> just seem to say, Oh, I don't know what this is. I should check it out. And, you know, not to, not to put ourselves over too much here, but I think we've cultivated at this point, a really good listener base where if they see something they're not familiar with, they don't react negatively to it. Okay. That is good. Thankfully. You know, I mean, listen, that reasonable doubt it's old news. Okay. Jay, we don't want to hear from you. Where's Meryl Streep. Okay. Listen, Jay running around hip hop talking about, I have such doubts. Well, I'm sorry to hear it, (laughs) but it's over for you. Okay. (laughs) Reasonable doubt. No, Dwight Spitz, number one. Okay, and now the low below. You know, we gotta. Yeah, who knows? This could be the new number one. I, at wow. this point, it it can't because Mel has, uh, he's forsaken Big Boy. He has. I did not forsake him. Okay, wow. he's a big boy, and we love him. But you know, it's thirty nine tracks. It'd be hard to be number one. You have the bat perfect, but hey, true. Yeah, but hey, prototype everybody. So we all seem to like this record a lot. You yeah. Know? Um. It's a vibe. 
He's, it, you he know, kind of, it is. It is. I, I feel like Tame Impala made this kind of their entire career, you know? Wow. Like, he, he sort of invented a modern indie psych rock with this one. Great comparison. Great comparison. He's, you know? he's, uh, he's, uh, he's chilling on this one. I, lo- I really enjoy it. Yeah, you know, um, it's, it's funny. It's the baseline. It's really the mm-hmm. baseline. Like, at the end of the day, the lyrics are nice. But this thing is like, this thing is funky. Mm-hmm. For sure. There's okay. a very slow funk to the bass. And I have to believe, you know, Tame and Paul's a comparison. I would have to believe songs like this definitely inform like the Thundercats and like the. Oh, yeah. Like I would say like the Awaken My Love Childish Gambinos of the world. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, this set up a lot of things. Um these the bass these like very watery guitars all this delay and reverb i mean it's extremely my shit you know personally i just <laughs> you yeah, know something was that I, I was gonna bring it in later on because i have some archival audio for this song mm-hmm. but since molly brought it up we actually have a tame impala cover oh! of prototype <laughs> what from uh <laughs> triple j the australian radio station they do this like a version. Oh, he did a like a version. Oh, of yeah. No fucking way. <laughs> wow. So wow. That, that comparison is actually spot on. Wow. And there's definitely influence. So if you want to uh, skip ahead a little bit in the notes here, sure. we got it. Nice. Okay. I like this show, that like a virgin. All right, here we go. It's a little bit of Tame and Paula covering Prototype. <laughs> talking about in this new Zencaster in the old one I could usually do a you can clean fade it fade. out yeah oh my god but here I just gotta press this button and they just cut my boy tame off what okay what are they doing <laughs> what exactly it's an exactly. audio platform I'm gonna right? I'm gonna write them a strongly worded letter thank you <laughs> thank you they're not okay. letting you be great I, you know you understand us you really do <laughs> <I get it. laughs> yeah 
Listen, Panera Bread and Zencaster, we coming for y'all, all right? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, Tame Impala, and there it is. You know, I got to say, because I'm thinking about it, there's like a, like a bar here in town in Peoria, Illinois. And every time I'm in there, I guess it's a radio station or whatever, but they're always playing that Tame Impala song. It's like a... Whatever that song is. And every time it comes, I'm like, is this the greatest song ever? And then I leave and I forget it again. Oh, <laughs> like, no. Yeah, but like... It's what is it? Lost in yesterday. That Lost song yesterday. is like and we're not rating it right now, but that's like an eight plus, maybe maybe a nine. I don't know, but it's catchy. But <laughs> wow, anyway, smoke prototype. Look at that. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not trying to you know pit them against each other. I'm just saying that yesterday song is very catchy. But uh, yeah, um, Tame and Paul, everybody. Um, that was a that was a great cover. Yeah, that ba- that bass really is it. Really is something. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's the kind of, it's the pulse of this thing. And you know, like, it's funny you mentioned like, yeah, you think you had this on CD. I was talking about earlier in the review, my parents bought it because this came out when I was in sixth grade. And you know, like, I don't think I got a CD of my own. Actually, I'm lying. I got now, that's what I call music for when I was like seven. But (laughs) like, they didn't get me a CD of my own until like 2004. So like, I just listened to whatever they were listening to. So it was Mm -hmm. Jill Scott and Maxwell and like, there was some rap like like this, but they played the love below way more than speaker box, probably because it was just more, you know, acceptable to play around children. But I didn't hear <laughs> this record until we moved to California in 2005. Like we, we moved in the summer and my dad was at work on like Camp Pendleton. You know, he's a Marine. And I was at home, like trying to figure out what to do in Oceanside, California. And I saw the video for this song at somewhere. Like, I think it came out like way after the album. I know this was like, the third or fourth single or something he's like, like that. walking through like a meadow right Andre, yeah and he's like an alien yep. it's a very like heaven's gate looking video but yeah he's like <laughs> in all white and like it's kind of this very soft filter over everything and i was like wow new andre 3000 and then i find out wait this was on the album why didn't my parents never play this you know and that's that sold the seeds of distrust for authority <laughs> but yeah and, so anyway <laughs> I, I went on my dad's laptop and, um, you know, I watched the video like a bunch more times on like 2005 level internet. So it was buffering and things. And then he <laughs> came home and I was like, dad, there's this song that on the album. And I don't know if you know about it. <laughs> and, like I showed it to him and he was like, oh, yeah, it's cool. And then I told him I used like a bucket of change I found in the garage to buy it off of like what was then corporate Napster. Like it, they had gotten uh-huh. sued and everything, but you, it was a legitimate platform to buy things. And then of course he was mad because I bought things on the computer without his permission, but I just had to have this song, you know? <laughs> and so I've always liked it a lot. Even when I was, you know, 12 years old in 2005, um, it really, now Mules, you said the lyrics are nice. I think they're more than nice. Okay. I think they just mess with me. Okay. This whole, like, I hope that you're the one. If not, you're the prototype. I think I'm in love again. As the crushingest man, okay? I knew this song was for me. Hit the drop. (laughs) Let's drop. (laughs) You know what? I'm going to say it. Oh, brother. Here we go. Okay. He's not going to. Every time I I have a soft moment on this program, he has to go all G-Unit gangster (laughs) on me, you know? Where's the drop? <laughs> this okay. got nothing to do with G Unit. I don't no, know where that just, came you, from. You want to be hard. That, seems, that sounds like insecurity. You just play the drop, and I'll say my statement. You know what? I'm about to say it. I don't love the whole "you are the prototype" thing. 
I understand perhaps where you're coming from. I think he's just being realistic. Not so much like it's not I don't think it's it could be taken as kind of like backhanded, but I think it's more like, hey, listen, we don't know what we're doing out here. You could be the one, you could not be, now, but I for love, now, I, love, you know, I think I'm in love uh, again. You gotta That's love great. it. But I don't know if I love you are the prototype. Oh. That's that Andre three thousand, you know, like I don't know about that kind of talk. Like, I, you know, like, I don't, that's like some Klingon style. I don't do oh, that. brother. See, you're not, you don't, you're not like Mel. I didn't had about, I don't know, approximately 117 crushes in my life. Okay. That's dangerous. It is dangerous. But I'll tell you this, <laughs> the likelihood of all of them having been the one is realistically low. So I relate to songs like this. I got to say, mm. you know, as a, no, I gotta be, I gotta specify. As a simp, and I mean the word before it got co-opted by like <laughs> incel white guys and, and like made a part of their whole weirdo lexicon. This was on like my simping playlist. When I just want to daydream about interesting and pretty girls, this is the kind of song I play, okay? <laughs> it's, it's this vague, you know, sort of image of, of, of what I'm looking for. I think that's what prototype is to me. It's like, hey, it's it alien. Who talks about you are the prototype? What oh, the brother. hell? <laughs> Listen, just because we found out the government talk about aliens is here does not mean that Andre 3000 is his alien, you know. It's, okay, you know perhaps what? I'm it's changing the lyric right now. Oh, I'm changing it. I'm rewriting it. Oh, I'm rewriting God. musical history. <sighs> you know, I hope that you're the one. If not, you are a girl I like. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, man. Oh, God. You know, I'm actually not mad at that. But anyway, it works. <laughs> it works. It fits. It works. It doesn't, it doesn't have. Yeah. Pro, there's there's something with prototype in the alien thing. Really, it's a lot. It is. Yeah. If if you are not the one I like, <laughs> you might be the prototype of it, her. Right. It's, it's pretty- sick clinical language yeah, yeah for sure it's not something you want it's funny you that you say that you daydream to it you know to yourself because here's the thing this is a t- 2003 album we're still making mixed cds at this time right, you're not going to yes. put this on a mix for a girl because True. that's if a girl will hear that she's going to be like what the fuck do you mean <laughs> what do you mean i might not be the one because that's the one where you you put the the more delusional songs. It's like we are totally you know we're going to be together forever and right. you know against all odds yada yada. <laughs> but you keep it to yourself and you're like I'm I'm a realistic I'm a realistic person. <laughs> right. Good point. I wish you were there to tell the Mel in 2012 that made like a six disc mix CD for my ex girlfriend to not put certain songs on there. Okay, <laughs> because you're sending the wrong message. I agree. I agree. It's not something I would play because, yeah, it, it can Man, definitely. Said a six CD mix. You know I was a sicko. Okay. To okay. be fair. Box she, set. <laughs> it was a whole box set. <laughs> now, it was one of those things where I should have read between the lines because she knew I was a musician and she knew I cared about that. And I was like, I kind of said it jokingly. I was like, you know, I can make you a mix. And she was like, oh, sure. I think she was just trying to be you know, supportive and encouraging, but was like actually hoping I wouldn't do something that dumb. But then I did. It's like, oh, I got the green white. Let me put all my favorites. On. It was a nightmare. We don't have to talk about that. Okay. <laughs> but oh, anyway, man. Now I yeah. want to know what else was on there. I mean, a, a lot, clearly. <laughs> I'll, but. I'll say this, Molly. I, I had this song from before I met her um, about a different girl 
And I don't know how I didn't think that this was a bad idea, but I was proud of it. Like one the of construction of it. Yeah. One of my songs. Uh-huh. I was, I thought it was just a good piece of music. And for some reason it never dawned on me. Hey, don't, don't make a CD for your girlfriend that has a song that's explicitly about another real living, breathing girl. And I remember her like being at work and I guess she was on break listening to me and, and listening to it. And like the song came up and she texted me and she's like, what is this? <laughs> and I'm like, uh, I, it's, it's, it's like, maybe it's a song. It's, you know, what what you this? Know, it might have, I think it was like four or five, honestly. Yeah. Okay. So she, oh my God. she really, I mean, she was listening, you know, she's four, four or five discs deep into this archive. <laughs> I mean, she was yeah. listening, and this, but this is how she's paid off. This is what she gets in return for her investment. <laughs> a song about a complete, it was a, I was dumb. I was dumb. I, I saw a TikTok recently that was a girl being like, I I used to date a musician and uh, he told me he wrote a song for me, but he used a different ex's name because it fit better in the oh. rhyme and meter scheme. <laughs> I'm like, oh no, just, you can't, you can't do, you got to stick with the name or you got to figure something else out figure as a songwriter. Exactly. Yeah. It's, brutal. Well, it's, it's a sickness, honestly, that I think <laughs> we have as musicians. We what did, we just reviewed this on like our Rav Express segment. Mules, when Cole was like, you know, being an artist, that's the best excuse for being crazy. Okay, yeah, <laughs> that sort of thing. But anyway, this song, you know, um, lyrically, there are more. There's more than just like daydreaming and being idealistic about things or realistic, rather. Um, mm-hmm. he says, if we happen apart, Lord knows I don't want that. But hey, we can't be mad at God. I ain't gonna lie, I'll be mad at God. <laughs> Because the four (laughs) biggest quote prototypes in my life didn't pan out. Okay. Mm. And probably truthfully, because like I was busy watching from afar, listening to songs like this instead of actually expressing interest. So like, that's Mm. my own fault because I never told him I liked him, but Mount Crushmore, I've called it Molly. That that shit crumbled. (laughs) It's over. (laughs) It's done. I'm 30 years old. I got to move on. But you know, I, I enjoy that. I enjoy the little studio banter at the end where he's talking to, I guess, John, the engineer. He's like, are we recording our ad-libs? Like, were we just recording those? I love studio banter. I love Classic like banter. That. Yeah. <laughs> you have, know? have you guys talked yet about the incredibly, I'm sure you have, the incredibly self-produced nature of this <laughs> album? Yeah, and him having to record some of these songs live, basically, in studio in one take because he didn't know how to use the Pro Tools program. Yeah. The, yeah this was context i did not have when i f- first got this i was just like okay this is interesting and now thinking about it from the perspective of someone who is literally just kind of like f- more or less flying solo it really kills me what he came up with in the end it's yeah. a true it seems like it's a true brain dump from from what's inside his head to <laughs> to the microphone i love it for sure for sure. It has that like, hey, I'm just locked in a room and I'm trying something and I'm just going to let it fly and see what happens. I mean, yeah. like we were talking about how towards the end of the album, he was stressed out, apparently, because he was working between four different studios. And I, I can only imagine. But a lot of that, you know, can often sort beget, beget, beget. I don't know. It can it can conceive great things like this. I mean, you talk about this like abstract of purity in music and everything. I think it's a very pure album because it's a guy who wants to try something and doesn't really, you know, he would say himself, like, it's not like he's a great singer or he knows exactly what he's doing, you know, relative to rap music, but like Mm -hmm. 
it comes from a very honest, earnest place. And I think that translates, you know. I, and there's just a lot of, amb- you know, I mean, like, rarely do artists stuff this much ambition into a release. And that goes for Big Boy as well. I mean, the different sounds that are heard across this album. I mean, on this disc alone, you know, we've already covered Spread just two tracks ago, which has some of the only rapping from Andre on this album. I mean, there will be more later on. Um, But it's like drum and bass mixed with jazz. (laughs) Yeah. It's very interesting from a production point of view. But then on like, you know, Love Hater or rather the Love Below intro or, you know, later on on uh, Pink and Blue when they bring in like the orchestra elements, that's like very, you know, like Beach Boys when like Brian Wilson was bringing in like orchestras and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the kind of level that like Andre especially is operating at with the level of ambition on a record. You know, it's just, I mean, this album refuses to be boring. Yeah. 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 That's that's a good descriptor. (laughs) Yeah. And I I would say like it's one of these albums where, you know, growing up, I was really only subjected to the singles and things. And I got older and I heard it and I'm like, you know, I I, I pretty much love it. And it's like if I would have heard this earlier, it might not have taken me so long in my own personal journey to expand and do other things because I always wanted to. But I figured, mm. hey, I should just perfect this rap thing first or attempt to before I branch out. And like, here's Andre, who's just like, whatever, do it. Pro Tools, figure it out later. Let's record this, bring <laughs> in this orchestra and let's like add this funk bass line. And hey, here's some drum and bass for good measure. And, you know, here's like an eight minute rap song at the end. Like, I, I love things like this. You know, it could have easily fallen apart at any point, you know, yes. during the process. And I'm glad that it didn't. You know, um, you know, it's it's funny. I didn't realize until this week when I heard the song, like the lines in here where he's like, you know, I want to thank you very much for picking me up and bringing me back to this world. You know, and he's like, I can't afford to not record. And I'm like, you know, I wonder if this had anything to do with how he was feeling at the time, you know, in the process of this album. You know, he did all this because I guess he was bored of rap and he wanted to expand. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he like it's well documented. He didn't tour this album, which kind of like created the rift between him and and big boy. And like, you know, I think he's saying thank you very much to just this new direction and a new sense of inspiration, but he's also acknowledging like, I can't afford to not record. Like fans are waiting. The label's waiting, you Mm -hmm. know, to continue, you know, just all night long, we've been discussing this album's influence in the sense that there's very few actual samples on this album but this album has subsequently gone on to be sampled many times. And we have more examples uh, on that line specifically. We have little brother watch me from the minstrel show, which came out two years later on Atlantic records. But you know, they open this track. I believe it's big poo opening with, uh, you know, a little homage to that line. So let's hear some of watch me. I uh, love we'll get a bad uh, 
uneven fade to come out of it. <laughs> it's not even a fade. It's just straight truncated. So, yeah, here we go. LB business. Yeah, I go by the name of Crisis. What happened to the away team? Right now, you in tune to the biggest colored show on earth. You missed the show, nigga. I can't afford to not record. So I call my nigga Crisis, tell him hit the boards. Then I call Tay, put the pedal to the floor. Before we do the shop, gotta stop by the store. I'm on my knees, gotta go to the Lord. I pray to you, these niggas gon' pay for it. All them times that I win, ignore it. So what? It wasn't 20, but still I scored. My heart still scorned. It's the I can't I can't afford to not record, right? Yeah. So okay, yeah. we have two other examples here uh, of more direct sampling. So this is Pac Div Fallen. You know, I always thought it was Pac Div. No, it's, <laughs> it's Pac Div. Uh, it's Pac Div, like Pac Sun. Got it. Okay. <laughs> because uh, the full name of the group is Pacific Division. Ah. Ah. Got it. That that reminds me of uh, as a, when I first moved to California, I would see SoCal everywhere, and I didn't know it was an abbreviation. I thought it was a state that was obsessed with itself. Like everything is so California. Like, <laughs> so I'm dead serious. I really thought that, and then like my dad was like, "No, it's Southern California." I'm like, "Oh, okay. That that makes a lot more sense." But yeah. Anyway, uh, here we go. Uh, Pack Div with falling. I think I love her now She make my mother proud Cloud nine And I ain't coming down Real beauty like this Don't come around Look into your Oh brother <laughs> Real beauty Okay um, I'll say this It's better than Than my flip of it In high school And, and Mules you're aware the, the artists who We both stand And we were in a cult for I, I sent it to him And he was like Hey it's good And oh my god I was riding high For the rest of the year uh, Ron Howard voice, it wasn't good, but <laughs> at the time it did a lot for my confidence. I will not be playing that tonight for the record, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to play um, one of Jesse's ops next, Mel. Oh, brother. Okay. This is Danny with an exclamation point at the end, <laughs> okay. uh, who got mad at Jesse during the pandemic for not taking an hour and a half long bus ride through Los Angeles uh, to go have lunch with him. Okay. <laughs> Uh, All right, a rare is, instance where Jesse wasn't insane. Yeah, okay. this is like totally, this guy's completely uh, in the wrong here, and Jesse is not the line stepper. This nice. is his song, I Want Her, She's So Heavy, featuring Brittany Bosco. All right. I hope that you're the one. Yeah, that's it. Oh, that's <laughs> Okay. Nice. Short and sweet. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, I don't even blame her. I, I often just sing random lines from the song myself, so that's fair. Um, is it was there uh was there anything else? We do have a cover. We did play the uh, Tame Impala one already, but we have a Raheem Devon cover here of Prototype. Oh, okay. This is Raheem. from 
2008, I think he put out a mixtape of remixes and covers and things. Oh, yeah. Because I think that's a testament. Obviously, Raheem Devon is a more talented singer than Andre 3000. But I think it's a great cosign when you've written a song that's so melodically strong that stronger singers can, mm-hmm. you know, are inclined to cover it. You know? Yeah. yeah like, and it's a I testament think it's to the also, songwriting. I think it's also a testament to the fact that you can have a song where you don't necessarily sing at a high level. And it's still better than if someone who sings at a high level takes your song and sings at a high level. Right. Because they could remove the passion from it or the soul or, you know, whatever makes it tick, you know? So, yeah, I mean, Andre, you did a you did a good one, pal. It's a successful. And another you know, one. I, another. Okay. Yeah. DJ Khaled. Right. You know, I but mean, listen, <laughs> we're, we're a little uh, pressed for time here. So I want to just say real quick. Before we go, Molly, how was the Eras Tour LA? Oh, my God. I mean, it's funny. My husband was like, so what was your favorite song that Taylor Swift played? And I was like, I literally can't remember any individual I've song. I've reading about this phenomenon. that like, It, like, blasts your you, brain. You go in there, and you have all these songs in your head you want to hear perform live. And then when it's over, you don't even remember what happened. It was just like a if it, it, the Taylor Swift blackout is real, like everything about it. I mean, SoFi as a stadium is amazing. It is like so optimized for obviously it's for football, but like the screens, like the layout, everything is just perfect for this delivery system of of Taylor Swift straight to your brain. Um, it was amazing. I I'm not even I I will say here I wouldn't consider myself a Swifty. I'm not, I wouldn't even say I'm like a super fan, but I, um, I'm a Taylor Swift respecter and I know all of her music. Uh, I've never <laughs> seen any crowd reaction to uh, a, an artist like that, that it was unreal. I was honestly wow. more, it was more interesting to be in a stadium surrounded by 70,000 Taylor Swift stands than it was to watch <laughs> her perform. Cause she could, she, I was about to say she could start a cult. She, I think she did. <laughs> yeah. It, it now it's just whatever way. she has to, whatever she tells people next, uh, they will do. Uh, but it is, it was wild. Wow. And you well, were there I for mean, the announcement. We got 1989 Taylor's version coming in. How October. does she have the time to do? This is what I don't understand. <laughs> I literally don't understand how she has the time to do this shit. 
She's busy. <laughs> how is she? Re- how is she re-recording like eight albums? And she's not just re-recording them. If you've heard these re-records, they're like pitch perfect, like replications. They're not like I'm older now. Let me do a little bit of a different spin on the song. I mean, if she's doing a song from you know Fearless or Speak Now, it sounds like it was recorded back then. It's like eerie. It's like, I have no idea how she's doing it. Like, is she calling up the same people as before and being like, I need this particular like guitar tone? (laughs) That's a good question. It'd be wild if she's like calling up like plug-in presets, like trying to trace the exact settings of like everything that was used in the studio. I honestly wondered the same thing, Molly. Like, where is she finding the time to re-record it? Like, even the concept, I think it's amazing. You know, because the idea of me re-recording my old songs, I don't know <laughs> if I'd be able to do it. Like, I just... And re-recording yeah. them to sound like how they used to sound, not like an updated version. Yeah, I mean... It's a crazy project. over there. And that she's convinced, like, she has created this relationship with her fans where she's like, don't listen to the old stuff anymore. Like, the old stuff is dead. And everyone is like, totally, I'm never listening. Like, these albums that I love so much that I have this, I guess that's why the stakes are so high for her getting it perfect is because she's like, please pretend these other albums that are on streaming and on YouTube don't exist to you anymore. That you likely own multiple physical copies of knowing, you know, how meticulous her fan base is about owning every deluxe version of every format she puts them out on Uh, buying buying vinyl when when you don't have a record player incredible that's yeah that's a whole phenomenon (laughs) itself but i mean honestly my deeper conspiracy theory is we're officially in a cold war between drake and taylor swift and I and I, I just we don't have the time for me to discuss it, but <laughs> Drake, listen, pal, you could take some notes on how to be a real pop star. You know I love you, oh, but yeah. you want to be a goofy boy. You want to run around and be champagne poppy and not really capitalize. You're not gonna outsell the girlies running around <laughs> like what you're doing right now. Okay, it's not gonna work, brother. I, I'm trying to. I've been trying to warn this guy forever. Okay. He's being but, Drake is too silly. He's being too silly right now. He's being too silly. Okay. He's being a too, he's he's taking the silly goose pill and he needs yes. to he needs to stop it. I, I mean, we love him because he's unserious, but at the same time, you're not cat you want to be the big guy and but you got to capitalize on things and do it. I know he's afraid of doing a traditional rollout because I think he's afraid of appearing outdated to to the new generation and it's like, "Listen, man, Taylor announces these things months out with a million pre-orders and you see the number she does and nobody thinks she's outdated. Yeah, she's, okay? she's giving us a 10 or 11 week lead time on this re-recorded <laughs> album. You know, Drake just wants to be on stage. Oh, you know, I got this new album for all the dogs. You know, it's coming in two weeks or some shit. What do you mean or some shit? Okay, <laughs> give us a concrete date. All right, I need to know. All right, I need I'm fine you, not Aubrey. I don't, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> it'll come out i'll say oh it's out and then i'll listen to it brother. <laughs> but we know mel every thursday night he's hitting that copium talking about uh tonight we eat i'm hitting the drizzy reddit <laughs> it's true every thursday night and then the clock strikes you know uh 12 01 eastern time and everybody's in there it's jover we lost you know <laughs> next week it's it's a nightmare okay 
I don't think I realize that Drake is being so uh, so su- surprisey. That's it, yeah. It, we people love him. They'll get excited. He's being he's being negligent, you know. And, yeah. And when you're at the highest level in the game, you can't run a sloppy shop. Hmm. It's a mess. We don't, we don't, we don't need to talk about Drake. Uh, Molly, I'm sure, you know, with uh, all the stuff you have going on, you have plenty to plug. So the floor is yours. Shout outs, plugs, where they can find you. Let them know. Amazing. Thank you. Well, first, thank you for having me on. Always a pleasure. So glad to graduate from uh, movies to, to music. Yeah, listen, an important, uh, an important, you know, step in the life of a rap rankings guest reviewer is when they when they leave the hollowed halls of the cinema and you know enter enter the lion's den with moles and mel i gotta say um to have you again you know whenever you want literally literally anytime um you plugs i have this music blog called i enjoy music it's at i enjoy music.net i recently changed it it was originally i enjoy music.xyz and it turns out uh meta products block all dot xyz domains because they say it's a common spam thing i'm like whatever so mark zuckerberg i will fight you if elon musk won't (laughs) i i'll I don't have the I don't have the physique, but I have the spirit. Uh, it's on. Uh, so I, I enjoy music.net. Um, I have a, um, a newsletter called The Molly Zone. Uh, you can find that at themollyzone.beehiv.com. That's Beehive. It's the hot new uh, newsletter platform everyone is talking about. <laughs> and then I'm just on Twitter at, at Miss Molly Mary. I'm still hanging. Or excuse me, are, you, are we saying X now? We're not. I'm not doing that. Uh, you Fuck can X. do whatever you want. I, that's the approach I've taken. I refuse to acknowledge Elon yeah, shenanigans. I've we been don't know her. To it as Twitter. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm at Miss Molly Mary. Come find me over there, and then we're we're talking about music all day. Um, but yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> nice. Um, I will say, random, uh, you, you gave me a good laugh on a bad day. It was a long time ago, I think now, but it was a tweet about, like, I think you said, like, Kid Rock's skincare routine is like barbecue sauce. <laughs> <laughs> and I got weak in the parking lot, wherever I was. And I'm like, yeah, that's that's good stuff. That's oh, why I'm good. here. I can't but, even, he was acting up in some way, and I literally can't remember why. But there was like a photo of him. I'm like, Kid Rock is not, you know, when they when there's like celebrities that are like, they're unproblematic, and this is why they're aging well. Kid yeah. Rock is problematic, and he's not aging well. He looks... <laughs> He looks like a baseball glove. He needs to update his skincare routine. Yes. Yeah, something like that. That was the last time I think he made the news. I have not trusted him to have any kind of uh, good, valid opinion in some time. But I'm glad glad that gave you a laugh. (laughs) It was great. Just the picture of this man waking up. He's like, let me grab the sweet baby rays and, you know, pat myself down. That's good stuff. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah. Uh, Thank you for joining us and lending credibility to our platform. You know? <laughs> and uh yeah we love to have you again you know folks Anytime. sign up sign up to the molly zone you got a mules and mel interview in there if you don't it's know true. or you haven't read it it's in there it's the only interview we've ever done it's, it's amazing the best one. it's the best interview okay well <laughs> when 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 you get interviewed by you know like real real places i'm going to you know pull, pull up the old link and be like uh wow everyone's everyone's way too late <laughs> please do please do you were there i'll first. get petty i'll get a little okay. petty 
Yeah. <laughs> Please. Yeah. Yeah. We we waxed poetic about the interview. What was it, the Nostradamus episode? We we did. I, I'll I, I'll send it if you want. But we did a whole like. Maui Mary praise session. It was great. Oh yeah, I mean, but, please. Yeah, I, we all we all love praise, don't we? <laughs> you know, it's true. We do. It's a cold world. We need we need nice 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 words and thoughts. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, um, what do we got? Like a million more tracks on this thing. So. <laughs> yeah, Not a million. Uh, we're we're we're. I won't say we're in the final stretch, but we're in it. You know, we're in it to win it. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> let's continue going deeper into below, further down below, the, however directional what I'm talking about. Anyway, thank you for joining <laughs> us. And uh, we'll be back with uh, track eight right after this. All right. And we're back. We back. That's right. Man, two guests. Two classic spots, all right? Two albums, you know? Two albums, two guests. Again, I'm giving it another 10. I don't give a fuck. I think we we got the best guest spots in the game, okay? We got two classics, and we'll be hearing from Molly, and we'll be hearing from Caleb again on rap rankings in future seasons. Hopefully. Hopefully, yeah. So, that prototype, you know? That's a good, that's a good song. But, uh, What's better you know, than this? You know, Caleb on the way you move. He interviewed Sleepy Brown. He was the guy to bring on. And then, you know, we're doing the love below. We needed the feminine perspective. I, I love that. Uh, <laughs> Bobby Mary had to, uh, you know, remind me. It's like, yeah, you don't want to tell no woman she, you know, I, you know, the prototype. Like, you know, I, I you might be the one, but I I don't know. <laughs> you got know, like, You got to be thinking. The you got to be the, thinking. The thing right. about men, you got to understand. Not to listen. I hate when people generalize. You know, like men and women. But I will say this: the the, the flaw in men, I think, is a lot of times we'll have like these like no brainer blind spots where it's like once it's pointed out to you, it's like, oh yeah, what the fuck was I thinking? It's like, it's like, you know, like you would think it's like, you would think to not say something like that, but it takes it being like, it's like, yeah, don't tell a a woman, you know, that she might not be the one or whatever. Like you don't, but I still think it's more advanced than knowing. (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, you look, this album's a lot of things, but it's not as problematic as the back half of the big boy, I would say post church, the back half of the big boy. (laughs) All right. I'm going to bring it in because I'm just, I'm in that space right now. All right. All right. Uh, well, prototype, we got Mo album to review. So you want to do that? We do. We do. All right, well, let's move on to track eight, She Lives in My Lap, featuring featuring Rosario. It's Rosario, right? Yeah. Yeah, Rosario Dawson. What do you think it was, Rosario? Sometimes, (laughs) no, but sometimes you second guess yourself. You'll say a name your whole life, and then you'll see it and be like, Rosario? (laughs) No, but no, Rosario Dawson, uh, produced by Andre 3000. Eight plus. 
nine plus. Dingy baby. Holy fam. I flirted I flirted with the ten. <laughs> okay. I flirted with it. I did. Because this used to be a ten for me. It's I I had to come to the conclusion it's not anymore. Well, you know what, man? This used to be a nine for me. And, and I had to down? come to the conclusion. It went down. I mean, obviously, okay. it's still an amazing record to me. It's an eight plus. Yeah, I like it a lot. Yeah. I almost Listen, can say I love it. Nine plus. Nine plus. I'm really, you know, I'm flirting with disaster here. <laughs> You're just flirting with perfection. That's all. A but. nine plus on this album went up to a 10 this week, and a 10 went down to a nine plus. This is the 10 that went down to a nine plus. Got it. Well, I mean, here's here's my question. Do we connect here? Is this to me? I just want to know what you think. Is this the most successful like Prince tribute? Okay. Uh, yeah, for sure. Okay, then we connect there because I think he just it's, nailed it. It's. Um, I have more to say about Prince later. Okay. Because what I consider to be like the final Prince tribute is coming mm. up, and. That's where I'll talk about the whole Prince thing in general. But yeah, I noted Prince influence in both the chorus, the vocal delivery on the verses, and even just the writing in general. I think of She's Always in My Hair by Mm -hmm. Prince. And like, She Lives in My Lap. Like, there seems like there's a little bit of a a thing going on there. The The music, though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The music for me, though, still feels very firmly... Dungeon Family esque, almost the most since the uh, Big Boy disc. Like I haven't mm-hmm. heard something sound like it really would have fit in perfectly on previous or upcoming Outcast albums than like something like this. Like I could have even heard Big Boy on this joint rapping. Yeah, I could too. Yeah, now that you pointed out. Now, uh, the production is just, you know, while we're talking about it, it's just absolutely insane to me. Oh, uh, listen, let me just, because I had to, this is one of those pieces of production where I had to, like, write it out, like, 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 in, like, short form, because like, I got to tell you, this in week and last it, week like, beat my ass in terms of having to do that. Usually, <laughs> I, I just know what the beat sounds like, and that's good right. enough. And you can talk about it just off the top, but this was, like... You, you got to understand. So, like, I've been talking about it all night. But, like, mm-hmm. I feel like I hashtag discovered this song for the first time in 2019. I heard the album for the first time in, like, 09, 2010. Like, in yeah, full. This one didn't. this one didn't, like, immediately hit me. It hit me after circumstances. You know, like, 0304, my parents played some songs from both albums. This wasn't one of them. I finally heard this the end of high school, 09, 2010, but it didn't register. 2019, where I really went in to do like my outcast ratings, my personal ratings. I remember it was like, where did this song come from? How have I never like, and you can look it up folks. Cause I had to add it to my 2019 Pope replay list. Go on Spotify. Look it up. February 11th, 2019. I put it on the play. I ran that shit every time I was in the car for like weeks. It was like my new, my, my favorite new song. Okay. Although it was an old song. At that point, it was 16 years old. But the way it comes in... Okay, let me just tell you. Synth Mel, okay? Me, the lover of synths, I'm in heaven. It comes in with these, like, swirling, sort of ominous, yet reassuring pads. 
I feel like I'm in a love coma. Like it could either end horribly, I could die, or we I, like oh, I, we could live happily ever after. <laughs> you know, <laughs> the love below. <laughs> the the feeling is uh, indescribable in, in in some respects. You know, of course, you already hit that like that that uh you know that uh I was singing that all 2019. You got that like there's so many like and couple all of that atmosphere and like aura work with these like dry drums. It's a really nice oh, yeah. balance. Yeah, I love like, I love the like they're, uh, they're they're like cracking. I love yeah, how they sound. This a beat, boy. <laughs> this is one of those pieces of music where you're like, yeah, music is like top five things that ever got made. You know, it's like I, I have to bring up this movie again. You know what this beat reminds me of? You know the the play scene and and Bo is afraid where it just like kind of just turned into like this like ongoing Fantasia Odyssey. I don't get I that feel like, from this. I've always got like a weird like Bride of Frankenstein vibe from this one. I could see that too. But the the reason I bring it up is like I feel like this song could either be like my doom or it could just like go into like infinite bliss. It, it's very it has enveloping, like these two different moods. Like yeah. if you stay if you know the song and you put it on and you stay with it, you end up like doing the music you you end up singing along to the you music. Sing every, yeah, you, you sing along those. to the background vocals, to the lead vocals. You might even mm-hmm. do the Rosario Dawson part. Baby, I love you. <laughs> you got me open wide, baby. <laughs> Just come inside, baby. It's yours. It's yours. I'm yours. Play, baby, play. Oh, man, and then the beat continues to yes. go crazy. It's and just I had a woman down. <laughs> I'm gonna laugh at all times. <laughs> I'm sweating. I'm so, so I gotta. I, I gotta take my shirt. <laughs> Keep talking. I gotta say, um, this is a record where I actually got put on. Like I always heard it, right? Okay. But it didn't connect with me in the way that it eventually would go on to. Mm-hmm. Then I saw Idlewild, and I'm like, "What is that song? It sounds so familiar." Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. And when I went back to listen to the album again, I was like, oh, it's this song. All right. So then it went to like an eight. Mm. Then I went through some shit and it became like a 10. Damn. So (laughs) this is a song I've always gotten more out of in a fantasy sense. Not when I'm actually with someone or in love, right? Mm Mm-hmm. It's usually when I'm feeling like wistful for romance. There you go. Or getting over a bad breakup. And I still love the song. I really do. It's a nine plus. But like, it doesn't bleed me anymore like it used to. Yeah. And 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 that's what happened to me. I can't say that like it has the same emotional hold on me anymore. I just love it as a song. And I, I don't even, it's not even like a nostalgia thing. For me, because I'm really not nostalgic for some of the things I uh, related to this song. It's like bad times. It's rejection or it's, you know, uh, just a feeling of um, unrequited love, you know. And the movie put this song in like a completely different context for me. And that's probably where, 
you know, the that definitely gives me like, you know, Dr. Frankenstein's lab vibes a little bit. And this, you know, the song always kind of had a bit of a creepy air to it, but the movie without spoiling too much, you know, um, PJ, who is, uh, Andre's character, Percy Jr. I think his name is, he's a mortician and, you know, a girl who he has feelings for is on the slab. And she lives in my lap. It's a different version in the movie. But, you know, there's if, a... If I recall correctly, it's like a little more mournful, right? Yeah, it's it's a bit of like a sad, you know, moment in the film. And the version that they use is altered to kind of reflect that a little bit more. So I brought in the Idlewild mix, and we can compare it to the studio version. So if you want to play uh, studio version first, just so they can hear what She Lives in My Lap sounds like originally. Now listen, I love to play it. It's it's uh, I have to play it. It's one of my favorite records across both albums. Uh, while I'm bringing it in, the only, re- only reason it dropped is because I-, I attribute the, the original nine that I gave it in 2019 to me, like, I just discovered it. You know, so I'm in that honeymoon period with it where I'm like, it's the best song in the world. You know, like it's a nine. And then I kind of come down to earth a bit and it's like, okay, love is a strong word, you know, (laughs) so like eight plus. But it could go back up one day because like you were talking about, this is one of those like like living with it records. You know, you live with something like this, it could change. So uh, here it is, folks. What's wrong? What are you afraid of? The love below.
is all about. Okay. I like that you played it to that part because I wanted to note that when he says, I'll get the courage one day, it almost makes everything he's describing beforehand sound like a fantasy. Like a fantasy. Or, you know, at the very, not like, not like a completely made up person, but he's envisioning himself with this person who, you know, obviously with that line, I feel like drives home, you know, I'll get the courage one day. It's what he's envisioning. It's not real. That's right. That's right. Now, do you want to play the Idlewild version? Sure. Uh, here we go. Uh, Idlewild mix. Like there are strings in there. It's, yeah, the cuckoo it almost clock sounds like one of them. That's uh, a motif in the movie as well. His fear of time. Yeah, like it's it's uh kind of feels like them them slowed and reverbs when kids be doing these days. But like you know, obviously not that extreme, you know. But like yeah, it's it's a much more lamentful version. Yes, you know? and obviously there's no Rosario Dawson and the love below. Yeah. yeah. You know, shout out to Rosario. Okay. Um, yeah, I just, uh, you hear it in the tone that Prince, you know, that she lives in my life. I can't do it right now, but she, she lives in. <laughs> I sound drunk is what I sound like, but it's that like, that's sort of like Redbone, you know? Um, 
It's that just red the, bone. Come on, enough with I'm this. I'm just guy. talking about the influence, you know? Like, you know? I think I think it wouldn't be no red bone if not for Prince and Andre 3000. That's all I'm saying, you know? Um what happened to Funkadelic and Sly and the Family Stone, the actual influences for that? Oh, well, you know, that was before Prince. Prince will tell you. You want me to pull out uh, Ouija and let him tell you? Well, <laughs> they're not dead. No, Prince is, though. I'm saying Prince. Oh, I'm saying Prince. they that would be his influences. You know? <laughs> I, I bring him up on the Ouija and play him Redbone, and he hits me with that, uh, this bores me. <laughs> Oh man, um, yeah, I feel you though on this whole like, yeah. I mean, other than me just being a lonely fuck, like, yeah, there's something f- very fantastical about it. It's like a fantasy element. Um, that's why I bring up, like, I brought up Boa's Afraid. It's like a very, just like it's this like odyssey I'm on in this in this music. It feels like a song that'll just never end. Like, I, like I'm just caught in it, you know. Uh, but I don't want it to end, you know. You know what? <laughs> For any non-film snobs out there, this is a uh, this is a Nick Fury making love to a scroll type beat. How's that? Okay, if that makes Nick, it make any sense. Nick Fury making no. love to a scroll. This is the Nick kind of Fury. shit that you guys watch. <laughs> Nick Fury making Nick, love Nick to Fury. a scroll. Nick Fury. Uh, okay. Look, I don't give a damn. It ain't Elder Scrolls. I don't want to hear about no scrolls. Okay. <laughs> Well, lay that Where's Master Thanos? Bring him back. We need Master Thanos. Bring him back, back okay. all right? This territory's dying without him, okay? Yeah, you know, we might need, yeah, what is it, Master we need Thanos? Him, we need him to come back and fucking German suplex Tom Holland 12 times, okay? I'm gonna be honest with y'all, man. Ever since, like, I used to fight the Master Thanos from Wolves, and I'm like, his name is just Thanos, man. Master Thanos is so much better than just Thanos. He needs to come back as Master Thanos. He's not Thanos anymore. That is the name. It's his name now to me. It is his name. I see him, and I'm like, yeah, there's Master Thanos. He was Lord of Thanos, but they eradicated him. Now he's Master Thanos coming back for the new, oh the new. God. what's it called? What do you guys call him? Phases? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, phases. They I'll, need to I'll, put me in charge of Marvel, because they don't know what the fuck they're doing, and and they need to make me like the James Gunn of Marvel, and I'll fix it. I promise. <laughs> Mel, I'll What's fix it? your little Marvel movies, okay? Where's the, hold on, where's the Thanos, the, the quote? I he, want, he told well, us listen, about this. At Disney, at Marvo, hashtag Mules for Marvo, okay? Uh, I need to be the one making the big decision. Get Feige out of there. I'm going to set a slur, okay? Uh, no, brother. Get Favreau out of here, okay? Get Igo out of here, all right? Get your hands out of the cookie jar. It's time to make good films again, Okay? Listen, when when Master Thanos said you could not live with your own failure, where did that bring you? <laughs> back to me. He he knew. He knew. He's back. Okay. Yo, listen, cancel the whole slate and bring in Mules for Marvel, okay? <laughs> Fine. I'm with it. I'm with it. And uh, I would like to also have hire Sam Raimi as my uh official like OG man. To help me, and we need Sam. We need more Sam. Yeah. But, but but we're gonna give Sam unrestricted vision. We're not gonna put him through the fucking MCU Disney filter. All right, 
We're going to make up for lost time here. We you know what? To do. And put this, we got the Idlewild mix. Put the regular album version in the thing and do the angle where I want, Idlewild, I'm going to start, ish, in Marvel, we're going to start putting out Idlewild comic books. We're remaking it. We're remaking Idlewild with a new cast. <laughs> what, with Iron Man in it? Yeah. <laughs> Iron Wild, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, no, put this in there because they never really did the angle in the comics where Master Thanos is always courting death. There's like a physical embodiment of death that's a woman that he's in love with and she's okay. always curving him and he's always like killing things because he's trying to impress death and play she lives in my lap because he's fantasizing about death, you know? Okay. Yeah, that should be in here. This is, uh, listen. I'm hiring Chloe Bailey to play death. <laughs> Sorry, Jesse. All right. We're getting Chloe's and work, all right? She ain't did nothing to nobody but try to have a career, all right? And y'all want to talk about sex appeal and all this shit, okay? Shout out to Chloe Bailey. Um, A.K.A. Death. A.K.A. Death. <laughs> um, yeah, listen, this song, I mean, you talk about the verse. When he's describing this woman, you know, she stays alone, never sheds a single tear. She stays in the coolest moods. Clearly, woman of the year. I, I specific women I've encountered come to mind, you know. And I ain't get them, so whatever. My lap is vacant, but like they, whenever the song's on, I think about them. The the, the coolest women, the women of the year. You but know, they come back to the coolest side of town. You know, you know. But she lives in my lap. That's <laughs> not like Eddie Kane. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but listen, this, um, I love how like that second verse, y'all heard a bit of it earlier, but when it ends, you know, we're oh so close, but, but yet, yet so, so far. far, the way it bleeds back into the musical elements that come back in. I love that, that, that moment where it bleeds back in. It's, it's great. I'm just this, this record. I like it a lot. Moments moments you understand moments man it's about them moments and this song whole song is a moment all right she lives in my lab andre 3000 you did it with this one man you really did something yeah but But, what uh, did dexter say to dd i should know this i'm children's media mail what did dexter say to dd she lives in my lab (laughs) (laughs) all i had to do was think about it i didn't think that's a good one. That was a good one. I like that. Okay, I'm Children's giving... medium moles. Making yeah, a cameo. I'm giving that a nine. <laughs> so you like it more than Spread, but you also like it more than Big Boy's Son. I like it more than this song, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> Scratching that, you know, get down to my laboratory. <laughs> oh, by the way, I realized how we're going to get Illmatic to the top of the board. How are we going to do that? We're going to put the Illmatic songs over videos of dancing penguins, and Mel is going to put them all over. <laughs> Cam, I'm speaking to you because you know what he's talking about. That ain't happening, okay? I'm reserving the penguins for half on a second. Cam, Cam, all we need are penguins for any song that we find Mel's feelings about to be somewhat objectionable. <sighs> The penguins I, got, were- I got happy feet too. I got that Blu-ray happy feet. I got a lot of I got a lot of animated dancing pigeons for children. I mean, what are they? They're not pigeons. Penguins. Penguins. Same shit. Yeah. P- 
Pigeons of the, pigeons of the North, you know? No, oh, yeah, that's what they're called, right? I think so. <laughs> All right. Isn't that, what do they call, don't they call like bats like rats of the sky or something? Or something like that? I don't know. I don't, I don't be hanging out in those spaces. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, would you like to move on? Yeah. Yeah, I'd love to. All right. Uh, track nine. Hey, ya. Uh, produced by Andre 3000. Um, listen. This shouldn't come as a surprise, but at the same time, it might surprise people. And I'll mm-hmm. explain why, but 10. Mozumal Connect, 10. That'll never happen again. Two 10s that we connect on on basically the same album. The way you move in Hey Ya, you know, the lead how single not, from this thing. How could you not think these are two of the greatest singles ever? Listen, it's this simple, everybody. Hey Ya is a perfect song. It It's one of those songs, though, where it's been so chewed up and played out. You have to like remind folks, even yourself, like why it's so outstanding. Not, not just chewed up and played out, but like we've already gotten all the video essays about the dark meaning behind. Hey, ya, <laughs> as if we can't decipher lyrics on our own, you know, you know, well, here's the thing though. Like those essays, I guess are for people who, you know, were around when this was a huge hit. Like, Hey, if you're the youth and you're listening right now, okay. Understand when this shit came out, it was every fucking where. Okay, yes, I mean inescapable. inescapable. You could not escape this record. This is one okay? of the biggest. I, I would maybe even say this is the biggest record we've ever covered on rap rankings. It's not a rap song at all, really. Yeah, I mean, it's we know this album one album of the year. This song was so huge. Okay, and the point I was making is that because of how huge it was, and because of how upbeat and energetic it is, as we're gonna get into, you know. I think a lot of people just didn't really, they were busy, too busy dancing. You know, yeah. I was actually, uh, I was in therapy recently and I was telling my therapist we were going to do this review and I was telling her about, Hey, uh, you know, and I'm like, uh, I think I brought it up cause I was hurt over this girl. Right. And, and, uh, and I was like, yeah, it's a dark song. And she was like, really? And I was like, Oh yeah. And so I explained to her, like I went through the lyrics with her and she's like, wow, I never noticed. And that's fair, though, because I didn't I'm notice telling it at you. First. I mean, I didn't, when I was a kid, I wasn't a kid kid, but when this album came out, I was just caught up in the uh, in the moment, basically, like everybody right. else was. You know? I didn't stop to think about the song and what it actually was trying to say until like 2006, 2007-ish. Mm-hmm. Once I did, I never looked at this song the same way again. You like, can't. This song, this you song can't. was always like an eight to an eight plus for me. I was always a big fan of Hey Ya, right? Right. Once I experienced the feelings in Hey Ya, and once I really, you know, zoned in on that aspect of it the obviously dark lyrics like become something that is like, how the fuck did I ignore this in the first place? Uh, and we'll, and we'll talk about it because it's actually in the lyrics, 
but this does not song like this is uh, does not song this does not sound like a happy song to me anymore in any way like it's not even oh the juxtaposition of the happy music with the sad this song is sad to me now you know um I'll tell you when the song unlocked for me as more than just like a, a dance song. Right. Here's the thing. As a kid, when it came out, when I was nine, when I was 10, when I was 10 in 2003, me and all the other kids, I, I don't want to speak for anybody, but it was a fun song. We danced to it. We sang it. And I think it's odd looking back because I was definitely already emo male and I was into writing and literature and storytelling, all of it. I liked listening to songs for lyrical content, but I'm telling you this music, the beat. It's deceptively poppy and upbeat. Right. The beat hit me with that damn Alan Iverson crossover because I wasn't thinking about shit, but the tempo and this electrifying performance. And a bunch of other elements I'll continue to describe. But when it finally unlocked as more than just that was after my first relationship. Yeah. Like that changing, like, like I heard it way differently and I'm like, Oh my God, this is one of like the greatest relationship (laughs) records I ever heard, you know, and we'll get into why, but, um, I want to get this out of the way because I've been I've been talking about this, alluding to it, all review. So I was telling you this on the phone and we were talking about it earlier because I couldn't find the footage to rip the audio. Mm-hmm. So it was actually um, I was telling you on the phone. I'm like, he was so sick of performing this song. At the I guess it was the um, it was the VMAs, the, the uh, MTV VMAs. I, I did some hunting between last night and today. I got the 05, which I didn't have. But 04 is elusive. It's elusive as hell. And I feel like it might have something to do with this. I mean, it wasn't like a controversy, but like, I remember it. I specifically remember it because I remember my stepmom pointing it out and like me thinking on it and being like, yeah, that's, damn, he really said that. <laughs> you know, but uh, they closed the show, I believe. And Andre was like, um, I remember being like, you know, him saying, hey, yeah, goddamn it. Like he was sick of it. He was sick of his own song. You know, already it'd been running to the ground within like a year. So I was looking for this, you know, all week. I couldn't find the footage. There's a bunch of other VMAs uploaded in various sources, places. I couldn't find the 04 VMAs. It's it's partially on YouTube, but it's missing like the beginning and the end, I guess. But when I Googled, hey, yeah, goddammit, you know what popped up? You found it? No, I didn't find it. But I found a tweet from previous guest Al Shipley. Oh, okay. wow. He tweeted about it. He was the first Google result, actually. And this was April 12th. Uh, this is what the right Rad there. Network and the Rad Universe is all about, you know? You know, we bring, we bring in the greatest minds in the universe to talk about this music, okay? But he had tweeted about this because he remembered it, too. This is all, uh, April 12th, uh, 2014. Um, I think my dad had turned 39. I remember that. But, uh yeah. He said, uh, 8.03 p.m., Andre 3000 was so fed up at the 2004 VMAs, he actually said, okay, and for the millionth time, hey, yeah, goddammit. <laughs> so I'm not, this wasn't like a, you know, a, a Mandela, this happened, you know, this did happen. It's not, it's lost media at this point, but I've confirmed that every, someone else remembers it. And it's, it's not lost media, somebody has it. It's I just, hope they got it. No, well, there's the person, like, 
there's private torrent trackers that have like everything and I'm just not a member of them, which if you're listening to this and you have memberships to these private torrent trackers that have everything, please invite me. I won't abuse the privilege. If anybody got VMAs 04, uh, hit me up. I mean, because I assume the person who has like the a big majority of it uploaded to YouTube has the full thing still. It's and just again, that the copyright no, struck part one in six. I had something I wanted to bring in and I don't have it. It's the Killer oh. Mike, the first Killer Mike interview, not the Run the Jewels Killer Mike interview, the original Killer Mike interview from Combat Jack show where he talked about the making of Hey Ya. Oh. It's not one of the combat episodes I have archived and it's not up on their feed and no one has it that I, I've uh, spoken with. So I yeah. couldn't bring that in, but I have a rough idea, like a rough sketch of what he was talking about. Because this record was originally going to have rapping on it. Killer Mike was going to rap on it at one point. And <laughs> that's, the, I, that's the law of the Killer Mike. We ain't need him on his I track. think that... Um, I think as the story goes, he might have told Dre, like, I don't think I should rap on this. There we go. You know? That's the I artist. Think, that's I the artist that it's, it's not a fit, and I think you should sing on this. Like, you know, other than the chorus, Dre might have been rapping on this originally, too. I don't remember the specifics. If anybody has the Killer Mike interview from Combat Jack, let me know. Hey, we looking. We out here looking, looking. Okay, and we need we need this media. Okay, not but, the Killer Mike and LP interview. Not Killer Mike returns. Just Killer Mike, first one. Yeah. Well, you know, um, this is the thing about this record. So, so this music. I I mean, probably the music video probably informed this image in my mind, but like. It did, it's always it's, it's that Beatles on Ed Sullivan that show. rock and roll sixties yes. energy. You know, it captures it perfectly though, while still sounding contemporary because there is synth bass on here. You know, there's yep, I, electronic I may know that. drum programming, if you would call it that. Yeah, yeah, I you know, the acoustic bases. guitar is on on top, so you know you get that Ed Sullivan image in your head from the video, which is an iconic video, one of the great music videos. For sure. For and, sure. Um, yeah, that, too, kind of masks the darkness of the whole thing. You know? It's, People love Shake It Like a Polaroid picture. They love that. I'm a, <laughs> I should tell you about that right now. Yeah. Do you remember when Polaroid had to, like, issue a statement? They were like, don't shake our pictures. Like, it doesn't actually do anything. And everybody that's, in my that's community. That's crazy. Yeah. Because to have to even issue a statement. That's how big the record was. <laughs> because here's the thing. I don't know about whites, but we were but, always but told black to folks, shake niggas. It. Okay, so you, you know about this. I I would tell you, ain't no statement. Fuck that statement. Niggas kept shaking the pictures. Because we was always shaking them. Cause because apparently we felt like it helped it develop faster. Why to anybody not? who's <laughs> why not? Is it, I mean what's the what's the argument? Right, it's not gonna it? hurt it. No, it's not in any way gonna hurt it. You Fuck know? Off, Polaroid. Let us shake it. <laughs> Take it like a Polaroid picture. Okay. Like, if, you, if you're unfamiliar, folks, like back in the day, like the, the cameras, you take a picture and it spit out the photo and like you'd wait for it to develop and, you know, you would just shake it because I guess. And you're supposed to hold goes. it up to the light. So you right. put it up to the sky if you're outside or you put it up to a light and you shake it and you shake it and you shake it. 
And right. that's supposed to help the image show up quicker. <laughs> right. And, you, you know, know, these cameras were cool because they were instant. It wasn't yeah. something you'd have to drop off at, you know, one hour photo style and wait to get them back. So, you know, you know that was the whole conceit behind the Polaroid cameras. They're still around, I think. That line was money. It was money because it like tapped into something that like it felt like we we all did and like nobody was like actually like it to be in like pop song form like this was like that was a huge pop I got out of the song every time. Uh as well as uh uh now Beyonce and Lucy Lou's. Okay, Mel had a big crush on that, uh, Lucy Lou, man. I had to see that uh that ballistic X versus Sever. <laughs> Just for Oh Lucy yeah, Lou. I referenced that in one of my verses I think that we played on here. Yeah, I think yeah, you did for sure. And you know, like I, I, I saw that movie for her. All right, I was like ten. I'm like, I'm gonna see this. Oh, the all Running right. Girls. What? They're back. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm just. I got hey, uh, up on my screen uh, from uh-huh. the bad website, and you know, there's always like a little video playing. Oh, right. Okay. In the corner. Um, yes, yeah, the Running Girls. To anybody perhaps listening in the future, uh, at, at the at the moment, currently at this point in history. There, uh, there's a pair of girls. We've we've uh, just nicknamed the Running Girls. Their whole gimmick is they've been running around. They started in a supermarket running, doing their song. It went viral. Now they 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 then ran in. I think the TikTok offices. They then ran through maybe the Spotify office. I think they was at Google. Yeah, they ran through they're Jesse's running. house. You know. <laughs> yeah, they ran through Jesse's house. They're, they ran, they're, the they're running girls. through Cam's Cove right now. Yeah, they're running all over the world. Okay, the gimmick. I like the gimmick. I will be, I like the running. It's, it's fine, but I worry for them because what's going to happen, you know, when everybody else is tired of the running, right. You know? What's going to happen if one of you guys trips over something, breaks your leg, you know, right. Or you just get tired. You get fatigued from all that running. But for now, the running girls, give it up for the running girls. Everybody. They found, they found a gimmick in this world. In this day and age, it's hard. I to see, do. I see Jesse in the corner, like in the back of the room, dimly lit, like ain't no running. Okay. <laughs> you know, for show Hayden. Ain't no running, okay? All right, somebody stick their leg out. We got to trip one of these guys, okay? <laughs> yeah, but, um, yeah, this is, uh, this music, it has, like you said, yeah, that Ed Sullivan, but it's like, it, that adds to the timelessness of it, because people still talk about, like, that Beatles music and all that. Yeah, like, that performance has been immortalized, you know? It was before this song, obviously. That's why right. he did the... Uh, homage in the video to it, but it's it's brilliant because he's playing all the characters in the video as well, you know. Yeah, and it's just the music. Obviously, like white people come to mind, but like let's be clear, black people was was bopping to this too. He united the whole world. Rock and roll is black music, so oh, let's just sure. we know that. Yeah, let, let's just you know make that clear. Yeah, and if you disagree with that, and you ain't black, all right, yeah. Um, but it's this very like wall of sound thing to it, you know, like there, it's, it's a delightful piece of music, but it's like, it's all happening at yeah. once. And it's, know? it's got that vibrancy to it that a lot of songs on this album do. It really, it, it shimmers, you yeah. know, it's, yeah. it's a very pristine kind of sound, but it's very colorful and vibrant at the same time. And, yeah. you know, the lyrics, though, I, I think about, in particular, the, um, 
second verse. Perfect verse alert. Per- same. <laughs> same. Perfect verse alert. I'll try to read it without crying, okay? Just, I'll try to read it without crying. You think you've got it. Oh, you think you've got it. But got it. Just don't get it till there's nothing at all. We get together. Oh, we get together. But separate's always better when there's feelings involved. If what they say is nothing, nothing is, forever, is forever, then what makes, then what makes, then what makes, then what, what makes, makes, what makes, what makes, what makes love the exception? So why, oh, why, oh, why, oh, why, oh, why, oh, are we so in denial when we know we're not happy here? Y'all don't want to hear me. You just want to dance. And, and then for the rest the of the record, he basically drops the weightiness of it and lets you dance. You know? You know? Don't right. want to meet your daddy. <laughs> right. Just want just you with my caddy. Uh-oh. You know? Don't want to meet your mama. Just want just to want make to you come up. Look, I'm, I, I gotta I'm, say, I'm just want to make you come up is funny, <laughs> but it's also another example of him bringing his flavor, his sensibility, the hip hop background into the pop songwriting realm. You know, he has he has fun on, you know, on on the rest of the song, but he doesn't spare you the weight. And if you're like right. me. And you get really choked up in that second verse, especially. Once all the other stuff is going on, you're kind of just sulking. Mm. Mm. Oh, man. I feel you. I feel you, dog. Because, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's a perfect perfect songwriting alert on that verse. Perfect I mean, songwriting alert for sure. But perfect, ver- like, literally, another another eight bar right here. Um, getting perfect verse alert after Big Boy got his second verse on Unhappy. Well, I'm I'm gonna tell you this. I'm glad you brought up Big Boy because uh, <laughs> I, I I didn't I forgot to mention this during the the, uh, the way you move review, but like you know like that um you know in here it's like just wanted to make you come a you and I both had the clean versions for different reasons when this album first came out and. As a kid, I didn't know why I was censored. I didn't know nothing about No Comma. I didn't know nothing about that. All right. But like, it was just a quiet moment. Just want to make you and it would stop. And I never knew what he was saying as a kid. But in the big boy song, you know, the way you move, you know, drip, drip, drop. There goes an eargasm. Now you coming out the side of your face. We tapping right into your memory banks, banks. They never censored coming out the side of your face or eargasm. But I remember as a kid feeling like I wasn't supposed to say that because I was old enough to know that like it was related to sex, but not old enough to know what it was. And I, I I was like eargasm. Okay. Maybe people have orgasms in their ears too. I didn't know nothing about no coming, but they didn't censor that there. And you feel like they would have over like Andre's just like playful manipulation of the word. (laughs) Like, but it's just funny how that how that censorship works, you know? But um yeah, it was just a quiet moment in the album and I never knew. It was always a very like strange huge mystery to me cuz it's such a popular and huge song and it's like this moment in the song where it's like don't want to meet your mama, just want to make you I'm like what does he want to make her do? <laughs> like I never knew for the longest time. And I'm like, "Oh, yeah, okay. I got older, you know. Find out about that comma, but <laughs> Um, I found out about that comma. <laughs> All right, I'll take Here's comma my- over cummies. I'll say that much. Oh, listen, get that out of here. Ain't no, yeah, ain't none of that. All right, can't be saying that. All right, 
Put them people on a watch list, all right? Yeah, the same <laughs> one Mel's on with that eight minus for no Bamboo list. interlude, okay? All right, Bamboo was a cute infant who was in the studio with his dad. It was a great moment. Ain't no watch list for Mel, okay? That watch list, I'm going to tell you, sorry, man, put that shit in the box, okay? Put that watch list in a box. Ain't no list, okay? But, yeah, this, this um... That that is that verse. That second verse is one of my all time favorite but, pieces. You know, of writing it's no surprise music. that the public latched on to the breakdown at the end more than what's front loaded on the record. Yeah, but it's just so. I mean, like we've been saying, like it's crazy to me how I never really. It's right there in the song. Y'all don't want to hear me. You just want to dance. It never registered to me, even though he says it. You know, at the end of the verse, until I got in a relationship, and I'm like, and, and also it means more to me once I became a musician, and you just kind of understand how audiences work. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, listen, when it comes to that weight or trying to put a message, a lot of they don't want to, they just want to dance, man. Like you got to remember to entertain the people, don't neglect. That. And it and it does that, but it also carries the weight in the first half. It it doesn't sacrifice any of his artistic inclinations or motivations to make a hit. It's actually, right. you know, it's in line a lot with like the verses from Miss Jackson on the previous album mm. in the first two verses here. And then he's like, all right, fuck it. You know what? You guys don't want to hear this. You just want to dance. And that's what right. you get and to we do. Get into that, and he'll you indulge know. you in that because he knows if he's going to give you that weight, he's also got to have you leave the record. And I think this is also the thing. You come out of the record in that party mode because that's really right. what he's doing. You know what to do. Shake it. <laughs> you know shake what it, to shake, do. Shake it. Shake it. Shake it. <laughs> all, Look, right, all, is, right, all right. All right. All right. All right. We were going crazy. Because, <laughs> because he has all the emotionality that you can handle. And he's also not going to sacrifice the fact that this is a hit record. So he's going to hit. He's going to please the consumers on here as well. This is one of the true American songbook records to me. Mm. Talk about um, it. He got put in that songbook. I I got some background info on this one, like anecdotal style again. Okay. So I'm going to leave people's names out because uh, it's not right that either of these two people in their mid-30s still be characterized by their actions as teenagers. (laughs) Fair, fair. I'm going to take you back to middle school. Okay. And what happened in seventh grade when um, let's uh, let's call him uh, they actually have the same uh, first initial. So I'll just say this is a uh, uh, make up a guy's name, Mel. That'll be this guy. Uh, uh, person uh, A. Okay? Person oh, okay. A. Alright. So person A calls a bomb threat into the school. Fuck. Okay. He gets on the school payphone and says, Hey, this is person A. Yes, he actually identified himself. It's <laughs> crazy. He called the cops on the school phone on the payphone and said, hey, this is person A. There's a bomb in the school. What school? Uh, school, a, school A. Okay. And we all got evacuated. We went out to the uh, front. Everyone, like, was 
uh, evacuated out into like the front of the building. Mm-hmm. And we're like, what's going on? What's happening? And soon word spread that person A had called a bomb threat into the school. And uh, the bomb squad came like, oh, like this was a whole thing. And this was just like weeks after Columbine. So they were on high alert. And they found nothing. There was no bomb. I don't know why he did the call, honestly. Oh, brother. Um, it didn't, it, it's just, it didn't make sense why he did it. But he was, he was expelled. And he was basically put in like uh, a kind of uh, BOCES program, secondary learning program. Okay. For a while, um, we wouldn't see him again until ninth grade, I believe, or maybe even 10th grade when he came back to the school, uh, when we were in high school. Mm-hmm. He never came back to our middle school. Now, I'm going to talk about person B, also in seventh grade. All right. Um, he was a track and field star. And one day he was running at a track meet that was uh, at the school. Like the running girls. Okay. Yeah, much like the running girls. He too was running. Running. Okay. <laughs> right. And uh, unfortunately, something else started running down his leg. Oh, oh come on. In person B, uh, he shit himself and he was very embarrassed and he rushed back up the hill to get back into the school so he can get into the bathroom before more came out and he didn't make it to the bathroom the shit was everywhere all through the hallways that he traveled to get to the bathroom this man left a trail of shit everywhere (laughs) alright hold on where's the oh my god I'm I'm aching to know what how this ties into uh (laughs) hey yeah but uh here you go. Due to feces. All right, continue. So. <laughs> <laughs> he never lived it down. Person person B, maybe to this day, still gets shit about this. No pun intended. I don't think they've ever let him live this one down. He didn't live it down all throughout high school. When, you know, he'd pop up on summer break or winter break during the college years and people would see him, the jokes wouldn't stop. I mean, he was forever known as the guy that shit himself. Meanwhile, person B, I'm sorry, person A, the one who called in the bomb threat, when he returned to the school, he kind of got over like, to the point where in 11th grade, he was one of the people running in, running against Shah in the class presidency. <laughs> My term will be the bomb. <laughs> That's what I would have ran on. So <laughs> person A is actually running for class president by 11th grade. And he's really over with uh, a lot of the kids who are in the film society. So, you know, they don't know of his bomb threat shit because they were in elementary school a lot of them when he was in seventh grade Mm -hmm. 
So they they don't even know. They just know him as like the quirky guy, and he he is a very quirky guy. I would say, um, he kind of got over as like a bit of like a cult icon within the film club, and you know he was elevated to the point where he started his own you know school president campaign, and you know I mention person B because person A managed to like live down a bomb threat in rather short order to the point where like (laughs) he's allowed to run for class president and there's a growing constituency behind him. Meanwhile, person B never did the thing that he was, you know, made fun of for ever again. But because of this one bad day, he will forever be like the shit man. (laughs) Ain't that America? That's America. Person A he he has a catchphrase. Yeah. Yeah. So like, you know, people would people would do the they you know, LA Knights got yeah. <laughs> but, you know, person A had yeah. And we'd see him sometimes in the hallway if we saw him we'd be like, "Yeah, you know, we'd do a yeah." So is it kind of like his version of yeah, like, you know, it's just, Yeah, it's, yeah, but it was okay. yeah. All right. And let me tell you, you know, everything was pretty much lined up perfect for Hey Ya to be like his big campaign song when he's running for president, when we're doing the uh, debates to see who's going to be the senior class president for 12th grade, you know, he comes up there and he starts singing, Hey Ya! (laughs) (laughs) Yo, this motherfucker... Look, the truth of the matter is, I couldn't betray Shaw and vote for person A. Okay. But in my heart, I really wanted to vote for person A (laughs) for the memory of it all. And the fact that I was going to potentially turn on Shaw and vote for person A myself, off the strength of the ya, the hey ya, the whole thing... And this kid called in a fucking bomb threat into the school, but I won't even look at the kid who shit himself. I don't want anything to do with him. Stay away from me, shitty. You know what, man? This really is just a, that was a, that story is a microcosm of America. It reminds me of modern politics and old school politics around when this album dropped. Because this guy who the bomb threat guy—that's a huge deal. But yet he got this like cult following. And yeah. a catchphrase and everything, and ends up getting over. Meanwhile, remember oh, Howard he's Dean? Over, he's over like Rover. I mean, to over this like day, Rover. to this day, you know, he's settled down a bit. He's married now. Look at that. He won. But know? when I see person A, you know what it is. One finger in the sky like the bloodline, and you got to hit him with the yah. Yeah. Yeah. But person B is just shit boy. Person yeah. B is disgusting. I don't want anybody I to think do with person, it. Person B is Howard Dean. Because what did Howard Dean really do other than, Nothing. Like, okay, it's awkward. It's weird. But, like, that wasn't a bomb threat. No, but, but that like, was it for him. That was, like, what they said was the, uh, right. know, the kiss of death. It killed him. And campaign. it was like, I remember being a kid and being like, really? Why? I mean, it was goofy. But, like, I mean, and I'm like, over here it, thinking about actually voting for the bomb threat guy. You know? Maybe we'll talk like, about it when Shaw comes. Maybe not. He doesn't like talking about this situation that much. I don't blame him. He lost the election, but not to not to person A. Oh, okay. Okay. 
That's good. At least person A didn't win, but he had I won mean, every class presidency prior to that, though. So it was a it was a big it was a big hit to him. Okay. Well, I, I feel like the a person lot of Shaw lore in this review, by the way. Hey, Shaw, he, he was around at the time. You know, he's around now, <laughs> and he's coming. But um, yeah, I, I I think the shit person's Howard Dean because I mean the shit that, that could happen to anybody. That's yeah. why I don't think it's cool to continue to like we all have a bad day. I know, you know but I, I can't. I can't. It's just nah, man. Like the bomb we, threat can't happen to anybody. Most people wouldn't do that. It, they, you know, there was no bomb. That's no, what I'm true. To, but like that was just how the I rationalized it. I no. was like, you know what? Now, now I when he called in the threat, I wasn't friends with Person A. I became friends with Person A through the film club. Right. And you know, I'm like, you know what? There was no bomb. What am I like? He was just trolling them, basically. You, you know, ever mind. And it was pre 9 11. He never did it again. He never pulled right. it. But nobody was ever like, oh, shit, bleep that. Hold <laughs> on, let me. <laughs> let me just play a random drop so it's a, like, I can see it as okay. a cue to. Uh, to censor that. Um, <laughs> there's something that is, is not played often. It's long enough to be like, yeah. But yeah, nobody was ever like, you know, what are you going to do? Call in a bomb threat? Or it's like, man, I don't want to do this test uh, redacted. Please go call in a bomb threat for us. Oh, now you're reminding me of uh, an old girl from the Catholic school. What are you going to do? Write another rap about me? Okay. Uh, brother. Here we go. I'm a... I'm a uh, I'm going to play this because uh, this this is uh, unused enough and it'll be a cue visually on the waveform so I can remove the accidental naming of the person. The fact that you try to normalize that that's okay, that that's good, like it's things that, that men do. That's, that's person not what B. Men do. That's what you do. That's what person B when he's asking me why I won't talk to him, but why I'm voting for a fucking terrorist. No, I think that was for person A. Actually, why are you trying to normalize like bomb threat accusation? Like that's what men do. That's not what men do. Okay? I'm say- all I'm saying is is that if there was a bomb, I think I'd be like too freaked out to actually befriend him eventually. Okay. Well, you know, the thing about allegations and accusations, though, is usually they stick with you whether it's true or not. You know, so the stink would have still been on him. But apparently in America, he didn't have any bomb threat stink on him at all. He got himself over. He repackaged himself. He became a true character. (laughs) And I love a good character, bro. You got to love a character, bro. Exactly. Every time I hear, hey, yeah, I think of uh, person A and I think of him coming out to hey ya uh, and then opening his speech with hey ya <laughs> no music underneath at that point raw dog in it and I'm thinking like yeah that's my president right there oh brother oh man um listen I will say quick shout out to any student who's been accused of stuff when I went to the Catholic school there was a kid I won't say his name but he was cool he was nice he wasn't a yo 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 and he got suspended because, like, some rumor went around and he said, like, oh, I'm going to blow up the school or so shoot up the school or something like that. And they suspended him over this. And I remember being like, yo, free my nigga uh, what his name was. Because I'm like, I know that kid. Like, he ain't, he ain't, dude. And he came back and he was like, it was like, I wasn't, I was like, I'm fine. Like, I'm emotionally stable. Like, I have friends. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm fine. Like, it wasn't what they said. It was a joke. 
You know, like they thought because like he was quiet and everything that like he was gonna shoot the school for real. He's like, I'm I'm happy, I'm okay. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm like, yo, shout out to 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 my to my boy, okay. Uh, but yeah, anybody who's been falsely accused of also, he didn't school, say he was gonna blow up the school. He said there's a bomb in the school, right? You know. Maybe there Maybe. was. What if there was, honestly? Like, what if he knew something that we didn't? Well, maybe he they he got somebody to defuse it before uh, they could find it and remove it. I don't know. Maybe he was just confused. Maybe he was just taking the piss and having fun in a pre-9-11 environment, you know? <laughs> you know what happened, okay? He got back... Uh... <laughs> he got back on the phone, you know, um... And he, you know, he had to recall the police. And, uh, you know, you know what he told him. We could just get confused. I know. <laughs> okay. That's what happened. All right. Obviously, folks, the moral is, you know, don't blow up schools. Don't shoot up but schools. But definitely don't... don't shit yourself. That's the worst thing you could do. <laughs> Apparently. Right. That's the big lesson. Don't shit yourself or you'll be Obviously, don't forever. get expelled from school for calling in a bomb threat. But if you shit yourself, you might as well call in that bomb threat. <laughs> I'm going to say this. I, I'm, I'm going to say it because, you know, it's, it's, it's topical right now. And I said it before, but, you know, listen, it happens. When I was like seven or eight, you know, I do on myself in the middle of the night and, you know, my dad called me the doo-doo monster for like a year. Okay. It happens. All right. I'm proud to say I have not doo-dooed on myself since like that time. So, you know, but it can happen to people. All right. Is all I'm saying. And the doo-doo man should be exonerated. The doo-doo man can come true. <laughs> He's listening. It like happen to you. <laughs> Andre, 3000, if you're listening, give us one of them like loungy songs about Who the doo-doo. Who knows where this doo-doo goes can you hear the flushing of a toilet (laughs) as the orchestra swells (laughs) we got a lot of archival for this one i don't know where we're sitting around fucking finger popping each other's assholes here it's hey ya it's having a great time it's a 10 you gotta know it's hey ya (laughs) (laughs) all right what do we got here What's, what's going on all right. Well, let's before we get into the live performances of Hey Ya itself, let's talk a little bit about Hey Ya's influence. Because okay. if one song on this album has had enduring influence outside of rap and within rap, it's Hey Ya. All right. You know Richard Cheese, Mel? Uh, no. Have you seen the Dawn of the Dead remake from 2004 directed by... Your favorite director of all time, Zack Snyder? I don't know that nigga. Uh, I don't think I've seen it, though. No. Okay, well, it's nothing compared to the brilliant 1978 original by the great no, that, master, George A. Romero. Shout out to Romero. Okay, it doesn't suck, okay? It doesn't suck. It's fine. However, uh, the best part of it is Richard Cheese. He's a lounge okay. singer that... Uh, he covers a lot of popular top 40 songs, a lot of like new metal and rap songs. And he's, you know, bringing them into the lounge style. And he's singing the lounge music in the Dawn of the Dead uh, remake. Okay. Um, 
Oh, you know why you had me confused? Zack Snyder is like DC. I don't, you know, we we know about them. Them the ops. Okay, he over there doing that. Actually, he ain't doing that no more. He got cut because everybody's screaming about that Snyder cut that 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 we don't really need. But shout out to him though. The Best Snyder cut. I mean, that's like uh, every every Jewish family on Long Island with the last name Snyder when they take their kid to get the bris. Oh, you know, that's the oh, Snyder cut. That's the only Snyder cut I'm aware of. Okay. Uh, this is Hey Ya uh, by Richard Cheese. Is that his real name? I don't think his last name is really Cheese. You never know, man. <laughs> All right, here we go. A one and a two and a one, two, three. Uh! <laughs> Baby, don't mess around because she loves me so, and this I know for sure. But does she really wanna? But can't stand to see me walk out the door. Hey, Best of love, but I don't want to see your ass near no more outcast songs in, in your life. All right, you might you might be all right with something else. I don't know. This is the only thing I ever heard from you. But don't don't ever do that again. He's not okay? an artist I would actually listen to, but he works well in the confines of the uh, inferior remake of Dawn of the Dead. Jesus, he's just in all kinds of inferiority, huh? Yeah, yeah, that's what it's all about. That's the future, baby. Uh, up next is another cover, Booker T. Jones, Drive-By Truckers, who the father seems to like a Ooh, lot. Ooh, I've been hearing a lot about him. He had a father. And, you? you know, okay. the legend, Neil Young, okay, this is a hey ya cover. Let's see if okay. the legends could do something here. All right, well, uh, okay. It's, it's, listen, man, I, I, I there's no way it's worse than Richard Cheese. All right, so here we go. Cheese, okay. Uh, cheese was bullshit. His name he was is cheese. <laughs> yeah, that cheese is spoiled. All right. Uh, okay. 
Well, uh, it's not just happening outside of rat because it's been sampled as well. Mm-hmm. We got YG mess around. This is early YG. Okay. Uh, early ish, right. I should say. I see Dat Piff exclusive here. All right. Yeah, it's exclusive to uh, Drat Priff. Uh, It's dead. (laughs) So, yeah. I get paya. You get paya. Okay. What about Ghost Main Mel? Uh, you know uh, Poppy's boyfriend. Uh, never heard of him. Pop Poppy the singer P O P P Y. Yeah, Triple H's side mistress. Oh shit. Okay. How would you do that to her? Um, I, she uh, right. she she's smarter than that. She ain't messing with that man. He probably tried though. He, he hey, probably uh, tried, like uh, you know, Drake and the Bobby girl. We know what happened. I just got divorced. <laughs> I never thought I'd be doing? in a world where I respect Poppy more than Drake. What is going on? Listen, there are two poppies. Okay, where is the drop? There are two n words. <laughs> okay, there are two yeah. poppies for sure. Yeah, Ghostman, uh, shoot boyfriend of Poppy, not her uh, work husband like Triple H, <laughs> and Parvo. Right. This is that like weird like goth white boy rap that like just uh, is a complete blind spot for me you know like suicide boys yeah that kind of shit you know it's just one day we'll get into it obviously because we're gonna do everything but this has been a massive blind spot for me i don't pay attention to this kind of music so let's see i mean mel what do you think maybe we'll like it (laughs) (laughs) maybe Uh, let's check it out to whom it may concern by ghost Mane.
I was uh I had turned it up and got a drink of water and I heard him, You think you got it? Oh, you think you listen, I need that Squidward drop. Get away from her. Okay. Her being hey y'all. Okay, y'all y'all messing up. <laughs> okay. Influence Don't. is not always, you know, it, I think it's a mark sometimes of a impactful record, but you know, there's no telling if the stuff that it's gonna go on to influence is gonna be any good. You know. My whole thing when I started making beats is like I didn't go for my favorite songs per se. Cause it's like, well, how am I going to improve them? I'm not going to touch it unless I think I can improve. And chances are there ain't no improvement. It's why they're my favorite songs. Like I got to really hear a way to do something with it, you know, other than just interpolate it or just, you know, YG just playing the vocals and it's like, you know, and then doing how much that. of those vocals are going to play by the way on that YG one. Jeez. You know, I'm pick a part of the sample. Don't fucking just like, all right, it was bad sampling right there. Um, yeah. But we we got some palate cleansers. We got two of them actually. Okay, a couple months apart. Here is uh, from around the time of the album release. Hey, ya, uh, live on the Tonight Show with Jay Leno. Oh, Jay Leno, NWO okay. member. <laughs> right. Okay. Here we go. Party people. In the game of tennis, the term love means absolutely nothing. Here we go. One, two, three. My baby don't mess around because she loves me so. And this I know for sure. What does she really want if I can't stand to see me walk out the door? Don't try to fight the feeling because the thought alone is killing me right now. should have said here's uh here's when they played the song hey uh on jay leno and andre 3000 kind of sang along to it i mean we know what happened all right big boy was like so when we're gonna tour this thing we discussed it (laughs) you know andre moment or his brother ain't no tour (laughs) what was that not nothing (laughs) <laughs> they wouldn't address it until like a few months later. Yeah. But he was, he knew, he knew a long time ago. It wasn't going to be no tour, but at the beginning though, that little, uh, you know, opening little bit with the tennis and love. And yeah, he was alluding. I, I noticed this week when I was looking up performances of this, he was kind of doing a different thing. on like each major platform, like before the song, like, like just a different little scene or whatever, like opening statement. But He's alluding to the true nature of the song with that, you know, before he got into the song, everybody loves it's like love means absolutely nothing in tennis. You know, it's like he's heartbroken, you know, this is what the song is about. It's love. What does he mean? It probably means nothing. You know, we can't stick together. Can't figure it out, you know, but. Eh, yeah. 
We got another live got? performance of Hey Odds from the 46th, 46th Annual Grammy Awards. Okay. So well, this is go. a few months later now. This is, uh, what is it now? Six, seven months later after that performance. All right, here we go. scratching on that Grammy stage, you know, hip hop. A little more confident with the vocals, I think, even though he's still yeah. singing over the record itself. I figure, you know, he, he figured, I figure he figured he was at the Grammys, you know, it's like, all right, I got to give him a yeah. shot. By the VMAs, side. which is like a few months after this, it's all right. Hey, y'all, uh, God hey, damn it. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, yeah. Um, did you notice at the top of that Grammy's performance, he had a uh, old boy from the video that was uh, beating it, you know? Oh, hey, uh, <laughs> are we about to get the beat? Oh, no, they ain't getting the beat, no. Let me get the beat. Oh, they, they heard the beat before. We ain't got to get the beat. I want to hear it again. <laughs> Come on, man. It's been a minute. <laughs> Snap dances, <laughs> folks. Once upon a time, you know the the uh, the video. You know, I sampled the audio just to make a goofy beat in FL Studio in like five minutes. You hear them stock FL drums. You know, yeah. Have you anyway. made any more recent beats sampling like world events or news items? <sighs> world events or news items? N- n- no. I don't think. No, not not any world events or news items. Many fries, I guess, would be the closest, right? Yeah, well, that's more of a mashup, you know. That's a yeah. That's more of a you know, a putting putting many fries over uh, many men. You know, over many men. Yeah, that was that was different. But yeah, yeah, Damn, uh, man. Final lap tour in two weeks. Can't believe it. 
my brother, we ain't going down that road. I, I know, I know. Uh, I'm just saying, one guy refuses to tour, and one guy is more than happy to. <laughs> oh, brother. Anyway, uh, folks, Hey Ya uh, is a perfect record. Um, there's even more, like, I would say about it. Um, I mean, y'all know by now the chorus. Hey, uh, it's as advertised, but it's one of the stickiest hey, melodies and earworms in music. You know, you got to say, it's, hey, uh. you know, listen, no, <laughs> okay. we always do this on the biggest reviews. It's hey, uh. exactly. You know, when you deal with songs like this, you got to look at the audience. I mean, it's hey, uh, okay. We're going to explain why it's like what Hey Ya is, but like at the end of the day, it's Hey Ya. Okay. You got to. Hey Ya, the fuck out of Hey Ya. Okay. We gave you everything. I'm just saying. It's Hey Ya. We we didn't even need to give you all that. You know? I mean, I'm a. Let me see. Is there anything else I was going to say about this? Oh, yeah. At the end, um, yeah. What's cool than being cool? Ice Ice cold. cold. Okay. My my character is Ice Cold, um, by the way. Oh, yeah. Ice Cold. You know? Yeah, Ice Cold. Trying to trying to trying to stave off that love before he shoot him in the chest. We know how I go, but listen, the thing is, uh, growing up when the song was out because it was huge, my dad's friend Shaky, he was at he was visiting my my dad and I were visiting my grandpa, my dad's dad. We were at his house, and then my dad's friend came by the house to visit my dad, and my uncle was there, my uncle Jamie, and apparently I think he had like a perm at the time, which kind of looked like like Andre's hair in the video. And so my dad's friend Shaky would just call Uncle Jamie Ice Cold for like a year. <laughs> like his name, his name was no longer Jamie, it was Ice Cold. Okay. <laughs> Which was a great moment because uh, you got Shout out to Ice Cold. Shout out to Ice Cold. Okay. Um, another fun thing about Uncle Jamie is that, uh, you know, we went to Six Flags one time. Um, Don't tell me you saw Six Redacteds. No, I didn't go to Six Flags and see Six Redacted, like Tyler said. No. Although that would have been perfectly fine. No, I saw uh, Uncle Jamie on a roller coaster. And I remember we were, you know, he was sitting next to me. And like mid-ride, I remember looking over at him. And he was cheesing so hard. Like it was the purest, most exhilarated face. And I deemed it Jamie face. (laughs) You know? And the whole thing about life is you want to experience Jamie face. Every day, if you can, I I I, I came to this. I I was like recounting the day to my dad, and like he got a big pop out of it when I described it to him because he was cheesing. So like, if I could have freeze frame that moment of him on the coaster cheesing, okay, I just want my whole life to be Jamie. That's 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 why those mules meet and greets they're expensive, but they're well worth it. You know, if you want to see (laughs) mules make Jamie face, (laughs) okay. Baby face guaranteed at the Bulls meet and greet. All right. I don't know if you're going to see ghost face, but you might see Jamie face, okay? <laughs> Ain't no Jamie. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> right. That Jesse talking about how he's still paying for the meet and greet to this day. Yeah. Well, you know, it is what it is. All right. It's worth the experience, but folks, hey, yeah. Okay. Hey, yeah, if you will, you know? Hi-ya, you know, if you do them martial arts. But uh, hey-ya is for everybody, and it's a 10. So I agree. I mean, we connect on two 10s on the same album. Never going to happen again. I promise you. Wow. 
It could. You never know. You never know. The whole lot of albums left in hip hop history. <laughs> you know. Right. We know about Mel Tens though. He's main event Mel. <sighs> okay. Uh, hey, you got anything else? I don't. I don't. I think I've given them enough. Yeah. Okay. Well. What did y'all think? We was going to break this thing down in just a few seconds? Come on, we rap rankings. We had to give y'all the whole show, you know, of Hey Ya, archival discussion, stories. It's come on, all right? Are we on YouTube? Are we? I don't know. We could be. It's we Hey Ya. I mean, I'd, I'd like to think we are. Okay, well, hey, hey y'all, and on YouTube, have you enjoyed the Hey Ya excerpt here? This is the song review. Check out the whole episode. It's good. It's real. Look, we're currently. Um, how many more tracks are left on this thing? Uh, we got them on the goddamn uh, 11, 10, 10 of them. All right. Well, we're only 30 minutes away from this being our longest episode ever. So tap in with Moles and Mel on the Rap yeah, Rankings they podcast. Like tap in. Yeah, tap and, in. And right? uh, there's much, much more where this came from. All right, you All two. Right. We got to go. We got more of the love below. To review. All right. Well, we can move on. Hold on, folks. Wait a minute. I forgot. Hold something. on. Huh? Hold on. Yeah. Hold on. Be strong. Right. <laughs> Outcast. Huh? See, you can't. I'm tapping my head like Hollywood Rock. See, you think you're gonna catch me? I know rap. I am hib. Yeah. Hold on, folks. There's something that uh, I was uh gonna say. Um, well, I was reminded of something I was going to say. Wait, that's that's I, Elliot Wilson in the morning in, the, in front of the mirror. What? I, I am I, rap. I <laughs> am him. <laughs> and then he walks outside to go meet with DJ Academics. Yeah, listen. That's not how you, that's not how you uh, conduct yourself, OG. But anyway, uh, no, I, I, we had to step away briefly. You know, Mules ate some food. I had to meet a man about a bag. It's a long story, but... I really ate some food. I had a fucking burrito. I'm there back. you go. A, bur- a burrito, you know? Uh, some, that's some good shit. Them burritos, you know? But I was uh, I was in a parking lot waiting on this man to show up. And I was uh, outside of Five Guy, and I saw this couple walk outside. This old couple, and I was like, man, you know, love, right? You know, back when it was a thing. And it reminded me of something. I want to be clear, folks. Verse two was a perfect verse alert, which is not to discount verse one. I just want to say, because I, I don't think I said anything about it. Oh, we didn't talk too much about verse one. That's yeah, right. we didn't talk too much about it. But like, I, I want it because I was reminded of the line that I think is like the best part of verse one. Because uh, the whole verse one is just about like doubt in, in the relationship. It's like, does she want to lead? Does she want to stay? You think she loves you? Whatever. But um, don't try to fight the feeling because the thought alone is killing me right now. Thank God for mom and dad for sticking two together because we don't know how. That line, again, was like perfect songwriting is because he's acknowledging within the context of his own relationship, the changing of standards and behaviors between generations, you know, the love and stuff, you know, but you got to ask yourself, I mean, this was 2003, we're 20 years later, 2023. We know more about people in general because of the internet. Mm-hmm. It's possible, you know, back in the day, 1800s, early, like, 1920s, 1950s, people, mamas and daddies probably hated each other back then, but divorce was more taboo, so they just thugged it out, you know? So it's, like, almost the line, thank God for mom and dad for sticking two together because they because we don't know how. 
you could say like we don't know how to love like they used to love or we don't know how to just like bury it like they like we address this like we break up and get together and go find new people like that was how things had changed throughout time you know i I just i was reminded of that when i saw the old folks because i'm like yeah you know our generation you know i'm 30 like niggas is fucked up out here you know <laughs> like we we don't know how to love no more but like that it's arguable that we never did it's just that things change throughout time you know Cut so the music up a little loud oh, how to love. <laughs> yeah how to love all right it's possible that they knew how to love better before things got hectic and out of control or they just knew how to just push the shit down and thug it out you know so that's why i think of that line as you know you know, our parents were good role models. Like, I'm glad they stuck together because we certainly don't know how. But also, like, you know, yeah, the other thing. Well, so anyway, I'm, I'm I was glad reminded. you added that. Yeah, I just, I just, right. I, I now, forgot to get a good part of the song. You know, but, now yeah. we're really out. We gotta do. Right, we got, we out. All right. Bye, y'all. Okay, hey, ho, hey, ho, hip hop array, we gone. All right, see y'all on the rest of the review, which is about to start. <laughs> so here we go. Bye, y'all. <laughs> And I wave, fool, as I blew by you. As I I blew by ya, okay? All right. Goodbye for track nine. All right, here we go. Track 10, Roses, produced by Andre 3000 and Dojo 5, apparently. Never heard of them until I looked up these credits. But I'm going to tell you something. They got together, and man, nine minus. Eight plus. Ding me, baby. Oh, okay. Interesting. Okay. What's interesting about that? Um, Well, no, it's just interesting because, like, you know, I feel like nine is maybe my most elusive rating. Because I feel like between eight and ten, like, I like something a lot. And then if I'm already in that love territory, it's possible that it might just be perfect. You know, that's where the love is. But, like, you know, the the, the nine is a weird rating for me. But it's like, we're, we're very close, though. It was interesting because, like, you give out nines a lot, I feel like, compared to me. You know, yeah, but, but so, this isn't a nine to me because I'm not even flirting with the idea of this being better than Hey uh, or my other 10 on here. Word, word. Or even on the level of my nines. Right. Like spread. I like spread. spread more, I like, yeah, I like spread more than uh, roses. Okay. Well, you know, I was expecting an eight plus going in to do my notes, and I realized from it's a yourself. Nine. For myself, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a nine, though, because. Um, yeah, nostalgia is a big part of it. But um, I'll just tell you this right now. Perfect verses from everybody to me. Oh, I disagree. From both Andre verses and the Big Boy verse. I disagree. Big Boy really? verse is not perfect. It's fun. I don't have a problem with it, but this it's not needed. Oh, okay, interesting. I mean, I thought he added a, a dope dimension to the record, you know? Um, I, he, it's the he, fun is right because the flow is really what he came in snapping you know well she's got a hottie's body but her attitude is potty when I met her at a party she was hardly acting naughty I said shorty would you call me she said pardon me are you balling I said darling you sound like a prostitute pausing now I already told you the, the info the clean the version sin- is right. you sound like a p- 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 pausing yeah, right and I was like yeah I thought he said palsy and I didn't know what he was talking about but yeah I've always liked this verse uh so you wanted them freaks get geeked at the side of an ATM machine. Like it, it was always. It's not a perfect fun. verse. It's not on the on the level of the other big boy verses. I called a perfect verse on this album. Okay, that's fair. I mean, I, it's, it's perfect fun, to me and how it fits on the record. 
it's a fun guest verse. It's light, you know, it's, it's not detracting from the record to me. It's not a, it's not a perfect verse. It's just not. It's a perfect verse to me because like, given the momentum that was generated already from what Andre was doing, it could have fell off with the wrong verse to me. And I feel like big boy sustained it and kept and and you know, he like, did, you know, the classic like rap feature on an R and B or pop record. Right. You know? And yeah. in that sense, like perfect verse alert, I guess for what he's trying to do, but this is not a perfect verse under uh, any other circumstances for me. Okay. Fair. Okay. Well, I, I guess I should address this though, because when I say these are perfect verses, you know, you got to talk about the content. Here's the thing. So <laughs> when this song first came out, um, you know, as at 10 years old, you know, I've have been in no relationships. I think like there was definitely that like preteen male is like, you know, I'm not going to say I was, I don't know, incel, but you're just, you're thinking about the girls who don't like you back. You know, this is the song. It's like, yeah, I hope you crash into a niche, you know, like that's what this was, but that's not what this song actually is. You know, it's about, you know, I, I understand this now. It's about, you know, superficial people. Like as a male who's jaded and it's like, I found out about the world. It's songs about people who think they the shit, but they're completely lacking in self-awareness. It's not supposed to be, Oh, you know, like the classic, like, oh, you know, Shorty holla at me and she curved you and was like, bitch, you ugly anyway. It's it's not supposed to be that, you know? That's probably how I took it as a child. And he but, even you know, says, you know, just playing. Right, after, just playing. Like that line in you particular. Know? Yeah. Um, but that verse though, that's a, it's perfect because like you gotta love perfect the verse alert from Andre. I mean yeah. for that very reason, it's his performance on there, the showmanship. The humor, yeah, the, it's the show, <laughs> the the just like the craft of it, because you know you don't often hear run on sentences or someone trying to cram in as many words as they can into like pop songwriting, usually. Right. So it's another subversion of like pop songwriting to a degree because. You know, he's imbuing it with his own sensibilities. And I was just speeding on the way to the club, trying to hurry up and get to a ball. I was singing something yep. like that and try to put I'm on a make of a crash, 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 crash. So, look, as fun as Big Boy's verse is, it doesn't hold a candle to what Andre's doing on this record. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, they're, but they're doing different things to me, though. You know, like this is Big Boy's the more conventional rap verse. Andre's yeah. just like flying all over the place through the trapeze act, you know? He's doing um, all of his own background vocals, if I'm not mistaken. Like, there's a lot of uh, vocal layering going on. For sure. There's actually one of my favorite uh, parts of the song. He does a very Prince esque, like, it's like this reverbed, like, whining, groan, moan he does where he's like, yeah. You know, um, the part I'm talking about? I'm not sure. Hey. Like, yeah, it's like, it sounds like a door opening, like creaking open. It's like, yeah, I should have clipped it. But yeah, he's doing that. It's it's a lot of layering. Again, just attention to detail. 
you know it's a great piece of music too like yeah. i oh and don't don't forget the you know better come back down to mars oh good quit, quit chasing, chasing cars. cars what happens when the dough gets low bitch you ain't that fine no way no way <laughs> no, no way, no way. No way. <laughs> and then that That's melody. You know, I feel like a lot of these new age, I got to be the old man right right now. But like, listen, I like that artists want to try melody on, but like just because you throw the auto tune on and it's in key don't mean it's melodic. Uh, You know what kills me? What's that? When when Wayne raps with auto tune, but he's not doing anything melodic on the song. He just has it still turned on for some reason. That man, that fucking kills me. I love Auto Tune Wayne. Like when he's gonna do like a me and my drank type of song, right? Or like prostitute or something. I'm with it. When it's a song meant for Auto Tune. If you you're know? just rapping bars and you got the Auto Tune on, oh my god, that sounds terrible, bro. Nobody told you. <laughs> Nobody told him. I, he's at that point though, where like he's in Wayne's world and like people just. They don't even address it, you know. You, yeah, because you know, you know, he does He's have gonna, a bit of a temper on him. He'll just excommunicate you. He'll and just get, be like, a new get out of the fucking studio, yeah. right? You know, he didn't ask like, for your creative input. But you know, yeah, case in point, leave, leave what me was alone. um? <laughs> don't fucking talk to me about this shit. <laughs> you know, I mean, which he's earned as a legend, you know. But it's like, yeah, uh, there's been a lot of Euro, late career. By the way, Euro says like C six is turning out crazy, and it's like I don't trust you. You're right. You weren't like, around for C one, two, and three. Who, who are you even? Like, who the I fuck? I like you on uh, what is it? He's Euro. on Free Weezy album. Yeah, look, pull couple. up. He was great pull on pull up. up. Yeah, yeah. Look, we know we know who he is, but in the grand scheme of things, who the fuck is a Euro? You know, <laughs> right? Isn't yeah. that what we like from Arby's, Mel? Oh, that Euro. Yeah. Do they still have it? I hope uh, last time I checked, they didn't. Oh man, I got rid of it. Got to yeah. get that Greek gyro from Arby's. It's the only like fast food. Get that gyro fake available. wagyu hockey puck burger off don't, the menu. Don't talk to me about that rubber Oops. burger, okay? I was so disgusted. Way back in the archives on this show, like whenever it first I was dropped, warned. There was some recording. I was warned. Yeah, I mentioned. I think it was. I wanted to actually, try it with myself. What's the problem? It might. Oh no, fast no problem. Too, to coming soon. Oh, coming soon for show, but. This might have actually been before. This might have been like State of the Matum air. I think I came in before a State of the Matum. And I was like, I was announcing to the one fan we had at the time. Yeah, I had his Arby's burger. Wasn't no good. You know? We had two fans, Mel. Come on. Oh, we had two. I even had three. Shit. You know, it's hard to remember. It, they were the dark ages, it was dark times. No, right. can you do me a little flave here and do a, a Google search for. Arby's introduces Wagyu steak yeah. burger. Because then we'll, we'll really know when this one Wagyu burger. Um, I feel like it was 2021, so the show was actually okay. They, in it full says brings at that point brings back in 2022. It was way before then. Where is the launch of it? Okay, I might have to. There's no way that was 22. There's no way that was last year. Right? Oh, you know what? Let's just look up the report of the week review of it. What the fuck? Who the homie? (laughs) Right. Arby's 
Wagyu report of the week. Of course, you would go there. The homie. Um, okay, it was one year only, ago. Yeah, a year ago, bro. Was it actually 2022 when that came out? May 30th, 2022. For the first time ever, Arby's is now serving up burgers. Okay, see, I'm losing track of time. Yeah, no shit. Let me see. What were we doing in May of 2022? I'm looking it up right now. Let me see. Rap rankings. I'm checking the feed. It could have been June of 2022 as well, because, you know, Report of the Week is usually on this stuff before the common folk catch on. Let me see. May. I go for, like, mid-May to mid-June. What was in there? Yeah, well, let me see. This video was, uh, yeah. Well, this is May thirtieth, the report of the week video. Yeah, um, which you would have to assume, based on his usual turnaround, it's been out for about a week. Right. Okay. So then May twentieth. So yeah, I would say by May twentieth to like June twentieth is probably the window in which you ate it. Okay. The reason I might remember this. It says, okay, season nine, episode one, Get Rich or Die Trying. That was May 17th. And I okay. feel like it was during the off season. Like we were recording like some between season Patreon. Got content. it. Got it. That's where you get the Patreon memory from. Right. That's probably so what it was. maybe it would have been would, state of the rankings, uh, state 08. State 08. It might be in state 08, folks. It might be in Get Rich or Die Trying. It could be. I mean, hey, folks, you know, the side note. You know, we made the announcement, you know, we'll probably make it more formally in like the, the news at the top of next season. But yeah, the Patreon uh, audio is available to be streamed on Spotify. You know, you can connect your Patreon. I saw it. It looks yeah. great. It looks like our regular podcast yeah. on you know? Spotify, but just with a totally different slate of content. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. Exactly. Like, oh, shit. Right. Hidden Rav? Secret menu style? Yeah, see, see right. The, the secret menu. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, this is. Oh, did they just introduce this? Interesting. They have like they still have the timestamps in the description, but now they like they they're generated as chapters. It's, did this just get added today? Where do you see okay. this? Uh, on the phone, like when I'm looking at. It's only for like the Patreon feed, though. Weirdly. Okay. Our regular maybe they're feed. maybe they're doing a little beta rollout and they're starting oh, it yeah, on the beta, right? <laughs> they're starting it on the Patreon, you know? Yeah, it's probably because it like it's a new, it technically a new podcast page that was launched. So maybe that's like you know, that was a media feature. Anyway, is Jesse dead? <laughs> I don't know. He could be dead. All right, but uh, so should anybody who keeps eating that uh. Arby's burger. He said, "You wish." Well, I, I want to say too because we haven't really talked too much about the music here. Uh-huh. I love this like organ-driven, you know, music. This, bro. Yeah, yeah. I mean, first, first of all, speaking of the keys, like from the instant it comes in, that little piano. Oh no, Jesse's gonna clip this. Don't stop, stop, stop. Wait, is it clipping? He's gonna no, he's gonna clip it of us just making weird sounds. He's like, you know, Mules and Mel in the mental institution recording season 54 or something. You know he's gonna say something. Hey, 
Hey, it might it might be. Bitch, it might be us, okay? But um I always love that intro into the beat. Um, one, cause it makes the drop that much harder, but two, you know, when I would, you know, people are often, you know, the, 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 uh, human meme of listening to a song and imagining you're in the music video. There's something very like dramatic about like that lead up to the beat. Like I used to picture myself, like, you know, performing it in front of everyone at, you know, like at school once it drops. And when it drops, that bass is so thick and gritty and like slithery. You know, like zipping underneath everything with that organ and that bass together, hitting them. First, he's talking about fucking Slytherin. He was just talking about fucking scrolls earlier. I can't, (laughs) I can't keep up with this. But that bass is Slytherin. It's it's doing some stuff and it's great. And I'm gonna just tell you, this is the final song for me. And the that can it's the best run between both. Speaker box and the level up. It's a four track run. It starts with prototype. She lives in my lab. Hey, y'all and roses is the best main, run on the album. It's an all time run, bro. This man is just naming the singles. No, no, no. She lives wasn't no single, but I'm just, but this is an all time musical run. These four tracks. I mean, for it's me, it's an all time run. Eight, this, the album ten, still nine. has, the album still has nines and tens on it for me though. Okay. Yeah, it's just this is like the so pocket the, of the album, though. This isn't the moment for me, at least, where the album loses any momentum. Oh, definitely don't lose it. In fact, though, this is a pivotal moment. We were talking about like the storyline that's kind of on the love below loosely. Yeah. I feel like this is the moment where like shit finally fell apart in the storyline. Like he probably met this girl, wondered if she was the one. You know, they're kind of working out. But then it's falling apart on Hey Ya, and now finally we're on like just fuck that bitch time, you know, with roses, and we're gonna move on coming up to like he's gonna try you know different types of women, you know. But I feel like this is the end of what started with like spread, you know, like the right. one night stand that turned into a relationship, and it just it wasn't meant to be, you know, because uh, she turned out to be like a hollow person, which is what this song is about, you know. But you have your playful moments, like you know. You ain't that fine, no way, and you know, crazy bitch <laughs> at the end, which is like I don't dare I say how good massage that on the clean version anymore because I've heard this version now so many times. Well, I'll tell you, I knew something was censored because it was like you can kind of hear it being cut off. It's just like crazy, crazy, and I'm like, sounds weird, like, but I never actually thought they were saying bitch. I just like it's just crazy. It's like all right, crazy. Like the song is crazy. But no, crazy bitch. Oh, punk ass bitch. Just a bitch. <laughs> it's obviously misogynistic, but I think it's done tongue in cheek. Like the, they're overdoing you're just a bitch it. Bitch is. Uh, you're a bitch's bitch. You just. Yeah. Bitch. But-, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's it's done with with purpose. I mean, you go back to to Andre. He's saying in the verses, she's the reason for the word bitch. I have to say, I wouldn't ordinarily use this word, but some people qualify. You know, this Caroline. You know, so. I think, you know, we're still, we're still on, you know, we're, we're towing the line on the gender politics, but like, it does, does the just plan remove the teeth from the whole affair or do, is it necessary to keep the thing lighthearted? I'll meet you in the middle. I don't even think it's necessary, but I don't think it removed the teeth either. Like, I think it was just a fun, it wasn't like when J. Cole says, uh, just plan. And it's like, oh brother, you, re- yeah, you removed the teeth from all of it. This is more just like, 
Andre just chewing on things, you know, he's been chewing on things the whole album, just, you know, having fun, saying stuff, <laughs> you know, um, it's a playful record, you know, like, and I think he's just being playful. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna ask you this though, because, mm-hmm. uh, I feel like I've asked you this and then asked you about asking you. I'm having a deja vu moment. Do you remember people being confused about what he was saying in the chorus? I I heard different things from different people. Some people thought it was ooh ooh, mainly white people. I never I, I never heard some ooh, black people ooh. say that. I, but I like, heard mainly white people say uh doo doo. Oh doo doo. Okay. It was always boo boo to me. Because it makes sense. Like, I know you like to think your shit don't stink. But roses really smell like boo-boo. Boo-boo is shit. You know? I mean, doo-doo shit, too. But, like, ooh-ooh was always, like... Eh, ooh, I, I never heard ooh-ooh. Like, almost as if, like, P-U, like, ooh-ooh-ooh. Like, that's how they were trying to justify it. <laughs> and I was like, I mean, it works, kind of. But it's, it's boo-boo. We talking about boo-boo. All right, you know? Um, even the word boo-boo was playful, uh, The The party favors and shit at the bar mitzvahs doing the photo booths and stuff. Mm-hmm. When this song would play, a lot of the kids were saying, do, do, do. <laughs> well, you know, that might be a culture. You know who else was saying that? Who that? Person B. From, uh, <laughs> hey, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the person B. That's my homie. Okay. That's oh, that's your homie. homie? It's my homie. He's I not my fucking homie. Sold, I, I sold this dude some weed once and we pulled up and he's like, oh, you're smoking? Can I get a hit? And I give this dude my blunt and he smokes this shit down to like his fingers, basically. <laughs> like he took the longest hit I've ever seen. Uh, he's a freeloading fuck, okay? No, oh, man. And he shit himself. Oh, man. <laughs> don't worry. You could have it. I don't want my blunt back after you hit it, shitty. Okay. <laughs> This was back in the days of uh, of Pusher Man Mules. We'll talk more about him in season 17. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> Foreshadowing style. Look, I've heard of Baby Tron and Shitty Boys, but this is ridiculous. Uh, but yeah, this is, um, you know, the humor's thick. It's definitely boo-boo. That may just be a culture difference. Like, I don't, I've never heard white people say boo-boo. I think that's like a black thing for, for Dookie, you know? But... Yeah, like I got a, I got a boo boo, <laughs> you know. But, it's uh, not, it's not a white thing. It's okay. not even a, a Jewish thing. I've never heard anyone other than black people use it. Nice. Okay, we still got some, unless this yep. episode blow up and they take it. You but know, like you still got boo boo. I mean, come on, if all the shit the white people they just steal, left us with literal they, shit. They left you with <laughs> shit. I mean, if that ain't a fucking metaphor, you know, it's a metaphor. That is a metaphor. It is, you know. Uh, but yeah, uh, speaking of metaphors, you know, do you remember people popping for like, obviously the phrase is like down to earth people, but like the real guys go for real down to Mars girls. I don't people, remember people popping for it. I like it. I thought it was, good, I like it too. You know, good. Writing I remember people it popping. Because it's Andre 3000, you know, he's always been a little outer spacey. So. That, and that's my point. I remember like the whole like, oh, you know, Andre's out there. He's like an alien. So they love that. It fed into like the, you know, he's the out there guy narrative. Like, yo, yeah, like that's genius. Like, yeah, down to Mars, girls. Wouldn't it technically be down to Venus, though? Isn't that like the women planet? 
you know it's all good maybe it just it doesn't work in the you know the right writing. Song writing sense i mean i feel with though because you know i like them tomboys so like you know they they girls but you know they down tomorrow so they understand what's going on with a nigga you know what i'm saying like anyway you're like Mel, you're not gonna get none of these hoopers to fuck you i'm like look <laughs> okay Look, I'm a these tomboys out. are all gonna hear about your feelings on bamboo and they're gonna be a little freaked out I freaked out they're gonna see <laughs> oh he's on that list okay I'm not on no list okay ain't no list alright well, we, <laughs> we got more live performances here oh nice okay uh, on? one from a talk show and one from another award show just like uh, hey yeah okay we so we heard for? from Jay Leno, kind of. Right. But have we heard from David Letterman? That's right. <laughs> this is uh, Roses live on David Letterman. All right. Here we go. Below, please welcome back Outcast. <laughs> I turned it back up because he said, hold on. But Look, Big Boy uh, was waiting for him backstage after the performance. He's like, man, what the fuck was that? Anyway, so about the tour. <laughs> Can't right. you see, man? Right. I'm struggling out there. <laughs> Look, man, this tour is going to make us a lot of money. I just need you to focus. <sighs> Think of it. It's I like mean, a movie role. It would have. Well, you know what, though? I mean... Yeah, people might have went to the tour. It go not going on tour was the best move for this album because yeah, if he couldn't consistently it would have turned songs, into it would have turned into Frank Ocean at the fucking Grammys all over again. Oh shit! Well, for the people really paying attention, you know, or going to the shows, but like people would went to something like they might have fallen out of love with the love below because it's like oh this man can't even sing anymore, <laughs> you know. But yeah, I mean. He didn't sound awful there, but like obviously it wasn't like the studio, you know. Um He was on his way to sounding awful, but you faded it. I mean, I know we heard that Caroline. <laughs> we knew where it was going. But And I'm not saying Mules and Mel have been hitting all the notes tonight, but you know, we didn't write this shit. So I ain't saying I've been hitting all the notes uh in, in my career. 
sadly. You know, all this thing is on. I tried, though. I tried. And yeah, we just imitating tonight. You know, we just we trying to, to oh, sound like the song. You got me feeling so alive. Let's not talk about devotion. My cousin actually just commented on that recently and was like, um, what did he say? He's like, yeah, I still listen to this. And I'm like, man, only my family would, would love a song like this. You know, like, yeah, here it is. My cousin Seth, he said, I still listen to this little Melvin. It's like, well, thanks, Seth. But it ain't no good. <laughs> you know, if I had the vocals for it, it'd be good. Saying, Thanks, Seth, but it ain't no good is me when they finally give me a job at WWE and I'm sitting in Gorilla every night. And that fucker <laughs> comes into the Gorilla position after it's one of his that, stupid uh, matches. How'd I do, Kev- boss? Right. <laughs> what, was it Kevin Owens asked Vince and, like, how do you do? And Vince just, like, shook his head. <laughs> no. No, no, no. <laughs> That's a that is a demoralizing moment, man. For real. Um That was Jesse after uh the fucking Jim Jones, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well yeah, he, he had fucked up. He did, but it's all good. It's, it's behind us. Um I, I you know, I will say this because uh <laughs> we're talking about like not hitting notes and stuff, and I've been I've been, you know, talking about this man in a positive sense. Here, I'm a, I'm gonna tease him because I definitely mocked him in the group chat earlier. I was I was mocking the album camp, a very mockable album, and I and I sent this to the to the group chat. <laughs> Playing with this land before time toy from Pizza Hut. Which is a literal line on the song. I know, I know. This man has been shoehorning this fucking hack into, I was mocking into him this every time, song review Try you can possibly it. squeeze him into in this I'm, review. It's disgusting. I was balancing the, it by burying him. I see him. through the attempt. No, I, no buried him. I buried him. It was a burial. You keep advertising this person. He's rapping about a toy from... When did Pizza Hut sell toys? Is the real question. You know, that might have been before my time. I don't might know. Might have been one of those lies... <laughs> might have been but uh anyway yeah we've was, heard we, lies all night long i mean we know about family business we've been hearing about all these fucking lies hey vicious lies and dangerous rumors you know yeah the lies and rumors that you concocted yourself <laughs> Listen, about I'm your just, divorce it hadn't happened you wrote your divorce okay <laughs> hey, that manifestation yeah big boy you know you gotta be careful what you fucking write, kevin but. sullivan over here listen um, we got yeah. roses live yeah. at the BET Awards. Oh, boo boo, black folks, you know, yeah, BET Awards. Okay, boo boo, black. <laughs> I mean, listen, go ahead. I mean, it's your, it's your whole fucking it. race. Hey, I, I mean, I have nothing to do with that. All right, here we go. Roses at the BET Awards. Put your hands together. Come on, y'all. I want everybody to vote for me. I want y'all to vote this year. Okay. I'm going to tell you about Caroline. 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 All the guys would say she's mighty fine. Mighty fine. Only got you somewhere half the time. What, what? And the other half even got you cussed out of coming up short. Let's breathe. 
Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, I I I got I got it mixed up. That's not Andre 3000 at the BET Awards. Uh, that's me at karaoke drunk after like six years. Oh, so, hold on. on, can you play the real audio now? Yes. Oh man. <laughs> Hey, Shawty, that was that was a little better than last time. You think you're ready to do this tour now? <laughs> you know, um, I, I I did notice something when he said party people. I can't hear you on uh, Letterman. They was they was stiff. They was quiet. But at BET, listen, all right, you you heard the cheers. All right, they know they know. All right, that's that real music. Letterman don't know. He always be shading the guests. Have you noticed that when Our Future was on? You know, he was he was He's not fake him. like Jimmy Fallon. I appreciate it. <laughs> he's not a fake fuck, okay? Uh, no, he's and a biting you know fuck, what? right? Wasn't he biting that the girl? The BET Awards, they were very nice to Andre to not shit on him, but he could not tour this fucking album, okay? It would, Mel's absolutely right. It would have been the death knell to the way that the love below is viewed in the public consciousness. Right. Because he well, was he sounding was like a wounded animal up there. Every yeah. time, even in 2013, when he actually said, fuck it, I'm going to do some of these records. Well, he knew. He knew. He was smart enough to know. Yeah, and right. a good uh, person, or I mean, maybe a good person, but a good artist, rather, knows their limitations. We knew that That's you right. couldn't do a lot of the songs we were doing, Mel. Yeah. No, I, yeah, for sure. It's not, yeah. <laughs> I told you, studio singing. You know, I worked on my vocals like I wanted to be better and I did get better. But like, I think this music's a lot more interesting than a lot of good singers. Right. That's what matters. We talking about in prototype, like, you know, when when like better singers, like actual good vocalists want to cover your songs where you're not singing as good as them. That means the song is good. The songwriting is good. The melodies are good. You know, it's not. Yeah. You know. The merit is in a lot of other places, but yeah, we got the uh, actual record "Roses" from the album. All right, so listen to this good studio singing. All right, here we go. in there. Mm-hmm. 
hear that? See, you know, all the elements, man. Okay? All the elements. Great piece of music, you know. Um, you know, the other thing about this song, like, I had never noticed until this week that it's six minutes. Like, it's a long song. It's and, a like, long I never song, really especially for a radio it. song. Right. You know, I mean, what was the radio? I think like? the radio mix might be a minute or two shorter, though. I think they, yeah, they cut out a lot of, you know, stuff at the end. Uh, I don't think, like, Crazy Bitch is, is on there like that, you know? Yeah, but... No, it ends yeah. after no way. Right. Yeah. You know. And then it I, starts to fade as he goes back around for the second revolution. I gotta say, man, you know, it's just you gotta you gotta love roses. I think you okay. gotta really like roses. Bordering yeah. on love. Which is which is also, you know, that's that's great. That's great. You know, a lot of albums don't have eight pluses on them. It's just this album true. on both discs. <laughs> you know, it happens to have nines and tens in abundance. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I'm, only other thing I have to say is, uh, to me, this is the best actual Outcast song on the album. Meaning, when both of them are on the record together, to me. Okay. Like, so. Knowing ghetto music and this, right? Uh, yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, this is my favorite of the records where they're both present. Me too. Yeah, so oh, I'm glad, I'm glad we agree on that. But yeah, folks, it's just it's I an love outcast it. song, even though you know Andre's utility on here is a little different than Big Boy's, right? You know, it are you kidding me? I'm feeling at this hour. <laughs> what time is it over? Eight sixteen. That's that's still haunt time. It's not haunt time. Past, past nine. No, I look. No haunt after the sun. After the sun is down. No way. No way. <laughs> no way. Oh, it's not, who are you like? The honking is is just obnoxious. You got uh, phones. Who you honking? No, you like to thank yo horn ain't loud, but lean a little bit closer. See. Okay. Uh, Look, we're going on like sounds, over really 20 sound. years now of being able to text someone and say, outside, why are you honking? You're not allowed to do that anymore. You, you can't be honking. You can't be honking. Ain't no honk. Okay. <laughs> Ain't no honk. And uh, my phone died. You don't have a charger in your car? Or, God forbid, you have to get out the car and just knock. Oh, God forbid, you yeah. got to walk. 15 fucking feet to the front door of whoever's house this is and ring the fucking doorbell. Yeah. Motherfucker. <laughs> Why are you honking? <laughs> is it for me? Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, folks. I wish I, I, I was able to transform into Kevin Nash like a fucking anamorph. And go outside and be like, motherfucker, are you honking at me or at somebody else? And if they try to, like, Kevin Nat, if they know who I am, I'm going to be like, motherfucker, I'm not here. Everything's not always about me. <laughs> We're talking about your horn right now. But if I was, like, his stature, I'm sure they'd stop fucking honking, you know? Right. Uh, 
You got to hit them with this for honking. Motherfucker, everything isn't about you. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, look, I love it because musically I love it. Performance-wise, I love it. I'm it's glad you very... like something more than Big Boy's son, okay? <laughs> that See, that sounded wrong. That that sounded crazy. No, okay? The interlude that he did, all right? I, I like, I love this. It's a very rich record to where, to get that nine, I think for me, is even when I'm not, I mean, I'm often not locked in for the content. Like, I'm not beefing with no girl. I think it's superficial right now. But, like, it's such a greatly performed record and so fun to sing at the top of my lungs. I don't need to relate to it in that moment. I love the record just as a as music, you know? That's love. That's true love, y'all. So, yeah. Uh, you got anything else? It's not in the songbook. No, it's not. It's not, it's not in the songbook. Hey, y'all's in the songbook. The way you move is in the songbook. No. Hey, y'all. <laughs> right. Uh, y'all. Uh, don't make me play y'all by Melvin Burke. I got to right. tell you, a well-placed y'all from person A uh-huh. would bring the fucking house down. You know, like, maybe if there's, like, a awkward bit of silence after, you know, the teacher who's running the film society would say something and he would just <laughs> interject with like, Yeah Oh that's that's money. Yeah, you need that. You need that That's you know that's a utility guy, you know? You need that. Um Yeah. <laughs> you got with meme else? culture being what it is now, he would have won. Oh for sure. You know, back back in the day, it wasn't a place to to you know build your brand, so to speak. Now, oh, listen, come on. They they just voted for the clean cut, nice girl because Shah wasn't interested in actually promoting himself outside of one speech. Wow! But you know, Shah is coming. If he wants to discuss the details of that day, he's more than welcome to. If he wants to talk about something else. Maybe this is the last you'll hear of this. Yeah. I wouldn't want the man to come on here and discuss his traumas, you know? Look it, play Yah. Oh, brother. Have I ever played Yah? I'm sure I played Yah in this program. You have, because someone called up and was like, Yah is crazy. Yeah, yeah, they heard They were fucking with Yah. They like Yah. I think it was George Thompson Jr., right? It was, yes. Yeah. Shout out to George Thompson Jr. Okay, well, hey, this one's for George Thompson Jr. Okay, and oh, for Person man. A. <laughs> All right, yeah, everybody. Uh, but it's not for my homie Fletch, who could not stand this record. <laughs> Here we go.
I made it. <laughs> Look, I, I when I hear that, I picture like the whole team extreme, Matt, Jeff, and Lita. Oh yeah, back in the day, and they're voguing to that, <laughs> you know, and they're off of e pill in the club, you know, they're serving cunt. Oh for sure, fuck it. You, Michael P. S. Hayes is there too, and Gangrel. <laughs> oh, Gangrel has to be there, considering part of the it's, mood board. He's for that the song one playing. The it. He's the DJ scene. of the yeah of the blood rave. Gangrel's DJing and he invites out Team Extreme and Michael Hayes. And they're all voguing to this and serving cunt because they're off of E-Pill. You know? (laughs) Azalea Banks broke with expensive taste review out now. The most cunt served on one podcast. For sure. And she's definitely at the rave in the back, like, yelling at somebody over the music about, like, what she heard about Buster Rhymes. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> roses, everybody. You, 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 we moving on. I'm fine with the moving on. Yeah, we we must. Track eleven, good day, good sir. Produced by Andre three thousand and spoofed by Mules and Mail at the top of this episode. Uh, seven yeah, minus and, and featuring Mister Bentley Fonsworth, aka Fonsworth Bentley. That's right. That's right. Uh, I give this a seven plus. This is my favorite interlude or skit or whatever have you on the album. Oh, wow. I've always loved this one. I love this uh, interplay between these two fancy lads. You know, the the bad accents, the humor, the the it's a wacky, so it's goofy. You gotta come on. You know? I did That's... note though, um, as much as I've always loved it, it wasn't until this week that I noted how much empty space there sounds like there is. You don't notice yeah. it till you like get in headphones and really pay attention to it, but. I don't know. It's like a little either reverby or it just sounds like they're in a large room. It's a room. Cause I had to, yeah, I noticed too when I was trying to emulate it is like mm-hmm. in my head all this time, I like I pictured them like talking in a concert hall, but it's much drier yeah, than that. Also always remember like the music playing throughout the, the whole, whole thing, way. I guess it's same. Not. Yeah. <laughs> we had that, man, that, 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 I still man, really man, like Della, it though. Right. You know, yeah. good day, good sir. How do you do? It's a, it's a nice little routine here. It reminds me of an old, like, vaudeville routine or something. You know? I like it. It's funny. Um, and I think it does a good job of setting up the next record well. For sure. Once again, this album seems to utilize the interludes and skits in a lot more of, like, a thematic sense than just, like, as a buffer. Right. Well, my only other note is, uh, you know... Fonsworth Bentley was very over at the time to use a wrestling term. Like he was, yeah. he was hot. Was making the <laughs> like, band on at this time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Cause Chappelle did the skit about it. Yeah. You're um, right. So this yeah. is probably like right around the time that, uh, making the band like season one had probably just finished airing. And 
Mr. Bentley was obviously, you know, a big, a big hit. I, I was right. like a big fan of Bentley. Um, I, I had him in my top eight on MySpace at one point. <laughs> wow. He was a great character. He was a great and hip-hop he would, character. He would eventually, like, start to drop music, and I followed, like, everything he did. He put out a song since I was nine, and then there was another song that came with that one. And then he put out everybody with Andre 3000 and uh, Kanye West, Sara Creative Partners. Uh, that was a great song. His mixtape, uh, Colors... Cool, outrageous lovers of uniquely Ross style mm-hmm. is much better than you would expect it to be, and uh, it also has that song with Lil Wayne and Pimp C that he did, oh, which yeah. is uh, yeah. it's the title track to that mixtape. So yeah, yeah, don't sleep on the Bentley mixtape. He never dropped that album though. With uh, it was the other song was laid back. Don't, don't sleep on on on, on Mister Bentley. Okay. Oh, can I'll you find that. "Since I Was Nine on YouTube and just play it from your phone? Because the first like five seconds is uh, some all time rap cringe by Fonsworth. Yeah. Oh man, I'm talking about how over he was, and now we doing this to him. Okay. Uh, yeah this this was a lousy song. But he bounced back. He dropped a really underrated mix. Listen, now I gotta bring this man up now. This is like proto Gambino, is what this is. That was camp, bro. That was camp. That was camp. That was that was for sure camp. His mixtape is not like that, though. Okay. And yeah, oh, that, that record was a miss. Because he had a fire verse on the new workout plan remix by Little John. Mm. The one from the uh, college dropout video DVD. The question is, is that as bad when I was nine? Are you taking that over when I was in third grade? I thought I was gay. <laughs> um, I'm going with that. All right, there you go. All right. Uh, you want to move on? Yeah. All right. What's next here? Uh, we got a uh, track twelve, right? Is it twelve? Yeah. Behold a lady, produced by Andre three thousand. Seven minus. A flat seven. Ding me, baby. Now this is another one where we got that Prince drum programming. Okay. And like, here's the thing: the theme of this album is very Prince. The, you know, alien voice or, you know, his Camille voice basically on spread. Very Prince. The drum programming on this song and uh, Happy Valentine's Day. And elements of She Lives in My Lap. That's it. Like, in some ways, I feel like the comparisons were a little too easy. And the results don't fully reflect them. People were like, oh, he just made a Prince album. 
motherfucker, Prince doesn't have an album that sounds like this. <laughs> uh, I'm a pretty big Prince fan, I would know. He's done a lot of different things. He's he's done a lot more than people realize. Prince is rapped. But yeah. you'd have to take songs from a bunch of different albums to make something that sounds like Beloved Below. There's no there's no Prince album that sounds quite like this one. Uh, there's obviously Prince influence here, but I think a lot of people who write this album off are just like, oh, it's just lousy Prince like like imitations. Like, no, it's really not. There's elements in certain songs, not even all of them. Okay. So that's that's, that's me addressing the Prince of it all. Uh, but this is the first song where I feel like it could have been better with a better vocalist. His vocals sound a bit grating on here at points to me, and that hasn't been a problem so far outside of those live performances we played because we've discussed he's good in the studio at minimizing, you know, his flaws and accentuating his positives. But there's moments on this song vocally where it starts to sound a little bit like a wounded animal. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, I said the auto tune is activated on here literally. Cause like you can hear it and yeah, it's still not terrible singing, but it's the worst singing we've gotten thus far on the verses. It's really noticeable. Yeah. Less so on the chorus, but when you hear him on the verses, it's a subpar performance and I like the song itself, but if this was given to someone else, I wonder if I, if I would have liked the song more. Okay. That's fair. Um, I struggle with, with his vote. It's not, um, pleasurable to listen to. And thus far I haven't had that specific issue. Yeah. Um, I connect with you on the vocal performance here. This is also oh, <clears throat> also my uh, least favorite piece of production yet. It's not bum, bad. I bum, like it. Boom, boom. Yeah, it's bum, chunky drums. Bum. You know, and yeah, those, this, uh, those Prince drums again. Yeah, there's this uh, like Happy Valentine's piece. Day is is the better like type of record with these type of drums on it. You feel me? I do. I do. I mean, if you're channeling like this side of Prince and you want to tap in more into like, you know, that 80s sounding Prince drum programming, you're going to have to come a little bit better on the vocals because it's a it's a kind of bare instrumental compared to some of the other more lush and fully arrange and produce pieces on here. Like this is as close to a real like beat that we've gotten than more than anything else i feel it's more beat than production for sure and we've been getting productions so far which is why it kind of stands out again i don't think it's bad it's just you know i don't think so either but i mean we have a lot of stuff already on this side of the album to compare it to and there's a similar song earlier i was mentioning uh happy valentine's day where i think you know that song has none of the issues I have with this song. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, 
it's a seven mind. It got over barely because um, I kind of get a kick out of this uh, sort of head ass concept. You know, it's like, you know, he's wondering out loud, like, you know, ad living, you know, it's like, where can oh, I One day we'll have to visit museums to see what a lady looks like. Right. Is that making classic model discontinued? Lady, a rare breed indeed. You know, maybe they disappear with the dinosaurs. Oh, but that's such a big bang theory. It's like, okay. He woke the navel gazing on there, like, I could do without, but I think it's a really well-written pop song, oddly well, enough. Well, like, specifically... You know, the, the structure of it, the behold, behold, a lady, a lady. I see you standing on the wall. I see you standing on the clap, wall. Clap, you deserve it. Oh, oh. yeah. Looking know. so pretty. You know, it's it's money. He just doesn't have, and I don't either. But he certainly doesn't have the fucking pipes to carry this one. Yeah, I mean, I like. I like the writing in verse one. He's looking he's looking at a companionship that we all be looking for, you know, when he's washed up and inadequate and want to throw all his songs away. And but like, you know, she's there to to, to lift him up and everything. I like, he, you know, he, the church ladies uh oh, later on. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, Jesus. you Lord. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> thank you, Lord. You know. It's inspired. It's interesting. It's well written. I too like the verses. I don't like how they sound when they're delivered. Yeah, you know, it's uh, it gets past being the least interesting production yet and the sort of like, oh, brother sentiment of it all. Yeah. By just making me want to dance. And uh, um, there's a there's a synth in here. It's like a very like, you know, bleepy, bloopy synth that reminds me of the Degrassi intro, you know, children's media mail. Okay. Go look it up, folks. It's the it's it sounds just like it. But um yeah, seven minus, you know. Um you know, he's literally on his respectability, pull up your pants and all that. It's like it's yeah, you know. But hey. My least Wait. favorite actual song so far, but I still like it. Same. I mean it's tied with uh Love Hater and um yeah, as far as actual songs. Yeah, it's tied with Love Hater so far. But, uh, you know, I mean, Lady is not so neatly defined. You know, it doesn't have to be exactly what he's talking about here. You know, this is damn near antiquated, you know. But that's the point of the record. You know, he's going for that. So, yeah, seven minus. Behold a lady, you know, or a form of one. The one he's looking for, okay? So, uh oh my my only other note about this you know coming out of the suite we were in mm-hmm. uh i'm assuming the 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 girl he was with all in previous tracks i guess wasn't a lady after all um now he's looking for a lady expressly because he found out what he doesn't want i guess this girl was superficial and she was this and that and the other he's done with that so now he's looking for a lady Right, he's um, writing. He's writing about this lady from the you know the interlude. She walks by, right, uh, which leads into the next track. If you ask me, so okay, unless you got anything else, no. Oh, okay. Well, track thirteen, "Pink and Blue," produced by Andre Three Thousand, uh, seven plus, nine minus. 
Oh, shit. Me baby. <laughs> All right. He loves it. Um, yeah, I love, I love this record. I always have. The lady he found in the previous record. Oh, by the I, way, th- this would be a 10 if he didn't say Gaga and Goo Goo on it. Oh man. <laughs> but that boy get his baby talk off. Shout out to Cardi, you know? Uh, that's crazy. See, you get on me about my reasoning. That, that was what kept him from a 10? Gaga yeah, and Goo Goo? I, I, I hate that line. Oh man. Damn. All right, well. Andre, you know what you got to do? Release a, a remastered version and switch the line out. It reminds me of what was the song Steam where I said baloney ooh? Yeah. <laughs> you hit me up and get that shit out of it. <laughs> uh, anyway. Um, yeah, the this is uh, it's the cougar anthem, right? You know, yes. he found an older, the lady he found, he had to go up, you know, stop messing with girls his age, I guess, you know. The, the the real ladies are you know perhaps older so that's what this whole song is about yeah you know? um I really almost went eight minus I still might I might be fucking tripping one day maybe I need to date date older myself and like really unlock the song but this is like high praise for a song that like I really don't relate to at all you know but it's just executed very well the start it starts with the production. You know. Um, oh yeah, I mean that's my. To be honest with you, that's my main draw here. Yeah. Sort of. Because I've always loved this record, and you know? uh, my girlfriend now is six years older than I am, but I don't consider that to be. You that's know, that's an like, older woman. No. Quote unquote. I think um, older this is would about, be. This is know. literally about like you know one of those May to December sort of things. Uh, I think that they're called May to December. May uh, to December? Yeah, a relationship between a younger man and an older woman. Never heard of this phrase. But I know now, I guess. All right. <laughs> Maybe I'll go back to the dating apps and just like write I'm, that. I mean, listen, I'm not against um, the sentiment of the song in any way. I no, think it's definitely a nice, not. I think it's a nice sentiment. I think it's actually a very empowering sentiment. Um but I'm so here for the music. I mean, I I think the orchestra on here is some of the most beautiful, you know, like string orchestra music I've ever heard. It gets me very yeah. emotional. Yeah, I I always look forward. It feels so earned too when it finally comes in. Yeah, you know because the song really kind of has to breathe and develop and eventually work its way up to that. But when it happens, it's one of the most emotional moments across either disc for me. Just the <laughs> swelling of this beautiful orchestra you know, set against the song and what it's about and everything like that. I feel like we're kind of tapping back in to that cinematic, almost musical theater vibe of the first couple tracks on this love below. Yeah. We you know, with to those that. strings, we're back to the cinematic overture music in a way, but this time it's even bigger mm-hmm. and more beautiful. Yeah. 
I mean, it's the beat. This is a song that I actually do remember gripping me when I returned to the album when I was a teenager uh, in 09, and the, 2010. And the just me and Miss Lady. Doo! You yeah. got me talking like a baby. Make me talk, baby talk. <laughs> Look, I feel like I'm flying when I hear that. Oh, like, you fly. You gotta fly. That is just... Wow. I'm blown away by the beauty of the music here. Yeah. It's a it's a good one. It's a good one. I mean, it's like the drum... It, it's a very... The way I picture the, the, the beat is like it's sort of like a mischievous grin type beat. Like you're 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 courting this older woman and like she's kind of bothered by like this young whippersnapper, but she's also kind of interested, like you're entertaining her. It's sort of sensual. There's a yeah. bareness to like this metronomish reverberant quality, but it's a very love that. confident boom, record. Boom, 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 yeah. Boom, 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 you know? Boom, boom. That's like Peter Gabriel percussion from the eighties. Right, right. You know, we're yeah, like I'm Genesis, just... Phil Collins or something like that. Like, I, I love it. Um, I have a lot of archival for this one, surprisingly. But okay. I think how it's uh, actually kind of ironic that this is sampling at one point. <sighs> Aaliyah, Age Ain't Nothing But a Number, which, if you know, R. Kelly uh, was involved in the writing and production of that album. And Aaliyah was underage at the time. Uh, and, you know, the song, knowing everything that we know now, is pretty fucking disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. Now, with that said, I think it's really interesting how most likely in industry circles, for sure, like, we knew much more about R. Kelly around the time of this recording. And this is a song about trying to get with older women. Could there be a connection? Perhaps. Well, I I think just the connection is in the fact that the sample is saying age ain't nothing but a number. Yeah. I don't know if it's really that deep. But I just think it's interesting from a, you know, hindsight being twenty twenty kind of perspective. I guess I'm gonna I'm hit this for R. Kelly's sick ass. He's morally bankrupt. He's a nothing man, who may well be more personally responsible for the death of this planet than any other single human being. There you go. Okay. But, and uh, you want to hit the Vince McMahon drop for him? Oh yeah. Well, I don't want him to come on out. Well, maybe come on out to the yard so you can get beat up. How's that? You know? Where Sounds good to me. <laughs> Mel, when Mel goes to jail for, like, pirating smut or something. Come on out, you rapist! Okay. Anyway, uh, are we going to play this, Aaliyah? Yeah. Okay, well... Um, I've issued the disclaimer, okay? Yeah. This is, a, you know, a history... And uh, deep dive into the song. So, you know, we're not going to bury history because something I mean, it's bad on the happened. song. Yeah, it's, it's on this. You hear it. It's right up top. Okay? The sample. Uh, 
So here's the record. Okay, age ain't nothing but a number by Aaliyah. Rest her soul. May 5th, 1993. Aaliyah's diary. That like the the production is immaculate. It's exactly that shit that I love about '90s R&B. But it came from the sickest dude, you know. Yeah. Look, I mean, depending on your constitution, you may want to start with the next album in her discography. But there's good stuff on there, you know. Even if uh, some of it looks a little funky in hindsight, or a lot funky, but. I, I can't make excuses for what we're what we're gonna play next. It's just sometimes people make mistakes, and we gotta, you know, acknowledge it but move on. Okay. And this is our good friend E Forty. This is his record Sideways, and it's to my knowledge the first uh, reference or interpolation of the Age Ain't Nothing But a Number record. All right, here we go. Only 16, way too tough. But age ain't nothing but a number. number. Baby got a head done by Shonda. Shonda. Eleven and up. If you bleed, you get fucked. Fuck. No, not me. Not for oh. I put the boost down with a two by four. <laughs> hey, fucking day is a holiday. Celebration. Celebration. When a bitch is acting crabby, that means she's on her. Ministration. Ministration. Like, fucking him up like this, that to the highest. I feel like the Mr. Krabs meme right now. I'm, the room is spinning. This is, I, I've, I've praised this man. You're right. Okay. People, people, people be making mistakes. That was uh, not ideal. That was not a. Uh, I know we can cool. fix this. Okay. Friend of the show, Von P, back again for the okay. second time in the disc two review. There you go. It's Tanya Morgan, Von P, Don Will, and Ilias at the time. Uh, this is early TM. This is the pink and blue TM remix. All right, here we go. E40, I- I'm sure you're apologetic. All right, so, yeah, right, here we go. Von P. Yeah. Over an exchange connected to those stores. Yeah. But right now, Tanya Morgan is who we are. Indeed. Tanya Morgan. TM. Here you come. Bring it. 
No 80s babies, I need me a lady She was in the trope in high school with Jay-Z He was in the ninth at work, she just types At the after work spot, they blasting just ice A old school head, she don't like the new stuff Sanders disrespect and they act too tough I go too nuts, some cashew when she passed through We like Gloria and Matthew's kids Made December Can't remember when I met her Titties busted through a sweater Aphrodite getting naughty Wanna try me going for size So I rise between her thighs She was wise with my size Moving to and fro Sex we vote, moving slow through her soul She's my elder so I held her close to show respect So I kept going, pushing up Knowing I was pushing my luck Then she did something I have never seen I give up Shout out Don Will. We didn't get to hear him, but he's on there too. Oh, okay. Shout out to him. Uh, yeah, he's rapping, rapping on the rapping on the beat, rapping, rapping on the, the beat, beat which is know? basically what Kid Cudi did on the Kid oh, Name Cudi mixtape. Okay, listen, this I'll settle my whenever. beef with him. All right, but you got to decide how you want to react when you hear his name. Then, right? You're right. Yeah, I'm cool. I'm cool with him. I just know that I don't need him on this beat, so that's why he's I'm like, oh man, he's not Kid Cudi anymore. No, he's not Kid Cruddy no more, but like I've defended him as of late, you know, as a man. And, you know, he's I've, I've made my peace with him as a musician. But this is back when I've, I must have heard this before because I downloaded this tape in high school. So here we go. Focus, baby. Don't look at me. See right through me. Understand my heartbeat murmurs to mock your rhythm. Yeah, my nuts. The other girls want them, but they can't have. At least for the moment, I'm with Turn you. There could be people around. I'm just focused on you. Fucking terrible rapping. <laughs> well, I mean, it's part of the course. Uh, it's it's been established. People go to him for his that motherfucker work. can't rap, but he can hum and sing. Okay, and that's all I need. Yeah. All right. Uh, what else we got? The big man is back. Fox Five. Oh, he's a time. <laughs> okay, folks. All right, let me, let me introduce this one because I remember I used to play this a lot in high school. Um. I remember walking to school playing this a lot. Uh, this is off that same project I was talking about on track one. Uh, it's uh, called Talk Show by Show Two Fly featuring Charles Hamilton. We're not going to play it up until his verse, but you'll play enough to hear the the flip of uh, Pink and Blue. It's produced by Charles. Um, and you'll be able to tell by the, uh, the mix quality. But listen, you just got to wear them headphones. You got to understand that dirty weather while it's sound, okay? This is a great mix. This is, you need this in your life, folks, okay? Trust me. So, uh, shout out to Show Two Fly. Shout out to, uh, Hamilton, okay? And, uh, shout out to Andre 3000. This is Talk Show, everybody. Talk Show, okay? Uh, yeah. This is my party, I do what I wanna do Move how I wanna move, screw who I wanna screw If we gon' get it in, I don't need your number, boo Don't worry about me calling you, I ain't never wanted to Million dollar man, mama, I ain't got a front for you Get your cash up and you can get your ass up I'm a fly tagger, you can call me NASA Spaceship show with a 9-6 flow I'm still spinning 9-6 dough Put your pom-poms on and get your rhyme fest on See, I get my Benny Han on it These niggas starving like it's Ramadan Get your weight up before you get ate up <laughs> I used to listen to that for the beat I just, I really like the way he had chopped I like the how he chopped up the strings yeah. The rapping is yep. just 
That's some horror rapping, okay? Yeah, yeah. Ramadan's starving like Ramadan. Benny Hunt, like, yeah. I mean, listen, I, I'll be honest. I never really came to show for bars, but he had a great presence on some tracks. Well, that's like, why he shows. You know, he's he's right, the entertainer. You know? The entertainer, right? Exactly. You know? Yeah. I was always more of a corpy guy myself when it came <laughs> to the uh, music of the affiliates. We we've talked about it in Chatry show. Jay means young Nate. Those are like my chosen guys in the medalist. Okay, uh, we don't need to talk about the medalist right now. I'm more okay. of a ski the ice man type of dude. Oh, well, that was post the medalist. Ski the ice man. That's the dude. Okay, he. he got well, I man. prefer a new medalist. Okay, I'm a new medalist man. Oh, you're a new medalist. Okay, nice. Yeah, brick oven. Oh, listen, brick oven. Danny Audio. Danny Audio. Hey, all the, the the late the later members. I don't know who we hang around. With. You know the Bo and Dre's of the world. Bo and, and Dre. <laughs> you know, Joe. Uh, see, Joe this, 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 wait, hold on. This is y'all. Cool and Dre. This is Mills and Mel. Bo and Bo Dre. <laughs> oh man. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. I don't know. Maybe you don't want to. Okay. You probably you shouldn't want to. I'm telling you, tell you warned you plenty of times in this program. Don't it's a cult, okay? All right. Uh what else we got? Oh, uh not uh Bo and Dre, but uh Bo aka uh Boldy James. The <laughs> Boldy James. All right. Boldy James <laughs> What's what's his nickname? Bo Jackson. He calls himself Bo Jackson. He should be Bojo. What is he doing? Look, Boldy James, the birth of Bold, the christening. Okay. Well, let's check it out. Back, 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 back. Ain't nothing but a number And I ain't never claimed to be something that I wasn't Bo, that's my name, don't wear it out Kind creatures, that's my gang, you know my whereabouts If you test my aim, then I'ma air you out So you best behave, be on your best behavior Bo, you be the met my neighbors One more game, with guns in both hands Drum rolling, going through the emotions A gun holding, snub nose you know, Those chops are extremely my shit. I will say, I like them chops. Okay, I don't like that beat at all. I thought oh, Boldy shit. was the best rapping we've heard since Tanya Morgan, but they're the only ones that did anything, and they did the most by doing the least. Really, they just rapped on the fucking Andre song. Okay, yeah, yeah, true. Which I guess Cruddy um, was trying to do, but couldn't couldn't hack it. Listen, uh. I noticed something because it's been a long time since I've heard AJ nothing but a number by Leah as a song in that song is an interpolation of my main man. Rest in peace, Bobby Caldwell. You know that. And I can't let go. Yeah. yeah that's in there. My friends wonder. Don't get me started. You know, I'll be singing the shit out that record. Okay. That's a, that's a 10 plus. <laughs> All right. Ain't no 10 plus, but <laughs> all right. What you going to do for love is a 10 plus. Uh, anyway. Yeah, it's, it's pink and blue, man. Um, 
You see what Y'all I heard? The chat style, by the way. Oh yeah, I liked it. Crody ter- <laughs> turned me the fuck up, Crody. Crody turned me up. The enforcer. He tweeted Crody. Is he at? Wait, it's just Dawn. Is he at the show? He's, he's at Raw. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't even register that until I opened it again because, like, in, the angle you can tell he's in the crowd. In Canada, yeah. Oh, Canada. Oh man, the enforcer. Listen, it's his day off. He, you know, he he earned it. He kept Jay out last week. You know, like so. Well, I'll have you know, while you were sitting in the Air Canada Center watching uh, Monday Night Raw. Okay, you missed, uh, what was it, Nick Fury fucking a, a no, scroll. Nick Fury, man. Okay. There might be furries within the fandom. No, I'm sure there are furries within the MCU fandom. But no, not no Nick Nick Fury, played by Samuel L. Jackson. Okay. But uh, anyway, <laughs> okay. Um, shit, this might be another scroll record. You know, so what if your head towards a couple of gray hairs? So what if you're fucking green and have sharp razor teeth? You know, I think it's funky. <laughs> you heard in the Charles flip the line, you know, in a Claire Huxable type of way. That, that's that's great, you know. All right. Claire ain't do nothing. It was cause. It was the cause that's the problem, okay? But, uh, yeah, it's just a very fun and sensual record. You know, this, this pink and blue. All right. What? Yeah, and I think when when we're talking about the orchestral elements, it's quite the beautiful record. That's right. And you get them like them plucking oh. the, the pizzicato, you know? Yeah, come on. Come, come on. That's If you like Mules and Mel recreating the beat with their mouths, this is probably your new favorite episode. <laughs> oh, well, you're gonna you're gonna really get something <laughs> coming up. Uh, do you got anything else for this? Uh, no, I don't. All right, well, we can uh, move on to track fourteen, "Love and War," produced by Andre Three Thousand. Flat eight. Flat six. Oh! Don't talk to me, Bamboo Interlude, all right? You're the last guy I need criticism from tonight. If this album even makes it... If this album even makes it in the record club, it's certainly not going to be with your help, okay? Well, I'll tell you, man, over a speaker box land, pick up the slack, nigga. <laughs> it's picked up, all right? It's not my fault you're fucking main event Mel and you like hanging out with kids more than listening to adult grown man music, okay? No, with this good, is adult grown man music. With good, with good oh, feelings and ideals, except for that knowing. <laughs> knowing. <laughs> all right, <laughs> look, I don't dislike any song on... Uh, Big Boy's album there's just more skips on that album for me in general because the interludes and the skits don't work for me on there as much whereas on here I'll just say it right now this is the only song I don't like on the Love Below I've never what liked it fuck? I don't like the production I don't <sighs> think Andre sounds good on this song and it sounds like literally vocals thrown on top of a beat with no regard for the music well, based on your description, this might have and been his one singing of the early is, like pro tool sing, songs. In right? his singing is bad on here. It's the it's not the worst he's sounded because we're going to talk about that soon. But 
it's even worse than his vocal performance on Behold a Lady. It's I the second was, time he sounds bad on the album to me. I thought he was fine here. That no one will ever hear. Okay. Cliche, the end is near. See, now we bury in the lead because this production, I thought she was the tempo man. This isn't tempo man music. This is like computer machine shuffling around music. It's <laughs> computer not blue. Okay, come on. What do we do? No, this is. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, okay, I'm going to just tell you what I had to write out about this. This is actually one of my favorite pieces of production on the album. It's the worst. Um, Oh, my God. I did say Mools might not like how we're dropped right into the record. Like, there's no lead up. We just get right into it with the tempo. And it's, and it's right after Pink and Blue. After such, like, a, a gorgeous record, you get just this bleep bloop nonsense. It's bad. Oh. It's like, this is like fucking... You know, as close to new age bullshit as this album gets. Well, then, well, then my description will make sense. I said, I feel like I'm in a Nick Jr. show where I'm flying through space past soft, smiling stars, and the distorted kick is the rocket I'm riding on beatboxing. It's a, it's a, it's a rocket with a face that's beatboxing as I'm riding on it. I gotta play the song now because I know this, I sound this crazy. This is a this is a eight, but bow tie is a six plus. I mean, what world yeah, are we living? Listen, in? ain't no this running around with pimps and crocodiles. And come on, we need to go out in space where the stars and the rockets are, Make and we're smiling. Not war. Yes. What the hell are we living for? Pacifist Mel, you know how I get down. I this love the message singing. of this record. Maybe this would be better with a new beat and uh, different lyrics and a new singer. No, it's make love, not war. You don't like the, uh, like, mankind? <laughs> no, the, no. You don't like the don't, uh, presidential sound and sound? I don't like anything about the production. Oh, man. If I wasn't still riding on such a high from the rest of this album, this shit might be like a five. God damn, bro. Okay, let me, <laughs> this hurts. Sorry, I'm going to play it. Wow, well, this is the ones in the air Feel for me, my okay? pain. Feel my pain. No, you know ones in the air. Keep your hands down on the orders right. of the captain. And listen, we're cutting hands off that race. No, okay? we at war. Okay, Mules versus Mel. Okay, Mel's got his ones in the air. Team Mel. Mules is loading up the cannons to shoot across enemy lines. Okay, Mel's Mel's hand is going to go flying across the deck. Okay, <laughs> look, listen to this, folks. You make up your own mind. off for doing so oh my god 
See, movers want that war. I want that love, okay? And I'm telling you, it's just, I agree with the message. I like the singing. It's my most, like... This is like pacifist, exhausted, existential man. Like, what? The why can't we all just get along? What song, does that have to do know? with anything else that we've been experiencing on the albums so far? It's been it's a narrative love. until now. Make love, not war. Love. What, but what do you mean, make love, not war? We just did pink and blue. <laughs> they make love again. What's this got to do with anything? <laughs> Because they, uh, you know, they, I know what happened. They went outside and people didn't approve of them being together. And they're like, listen, don't worry about what the fuck I got going on, okay? We need to make love, not war, okay? Fuck this hippie shit, all right? Get this out of my face. All right? (laughs) Slauson Malone, whoever the fuck that is, is that the new super group of Schoolboy Q and Post Malone? Oh, uh, uh, that sounds sort of interesting. But no, no, probably not. This is 2012 outro. I'm not familiar with this artist, so I can't tell you anything about them. Uh, but apparently it samples Love in War. A bad song. A good song. Man. He, but this sauce in Malone, I'm probably going to fuck it up. So, All right. Here we, here we go. The world is coming to an what it's an outro but hit the whoopee drop well, no, it's an intro. It's just track one. Oh, intro. Okay. Okay, I, I'm gonna bring in Whoopi, but I'm gonna I'm gonna hit this first for what? What? Slossing Malone. All I motherfucking know is you better get back over here and talk to me about something, man. The fuck was that? Okay. I mean, I know what it was. I can hear the cliche getting chopped up. No one will ever hear. Yeah, I, I but no one will ever hear your music if you keep doing stuff like that. Okay. Take it from me. I'm a weirdo. All right. I, I actually tell it was strange, but like I wasn't mad at it. But like you know, it's clearly look. not a song. It's clearly like okay. an intro. But okay, you know what are we hearing? What are we hearing for? You know what are we doing? Love in war. Fuck off. Look, all right. I, I, I've, look, I, I like this record a lot. I like the tempo. I like the message. Uh, my only other note is I have a nostalgic appreciation too, because this is a song I actually do remember from Oh three. My parents never played it, but at school, I, I mentioned them on why. the show. Uh, <laughs> I mentioned them on the show before. I think the Rick Ross episode in season 10. So rich, rich forever. Um, and I sent it to him. I actually DM'd him, and he was like, "Basically, like, nigga, you crazy?" Because I mentioned that he introduced me to the word "come." Pause, because uh, <laughs> we was looking up that <laughs> that board, and he, yeah. But uh, I remember coming to school one day, you know, after his album came out, and he was singing this song, and I had never heard it. I'm like, "It's on the album." And he was like, "Yeah, you haven't heard it," but he was singing it in like an even faster tempo than what you just heard. I just remember him being. I think we were in Mrs. What was it, Mrs. Neuenschwander? Like her English class. What a name. And he, I just remember him being like, what the hell are we living for? <laughs> and I was like, this is a song on the album? I got to hear this song. He was like, all day, he was like, make love, not war. 
<laughs> like he was going around, like like picking with people, like picking on them, but then being like, yo, yo, no, make love not war, bro. Make love not war. Okay, bro. Like he was I, I being accept, a troll. I accept the explanation based on the nostalgic experience <laughs> that you can't disassociate from the song itself. But this is butt. This is the worst song oh, on the Love Below. This is the That's worst song on all the whole album. Well, folks, call in 718-635-0743. What do you think about Love and War? Okay. Because you got a uh, a rare Mules and Mel at odds musical uh, situation. Rare? I mean, usually we, we've disagreed on songs, but like, you hate this, seem like, you know? I don't right? hate it. I don't hate it. <laughs> yeah, you don't hate it. You give it a I six. would feel nothing about it, but <laughs> the album has been treating me so well so far. Right. So it just seems worse than compared. Okay, fair. All right, well, I ain't got nothing else. You want to move on? Yep. Okay, make well, I'm not war, folks. Track 15, She's Alive, produced by Andre 3000. Well, listen, now I got to hit this. Six plus. You know, I totally understand. Seven plus, but I thought I was way higher on this song than I actually am. I'm not going to pretend like I just discovered this thing about it this week. I've known about this at least for like 10 years now. I felt this way about the song, but I didn't even think I thought we'd at least be getting an eight minus on here. This is it folks. We've reached the point where this is the worst singing from Andre 3000 on the whole album. Like vocally, he is not suited to carry this record. And this is a pretty stripped down song compared production wise to a lot of the other ones. So his vocals are really, like, isolated in a way. Um, I don't like his vocals on the previous record, as I just noted. I thought he sounded a little rough on uh, Behold a Lady. And I like this track more than both of those tracks for the record. But this shit is deeply flawed. Um... I love the meaning of the record. It's a tribute to his mom. He's I said got, it's the dear mama of the love below. Yeah, he's got like audio from her on there as well, like, you know, talking to him mm-hmm. about her life and stuff like that and about, you know, uh, her marriage and everything and what happened with uh, her and... Um, her husband or you know Andre's dad it's a it's a moving record but the a boy to raise at a young age you no know help from him but she's alive I, I, my notes are minimal I'm just waiting on you because like I feel you but that's not I even my it. issue. I love, I love the songwriting. I like the music well enough, even though it starts to get a little repetitive. But the vocals are just way too shaky on here. It's over time hindered my enjoyment of the song. It went from like an eight, eight plus to an eight minus. Now it's down to a seven plus. This is my issue. Now I'll start here. It was on the border because the production I love. You love it. Okay. I, I like love it. the production. I like this piano 
Is something about like the brush drums though? I said, yeah, the shuffling brush drums. It just starts to get a little meandering for me. Um, it, it keeps going on and on and on. There's not enough changes happening. And this album, I've really become accustomed to a lot more detail in the arrangements. Well, see, I'm cool with that because I think he let the sound design take over on this. Here's, I, I like the went, reverb on the uh, brushed drums. It's though. soaked. It's, Every it's soaked yeah. in reverb. This this uh, this this music. Uh, you know, I love the keys. Um, I like the softness of uh, his voice. But here's the issue. So I was actually earlier. This week, I was driving in the rain to pick up an order at Denny's at four in the morning, right? And just that rain, and the, it turned it into like a, a noir song. Like, oh. it got like, it was so cinematic, and I'm like, yo, this might be what actually puts it over. And it 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 didn't work. Although, I'll probably always think of this song as like a film noir song for the rest of my life now, because of, of me driving in the rain at four in the morning to it. But, I get more Frankenstein, Bride of Frankenstein vibes from it, even though it's clearly about his mom. Right. Sometimes I just graft my own thoughts and feelings onto it. And like, she's, she's alive. It's like, yeah, the alive. Of, he's yeah. alive. She's alive. And with, she lives in my lap. And I think right. about the Frankenstein shit going on on uh, Quemini, which we already reviewed. Yeah. You know, um, but uh, this is look, my we issue, got Dracula man. coming up next, so ain't no Frankenstein. Ain't no Frankenstein. We we do got Dracula, okay? But uh, yeah. Um, he said, uh, "No, I thought the count was last week." <laughs> Dracula, you know, right? Anyway, um, this is my issue. I wish this was just an instrumental because I don't even, I'm not even mad at the with singing. The, yeah, he's not a great the singer. With voicemails on it, you mean? No, without anything on just it. Just the beat. I think the singing and the sound bites take me out of it. He didn't say anything wrong. He didn't even, I'm fine with the content of the sound bites. I really mom. like what he's saying. It's just Yeah, the message out, is great. Like, it's coming out um, a bit amateurish. I just it's getting in the way of the music, which we talk about all the time. I just want to soak in this music. This should have been just an instrumental track to me and, you know, make it shorter. So it doesn't, you know, maybe overstay its welcome, but like the words are getting in the way for me. Mm. I just wanted to hear these keys and this reverb and just, I would have still put it over if it was an instrumental. Um, I don't think it would have ever risen to the heights that she's alive did, but I don't think it would be experiencing like the downfall that she's alive is currently experiencing with me. Okay. Yeah. Well, those are my thoughts on that. So <laughs> she's alive. She's alive. Yeah. <laughs> you got anything else? No, that was literally all I had left. Okay. Uh, track 16, Dracula's wedding featuring Kalise produced by Andre 3000. We back seven plus. Moles and Mel Connect, 7 Plus. Nice. Now, you know, I have always wanted to like the record more than I do. And I do like it quite a bit. You know, 7 Plus, strong like. Oh, shit. My bad. Sorry. I got to take the plus off, Andre. It was a flat 7. My bad. Ain't no Moles and Mel Connect. Here we go again. Ain't no Connect. 
fake ratings. Here we go again. again. Do, 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 do. You ever heard that Fresh Prince and Jazzy Jazz? Ratings. <laughs> yeah, ratings. <laughs> We're yeah. really losing it. What are we on? Hour 15 right now? <laughs> well, I mean, we've been taking in chunks, you know? Where's the, uh, yeah, where's the, uh, hold on, where's it, where's it, uh, where, where that, uh, yeah, listen. When every non, like, domestic or work-related activity has been, over the past, like, five or six days, listening to or recording or writing about or researching for this album and this fucking review, all right, even saying 15 hours is underselling it. It's gonna, right. I, this might actually hit 17, I was thinking. Not too while ago, but listen, finale style. And if we lose it, we're quite buttery. We're just getting the buttery mindset. If we lose it, then we are the Apple CEO, you know? (laughs) Yeah, listen, okay, look, no, Dracula's wedding. We got to focus. We played this back in season nine on the whole lot of Rare Review when Mools did the history of... uh, was like vampires in hip hop. In hip hop, yeah. yeah. So um, you know, horror mules in the building for this one, of course. And like I said, I always wanted to like this one more than I do because okay. it's so up my alley, right? I'm a big Khalees uh, fan, if you didn't know. So this collaboration already is uh, something I'm looking forward to, and. The Dracula element, that's a big draw for me. I think I've always wanted to like this one more musically. Like, I like it musically, but it's just this kind of, uh, kind of like farty synth and guitar, acoustic guitar. Strumming. Yeah. It's cool, you know? I like it. I don't love it. I love, uh, plus I make, uh, what did she say? Plus, I make good peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Van Helsing. <laughs> I always, I always go up for that. You know, yeah. her little verse, if you will, is cool. You know, I love Andre on here. I love. I wait my whole life to bite the right one. one. I like how he phrases, like the just how he lays the words down. The phrasing of that is really cool. Dracula's wedding. I mean, come on, this is so up my alley. I just wish I liked the music a little bit more so I could give it that eight minus. Um, this is a very fun song. Yeah. You know, this is a song that after like the last record, which is, you know, a little weightier, this is a palate cleanser. It's giving a little levity to the audience, you know, um, before we get into some of the rest of the stuff on here. But there's two things I brought in for this one. Okay. I brought in the other time Khalees and Andre 3000 collaborated. This shit is at least a nine to me. Maybe a nine plus. Maybe a nine plus. It's Millionaire from her yeah. uh, third album, Tasty, featuring... The hit single, Milkshake. But this is not one of the Neptunes produced records. It's produced and featuring, or produced by and featuring Andre 3000. I love his verse. I'd like you to play it if you can. 
Mools put me on to this record in 2016. I agree, it's outstanding. So, uh, check it out. I said, her from the city, so her got to be witty, witty. She said, him from the country, so him got to be funky, funky. It's better than Dracula's Wedding, but I still enjoy Dracula's Wedding. It's a good, you know, first record for them. And it's just not, I mean, that that production is otherworldly. Or that's what elevates that one for me. This one, it's a fun record. They lean into the conceit. And it works, you know. I I don't have much else to say about it. It's one of the songs I have the least notes about, actually. Um. Well, yeah. I, I mean, it's not my favorite beat on here, but I like it as a good beat uh, for a well-executed, fun concept. You committed to the character; it paid off. <clears throat> this is uh, 
I mentioned in the Vamp Anthem review in the Cardi episode that like Vamp Anthem feels like the theme for like an incompetent vampire. I feel like this is that same vampire, but he's in his new movie where he's like looking for love, you know, he'll get it. He'll get the love, you know, it's Khalees will play the love interest. All right. But, um, yeah, I love the, the, the voice he went with, you know? Oh yeah. It totally works for the character, if you will. Yeah. Um, I don't have any yeah. other issues with him vocally throughout the album. The, She's Alive is the big blow up for that. I'm glad to hear it. Uh, you know, because I think, you know, for, as far as studio singers go, he 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 he, he be doing it. Yeah, know? I mean, listen, three songs where things are sounding a little shaky, varying degrees of shaky, it's not too bad. It's just those live performances would have killed him. Yeah. Uh this is also like low key a Halloween song. We got Happy Valentine's Day earlier. You know, it's not called Happy Halloween, but it's good for the Halloween season. I think it was in the uh, mix as well on the what was it the second annual Halloween spectacular? It might have been, yeah, it might have been. Um, yeah. I mean, see, now you've got me thinking in terms of holidays. Like in love, and maybe prototype is fall, and uh, she's alive is winter. <laughs> I don't know. Right, I mean, she's a, she's alive is about his mom. It's not about you know love, but like that beat reminds me of like Christmas, you know. But um, anyway, uh, yeah. What was I gonna say? I got anyway. There's lots of like little nods to them being vampires. She's like at least so much at stake. Oh, bad choice of words. You know, but I'm not the gun with silver bullets. Uh, but um, I'm not the on the clean version. I'm like the what? Sensor gun? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. All right. We really were prudes back then. That's pretty crazy. I think we overcorrected. You know. But hey, what are you gonna do? They can never get it just right. <laughs> my pussy pink, my booty hole brown. Okay. <laughs> Well, they were so outraged performing it at the high schools for our kids. You know, well, it's like, well, y'all was censoring gun back then. We had to do something, you know. Uh, anyway, uh, let me see. Yeah, uh, there's the at the end of the song. You know, till death do us part. You only live once. Well, not in our case because we live forever. Get it, folks? They're vampires. Uh, I like the synth breakdown. I think it's fucking crazy. Yeah, three thousand. Oh, she's saying that three thousand. <laughs> okay. There you go. All right. That's a good one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm, hey, I don't know. And I'm going to throw this in here. I think I ain't got to talk about this man no more. Shout out to Maldo. You know that. You, he's oh Andre. God, here Andre we. said, you know I'm terrified. Oh, you know I'm terrified. I'm terrified. Terrified. You know, we know. We know what's going on. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I ain't got nothing else. You want to move on? Yeah. Okay. Track oh, seven. I, no, uh, I don't want to move on, actually. Oh? Yep, this it's like the end of the Tales from the Crypt anthology from from 1972. All right, you're oh. in hell. We ain't ever getting out of the Dracula review, okay? Oh, brother. No, I have one more piece of archival audio. Okay. So on the uh, second pressing of the album, which we're not reviewing, the letter would have come after this and before my favorite thing. So I brought in the letter. Uh, hold on. Let me actually... 
I'm gonna hit up the the dealer for the letter because it's doing the gray the grayed out soundboard gimmick. Let me oh, see for real? I can find it. Yeah, maybe it's because it's that uh, was it MPEG four or M four A or whatever. This man's MPEG four. I don't know what these fucking files. Okay, <laughs> so I thought you were the file man. Yeah, I said them files though. Okay. This is MPEG four audio. There ain't no MPEG four. Give me that MP three. Give me that wave. All right, I'll even take them. Them MP four is to the video, WMAs. Though. There is no huh? such thing as music that's an MP four. It's video. No, I said M. And I didn't say no. It says here MPEG four. Yeah, but it's not MP four. That's a. I didn't say MP four. I say MP four. I mean to say MP four. Yeah, that's, that's what I meant to say. M four A. That's that. That's that iTunes, okay? M four A, A C, and all that. All right, I came up on that in that on that WMA when you would when you would rip a CD, you put it in the tray and rip it. Windows Media AAC? Player was making it. Go in the, in the store. They say, "Yo, what up, ah?" Uh, maybe I don't know. I ducked. <laughs> I that's true. Know. Uh, but yeah, here we go. This is Outcast. Uh, the letter, okay, from the second pressing of the album. Oh, the dealer's got it. Ah. A letter from What? That's Dear it. Andre. I hope this letter finds you in the best of health. As for myself, I'm doing well. And P.S. With or without you, I can't get enough. That's why you're my favorite stuff. What? I don't... Well, all right. Well, listen, I don't remember that being a thing. Hey, hold on though, because whoever who who vo- who voiced that? Because she got a she got my kind of voice. So hold on a second, let me let me go hit that bad website. They gonna have to be good tonight. Who said this? Amanda, Kasha, Aman, Kasha. It's a Q Quasha, maybe. Hold on, I gotta hold on, man. Let me look up. Quasha. Yeah, it could be Quasha. Oh, come on, Google Images. Oh, this girl ain't nowhere. Oh, come on. Are you serious? Is that is that Amanda? Is she calling? Okay, hello? Yep. You know, it was the Department of Homeland Security. What? Yeah. They're saying oh. that with the length that this episode is going into, they're starting to consider extreme podcasting a form of domestic terrorism. Oh, all right. That's me shooting back in the government. <laughs> okay. Ain't no domesto. They say you just shot a gun at the government. <laughs> well, well, I mean, <laughs> he wasn't referring to that as not being domesto. <laughs> right. Okay. I was referring to their initial allegation of extreme podcasting. Right. And basically, he's saying, now I'll it's show you. I'll show you Domesto. You know, is what I, he's I'll saying. show you the right. Yeah, I'll show you Domesto. What we're doing is not right. Domesto. I, I want to know: Has there been a longer music review? Do we have to hit up Gino? 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 Oh, Gino! Gino's book of world records. Exactly. <laughs> I used to love looking in them books uh, every time the Scholastic Book Fair would come around. What's the longest music review? Are are they going to get real particular? Are they going to cut out all the time? Like part one, it's like, well, that technically wasn't the album. So, you know. Ain't no particular. (laughs) No, they're very particular over there. Hold on. Um, 
The longest review. No, listen, we got it already. Okay, Natalia got a fucking. You know. Okay, we're getting. Ooh. Natalia, the wrestler. Yeah, for having like the most matches in WWE or something. What really? As a female wrestler. Oh, okay. All right. Well, listen. Uh, what, what, she's what, been around what? for fucking ever now, and she's always working. So, yeah. What uh, what my what my man say on that on that shit? No, he shouldn't have said. And it's like, we got the guns of terrorists guy. Okay, you think the, the extreme podcast is 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 the mess though? You gonna come up to Rab HQ and I'm gonna bust out there like Rambo talking about. <laughs> All right. Quit playing with me. Oh my right. god, fucking I just I just thought of the worst thing ever. What's that? Childish Rambino. <laughs> a re a, a new a reboot of Rambo with Donald. <laughs> oh man. He's gonna have to get in real shape though if he wants to do that. He can't be he can't be sporting the dad bod. He's gonna but be fight over like, you know. Beano stuff. It's like, you touched my land before time, toy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I can just, I can hear it now. You know, like, I just wanted to, like, you know, do something fun, but kind of like, you know, action, because I've never really done, like, action in my career. Like, so. And then it cuts to a scene, you know, where there's just explosive action. (laughs) <laughs> right, taking yeah. place, you know, courtesy of 20th Century Fox or something. <laughs> All right, we get buttery now. Childish Rambino is a side of butter. Okay, so we gotta, <laughs> we gotta. Is there anything else? No, you played the letter. You know, so. I did, and I do, I couldn't find old girl, but if she's out That's there. All I got. Wait, we're still in Dracula's wedding. Yeah, we gotta move on. Move on. All right. Uh, uh, track 17, my favorite things. Yo, know, Dracula, brother. 3000. Dude, <laughs> Dracula, let's talk turkey, brother. <laughs> After that reminds me. dude. Lizzo? No, Draculizzo. Oh, Draculizzo. Okay. All right. Um. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to come up from behind and bite me up, brother. <laughs> um, that, never mind. The letter she said, like you're my favorite stuff or whatever. Uh, I was delighted by that, but I think it was meant to lead into my favorite things. So oh, maybe that's why. Okay, you know, yeah. yeah. But anyway, um, track seventeen, my favorite things, produced by Andre three thousand. Well, yeah, produced, but like not composed because we know it's seven plus. Yes. Uh, Molson Mel Connect 7 Plus. Are you sure about that 7 Plus, Mel? This is a real 7 Plus. I am. Yes, okay. it's a real 7 Plus. Well, look, um, there's not a whole lot to say about this because, for starters, it's all instrumental. Yeah. And, and it's, secondly, it's the Rogers and Hammerstein uh, My Favorite Things, which was covered by John Coltrane. And this is a cover of the John Coltrane rendition of my favorite things but it's drum and, it's full drum and bass this thing's yeah. like 150 bpm or some shit you know 
I have a lot of archival for this yeah. one, as oh, you'd fuck. probably expect. So okay, uh, this is Julie Andrews performing my favorite things uh, from The Sound of Music. However, you know the song was written by Rodgers and Hammerstein, and uh, this would be uh, the starting point here. So let's hear it. All right, and the sound of sound of music. Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens, bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens, brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. Cream-colored ponies and crisp apple strudels, doorbells and sleigh bells and schnitzel with noodles, wild geese that fly with the moon on their wings. These are a few of my favorite things. Girls in white dresses with blue satin sashes Snowflakes that stay on my nose and eyelashes Silver white winters that melt into springs These are a few of my favorite things When the dog bites, when the bee stings When I'm feeling sad I simply remember my favorite things White girl. <laughs> yep. I wish sure. just thinking of my favorite things would pick me up, but it don't work like that when you black. Okay. <laughs> no, that was well, that sometime, was fine. Sometime in between the writing of that song and Julie Andrews performing it there, John Coltrane did a instrumental version of my favorite things. It's probably the most well known rendition of my favorite things at this point uh to the point where it's basically become like a jazz standard now so let's hear john coltrane's my favorite things which is you know what this andre version is actually covering all right He takes it some places where the original doesn't go. <clears throat> right. And now let's hear Outcast's rendition, Andre specifically, of my favorite things off this album. All right. The tempo man is in the building. Okay. He's in the Here building. Get your caffeine. <laughs> and get charged up for this one, okay? 
I'm already charged. I think I've cracked a thousand milligrams over the past. Driving to this hours. one is dangerous, by the way. Like, I don't recommend it. I remember actually where I was when I first, this was in 09 or 2010. I was walking past my man's house and uh, it came on. And I'm like, oh, what is this? You know? So <laughs> I remember where I was. That's, a, that's always a good thing. Here we go. something right here i'm gonna leave it on for a second put this in the chat style because it was in my notes and you i just did it and it's perfect pull that up because this is what i do when this song is on (laughs) (laughs) okay (laughs) folks if you've ever from back in the day there's like a shrek vine of him like glitching out but he's like dancing it's on YouTube as Shrek Dancing Vine. Yeah. Put that on loop while my favorite things plays. <laughs> and you, yeah, you got to do it. Okay. Um, now, I brought in a little bit more just as far as the uh, my favorite thing sampling is concerned. Okay. So I brought in, what do we have here? Two different examples. One is rap and one is not rap. So... Here's some rap from the 90s, pre-Love Below. It's Juggernauts, Trouble Man. Oh, man. I've had enough trouble with Trouble Man on this show, okay? Oh, this one's, this one's pretty good. All right, here we go. something about the way producers nailed horn stabs in like the 90s yep 
Like they would just put that stab in there and some delay and some reverb. Yep. Pete Rock that, is like the king of that shit. He was so facts. good at that. You know? So that's a recent, or not recent, that's a uh, older example. And that's sampling the John Coltrane version. Here's a more recent example. It's Ariana Grande. Seven Rings. This song got her into a lot of trouble because while it samples my favorite things, it also does some Two Chains and Soldier Boy interpolation, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> this girl. All right. Okay. Uh, the Donut Wicker. I've heard other things about her recently, but this isn't that kind of show. So here we go. Seven Rings. No, no, I don't want to hear Ariana Grande sing about being a savage, okay? Sick, I'm sick of the list. It's on the band list of words by Mel. It's been there for a long You ain't no savage, okay? And you actually sound like the girl from Roses, okay? You superficial, all right? Is what you is. And uh, and, and ain't, no, ain't no Grande, okay? You're actually a very small woman, I've seen, petite. Right, and this ain't and, fucking and, Starbucks, so it's either you know, small, medium, or large where I'm from, okay? All right. Coming from where I'm from. I'm You're trying from. to say Ariana Large? Yeah, yeah, out of here. And isn't it Grandy? It's Grandy, right? Like, that's the actual oh, is, is that really Get, how it's pronounced? Yeah, that's what she's something like that. Get out of here. That's not her last name. Her last name is Butera. Yeah, you a Butero. <laughs> but that shit sounds too Italiano, you know? Italians is great. She's just stuck with that. She doesn't want to be known as a Guidette. Now she want to run around like a damn gangaro girl, okay? I don't, I don't want to I, listen, okay? Well, she's trying to make and, you forget when she was trying to do some of that uh, Dolezal time, yeah, you know? We we know about her. We fucking know, all right? We've known for a while. But yeah, this is a fucking drum and bass cover of my favorite thing. It's pretty oh, my cool. My favorite thing. It's pretty. Yeah, get, it's pretty cool. I get pretty amped up off of it. Yeah, same. I uh. Makes you want to do the, the, the juking dance. Uh, I said my anime ass is is thinking like this would be in, a, in an anime soundtrack. Uh, I say that jokingly. I've already discussed. I don't actually watch that much anime, but it sounds like it would fit. Reminds me of Gran Turismo, the series. Uh, also, you Duelist of the Roses for PS2. Or like them drum and bass songs from like the PS1 era. Uh, it's a good cover. And I, this will be the soundtrack to the YouTube tour of my house. If I ever become rich, all right. So I show off my favorite things. I'm gonna have a that ghastly Grinner candle that I was too broke to buy when it was available. All right. I'm gonna have a lot of cool stuff. All right. But fuck me, right? Apparently, you want to move on because uh, I, I could, I could, you know, give them a list of my favorite things if they, if they really must know. Okay. In fact, I think Moore's a stepped away. I, I, you know, I'm gonna run. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you a quick list. Okay, 
I, mean, I was I'm, saying, I think we can step away. Oh. Uh, there's, you know, there's maybe a better review for such a list, you know? All right, I'll say my list of favorite things. Okay. All right. You already got yourself put on a list. I ain't on this episode. No, I don't want to read yeah, move this. On. All right, we know Harry Potter, Rugrats, Childish Gambino. We know. I know Harry Potter. Cinnamon. We know. Okay. I know Harry Potter. <laughs> I'm losing. Well, I think the butter, the butter's starting to hit me. I have a straight up headache, a splitting fucking headache. Is it splitting? I mean, it's not not splitting. You know, that's why I said it's a splitting fucking headache. Oh, shit. Well, we got to wrap this up. I'm I looking for my Excedro. I'm feeling for like I need some Excedro migraine, but I, I can't seem to find it. All right. Well, let's let's wrap this thing up. I don't want Mool's brain this blow up. So we're going we're gonna to move on uh, to track 18, Take Off Your Cool, featuring Nora Jones, produced by Andre 3000. Flat six. Oh, flat six? Yeah. You know, I uh, bounced around on this one all week long. Okay. Seven minus. Ding me, baby. Surprising. Surprising. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. I figured, you know, this ain't ain't rap. This ain't funk. This is not a rap album. It's not, but like this isn't even what we've been getting. This is just like this is. Listen, it my actually notes is. Are simple. It is what we've been getting because I feel like it's a return to the God interlude that Zelda music. Oh, okay, you know, I get, I get, like you know, Link and Zelda in the meadow underneath the stars. I, I I get white woman, and what, that makes sense. It's a white woman on the record. No, there isn't. Um, Nora Jones ain't white. No, her father is Ravi Shankar. Wait, Nora. Wait, Nora Jones. She look white. She's not. Oh, she has got something in her. <laughs> what the hell is she? <laughs> oh, that sounds crazy. Oh, okay. All right. She's, oh yeah, Indian Bengali musician, Ravi Shankar is what you said? Yeah. She's not white. Okay, this whole time I thought she was white. There you go. Racist ass rating. That ain't racist. It's racist against Indios. No, it ain't. All right. Yeah, it is. All right. I'm down with the Indios, okay? Indian music don't be sounding like this. It sounds like, um, you know, Indian music. All right. She's Indian. This is a uh, no disrespect to Cam is like we love him. But this is Indiana music. What this is? We in the back rows and she's from that good. I, for the record, I'm not even mad at the music. It's just I'm good. It's uh, nice. Six. It's nice music. My notes are this. I said as a phrase and a concept. Take off your cool. Yes, as a song. No, ain't no guitars. those are my my notes yeah I mean it's it's the least interesting thing musically we've heard so far but it does kind of remind me of that god interlude so I'm feeling a little Zelda-ish you know Okay, I like I want to see you I want to see you I want to like the record because it's soothing it's a nice little ditty how about that 
Okay, well, that's all there is to it lyrically. I mean, I just wish I had more use for it, you know, but I support it. Yeah, everybody. Is it the best of the Nora Jones collaborations? We're going to find out. He got more with her? Yeah, Jesse's cousin to Lib actually did a uh, record with her on the Eardrum album produced by Mad Lib. So Talib Kweli produced by Mad Lib featuring Nora Jones soon the new day. Yes, here we go, like, yes, yes, y'all, to the beach, y'all, ain't no sleep, y'all, to the break of dawn, five o'clock in the morning, we keep rocking on, the working people running like the stop clock is on, we got it popping in the meat market, chicks take a seat, park it by the bar so they can meet the Vic with deep pockets, and them dudes buy them cars and turn them into sweet objects of desire, big rims on the tires, we finna drop it like it's heavy as hell. Plan of the cave bear used to use a club to hit a dragon by the hair. Still use a club to get her a martini or a beer. Try to get her home and put the smell of sex in the air. Come through like the cable guy and get her done. The old hit and run, turn them into bitter ones. Tonight is catch me if you can. You can taste the gingerbread. Ain't nothing like waking up with a stranger in your bed. No. Tomorrow I'll be like, where am I? What's your name? Gotta go and play the king. But tonight you will be so fun. Maybe you're the one. Soon a new day breaks the dawn. She was the best part of that. So shout out to Nora Jones. I, I agree. And I really like the Mad Lib beat too. Uh, Talib is tolerable until he says come through like the cable guy and get her done. Get her done. <laughs> well, what about Jesse's favorite artist, Q-Tip? Okay, his cousin maybe couldn't do it for you. But what about Q-Tip? Life is Better featuring Nora Jones from the Renaissance album. Q-tip. Oh, you want to hear some Q? Better. Now that. Now that I feel like this. Better. Now that. Now that I feel like this. Better. Now that. Now that I feel like this. 
gonna alien. He's gonna rap. Oh, brother. One step at a time, a man walked on the moon. One record got played, cool hooks and blue. One minute, young man, young time comes soon. We waiting, it was prophesied, you loom. We bang our drums, and the message do sound. We restless, and we taking over your town. Hands setting, it's protecting all this vibe that I'm getting. Playlist. She was once again the best part of a record. I might be a Nora Jones fan, I don't know. Well, apologize for calling her a white woman. I'm sorry, Nora Jones. All right, you you are a great uh, woman that is not white. Is she like half white or something? Maybe. Man, mama might be white. Whatever you want to be referred to, it's probably just a woman. It's like, why is my why why you got to drag my ethnicity in it? I didn't say anything about her being Indian. You just no, I'm saying that's what she's saying to me, and you, I'm like, you well, you was playing in. a guitar, and you, you drug you know, it in and- here saying, you know, this is a white woman shit, and I said, well, who's the white woman? <laughs> yeah look um i'm just i'm good on this i don't need this uh it's fine there's nothing wrong with it it's just there's not much here it's just repeating take it's off nice. the pool i want to see like you it? i want to get to know you i'm good i don't need it in my life you know i'm all right well i, I mean it. imagine if i gave you the shit that you gave me for not liking that booty hole song love and war okay there's no booty hole song okay <laughs> Booty hole song. We're losing it. Okay. Look, <laughs> um, I'll hit a note. It's Cam. If you're listening, shout out to the tweet where somebody asked, like, what was it, like the worst song to get your ass beat to? And you said, Don't Know Why by Nora Jones. <laughs> it might that be. be it honestly might be that life is better now that I found you. Life is better. <sighs> Wait until I. What's the key of that record? <laughs> don't know why I didn't I come. That was me when I first learned how to jag off. And then, uh, this is a rap podcast, you know? We talk rap. How have we been talking about sing- that, these singles for so long? We got How's it going? Oh. Waited till I saw the sun. I don't, don't know why. We on our seventeen, maybe eighteen. Oh, now you're singing that. Uh, don't worry, be happy now. Don't worry. Be happy now. Oh, my God. It's such a troll song. Like, who are you telling you? Look around you. Don't worry. Be happy now. What do you mean, look around? This song is a one. It's nice. It's a one. It's nice out there. He looks around where he's at. Not here. I heard his his homophobia there. Okay, you ever seen the Find the Love video? There's all kind of bad stuff going on in there. All right, they tied up Drizzy to that chair. All right, we can't be going. To Yo, this. forty. They called me a boy. What does that mean? Hey, man. All right, we we, we move it on. <laughs> hey, all right, you ready? Yeah. <laughs> I think my my heart. <laughs> all right. 
Who's that? Bobby McFerrin or Bob Marley? We don't even know anymore. We think it's Bob Bobby Marley Hill. now. That's Bobby Hill. All right. <laughs> don't worry, me. I can't do no Bobby Hill voice. I can't. Don't be worry. The I can Peoria. Don't yeah, worry. Be happy. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Track 19, Vibrate, produced by Andre 3000. Seven plus. Ten. What the fuck? Ten? Yeah. On the Jack Off song? Who are you, me? <laughs> what? Okay. The most unexpected ten in, in Mel uh, predicting Wool's ratings history. Wow. Yeah. A ten. Okay. I was yeah. not expecting this. All right, it's a, well, it's a ten. What? How did we? How did you come to this? No pun intended. First, I know what the song is about. I don't. I don't think about it in that light. Okay. This is a song about the last stand, bro. Oh shit. Okay. This is a song. Uh, look, when when Mules is feeling like giving it up. And just uh when you feel uh, you're done about the best you can. Right? Yep, when I'm yeah. when I'm feeling like fucking quitting, when I'm feeling that depression. Yeah. You know, when I when I feel like just fucking unburdening the world, I listen to this fucking song and it gives me strength to power through all the bullshit and to not do anything crazy. Wow. Well that's deep. It's a very soothing record. Like, there's not a lot to discuss because aside from, you know, the quote-unquote verses, if you will, it's mainly just the chorus over and over again over, like, a... I think it's She lived in my Lives in My Lap uh, reversed. Uh, I think I read that, actually, somewhere before. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what this is. Okay. Um, now, I said that a song went from a 9 plus to a 10, and a song went from a 10 to like a 9 plus. That was She Lives in My Lap and Vibrate. And they do have like a um, a connection to them, not just because after She Lives in My Lap in the Idlewild movie, Vibrate is used in... Uh, you know, the context of having lost this woman and being like haunted by it. And it also has nothing to do with masturbation. So, you know, I, I know what the song is supposed to be about. I kind of disregard that. And it's, it's my own thing to, you know, just uh, sulk in for a while. And it's like one of my all time sulking records. Okay, it's well, I can know, never take that it's away. An, from you. It's an emotional outlet for me, you know, and it's only right. become more relevant to me over time. Well, um, I did say this is a let's just be sad and cut the lights record. It is, but. It's also after you cut the lights, you light the candle, and, and my niggas oh, in the group shit. chat know what it means when I say light the candle. Okay, this is, you know, 
I feel exactly where you're coming from, but for me, I feel like this is sad clown music. And to me, it's because I feel like a clown when when I got to resort to that smut, you know. And 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 look, the girls don't like me. I think it's humorous. You know, there's humor in here, but like I'm on that damn evil angel. It's like fuck it, okay. And it's not just for God. Every boy and girl, woman and man, it's like, hey, vibrate. Even that's like a double entendre, you know, vibrate right. and stuff. But it's like, you but know, when you can, feel you've done about the best you can. Yeah. You and know? when you feel you've done about the best you can, motherfuck the wagon, come join the band. You know? You know, that's a sentiment I don't want to relate to. But sometimes right. I feel like I have to give in to. And for you me, know? what that means is putting all of my dreams and all of my ambitions on the back burner and leading a more stable and normal life uh, in a conventional sense. Stable, normal, yet unfulfilling, which is the mules and male conundrum because we can't fucking do that. It's not what we were. So this, this song to do whatever in some ways has become like the mules and male last stand record to me. Shit. Yeah, I can't stress enough how little it has to do with masturbation in my mind. Well, it reminds me of just like, look, I'm I'm kind of in that mood right now. These girls do not fucking want me. And granted, I haven't tried because I'm living well, under a capitalist regime. Here we go. I'm just I'm just saying, like, you know, I I keep to myself because I ain't got no money or no time. I mean, what are we on hour seventeen? Of this, probably something like that. Like, what am I do? What am I business? Do I have Jared Blesnick. I can't style, support you know? them. No hoes. No, no life. No hoes. No hope. It's no a lot of things. The record, but the humor is keeping me from like completely sinking into it. I, I, uh, oh, in the background, I'm just. You know, I mean, it's it's like, look, man, I'm not going to be able to be talking to nobody, marriage, kid, whatever have you. So I'm going to grab on me. I'm gonna, this is the beat show shit anthem. This is putting yourself over the song because you just, you're not in it. Where's that drop? Okay. Because like, you know, it's, you're asking me, it's like, oh, you can do it. Lots of people are struggling. I'm 30 and I have personal standards where I don't want to be in no woman life when I ain't got nothing to offer the way I'd like. So, you know, to this goes out to my therapist and anybody else who's tried to tell me to get out there and, uh, you know, see what I can find and listen. All right. No, nah, no, nah, I can't do that right now because I'm going to kill your motherfucking ass. <laughs> Where I'm not. about that part. Now it sounds like I'm trying to kill my therapist. 100% needs to go on a list after this episode. I, I forgot about that part. In the drop folder, it's I can't do that right now. Mad version. I didn't know what that, that's what it was. Okay, I forgot about that. I thought it was just this. No, no, I can't do that right now. But like he said, it matter or something. See, there you go. You just got to check your drop sometimes. All right, well, I don't want to shoot my therapist. She held me down. I actually had a very tearful, internally, I held, I held it together. I didn't cry, but I met her in person for the last time uh, uh, recently this week, and it was, it was sad. But anyway. They just unfollowed uh, each other on Instagram, so I think he tried to fuck. Wait, what happened? You, you just... Uh, you guys just oh. unfollowed each other. So, <laughs> you know, I think it's That's possible the, that you wanted right. to fuck. That was many hours ago on this episode. Okay, I get it. Right, it at this like, point. Yeah, feels like another right. episode now. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, this is, uh, 
Yeah, you know, I mean, I, that I, deep I, voice I, that's singing alongside him reminds me of the devil, which makes me uncomfortable. You know, the devil, Aubrey, Aubrey, you know, oh, but no, I love was, the melody on that. I got a Hulk up. Okay, I got a Crody up. What? I got to rip down the straps like Kurt Angle and hit him with that. Woo! Because we still got something big to cover here. What? We got something real big to cover on this album. Well, was and the this next is a, song? This is a 10 what? for me, but there's a lot less to dig into lyrically and thematically, obviously. Well, I mean, get yourself together. We almost there, you know. <laughs> but yeah, so we get hook up, do some coke, whatever you're gonna have to do. I mean, you know, I hear jacking off gives some people energy. I don't know about that. I, Not me. Experience. Yeah, I don't, I don't know about that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he's talking about the love below. Start talking to you. Yeah, and niggas said, "Fuck it, run the session." All right, what else I'm gonna do? All right, I ain't got nobody in my phone. Look, small rankings out now. I mean, obviously, I could go for 53 hours on this song. We're not here to talk about that baiting, okay? But this is uh, the spoken word. I said good head ass. You know, when he's talking about circumcision, they they already started desensitizing the very thing or thing that brought you in at this motherfucker in the first place. And when I say motherfucker, I do mean motherfucker. It's like, okay, man. Uh, become the master of your Who, own Who's basin. that, Andrew Yang? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not very 3,000. Mother Earth is dying. We continue to fuck her to death. Yeah, we do. Uh, play with your own score sheet. Become the master of your own patient. Well, Domain Mother Earth was is right dying there. A uh, funkadelic reference to Maggot Brain. No, oh, Maggot Brain. Okay. Shout out to it. Uh, you God sure? God is watching you. No need to be embarrassed. You know, well, I'm going to be embarrassed. All right. Uh, yeah. Uh, last nostalgic bit of. Uh, listen, Trey was, was. We were sexual deviants in the sixth grade because we were coming in that puberty and we wanted to know what was going on in the world. I remember that's another thing he said. He was like, play with your own score sheet. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I remember telling him that. And he was like, yeah, it's about this. And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about because I didn't know about that until like later, you know? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I tried to look it up in like the liner notes because he said like the lyric. I think he said it was spreadsheet though, but it's score sheet. But anyway, uh, final note the computer at the end, L O V E, not found. Okay. Reminded me of that. Uh, my, you know, he said, my laptop does. That's not love. Okay. I have it. So. Anyway, uh, I guess we've like basically hit the end of the story of the album. I guess he failed. He's just gonna end up. He failed. Off. He's gonna end up jerking <laughs> off, and then which is humorous, you know. I mean, I feel like the next song is like not part of the narrative of this album, but it's like kayfabe style or uh, breaking it's, kayfabe rather. It's, it's the like Jimmy Cooks. Yeah, and it's about Andre Three Thousand. It's not about. Uh, Ice, Cold, Ice Cold or, or Cupid Valentino or Dracula. Yeah. It's about the guy. Right. After so. all of this stuff has been laid bare, we're going to hear from the man himself. But before we do that, we got to hear Kendrick Lamar, PNP 1.5, which samples this. The hell was that? I think I heard of this. Yeah, it's off overly dedicated. Gina, baby, I don't have no money. I don't have no end. Gina, I'm ass out. Oh, that Martin. That's my situation, right? Something right now. I told you that. Oh, you mean a what up, oh, a what up. I said a what up, oh, a what up. 
I said, oh, what up, ho, oh, oh, what up? Well, alright, I'm going through something with life. But pussy and patrol make you feel alright. Pussy and patrol make you feel alright. Pussy and patrol, that's some great advice. Stressing got me gray hair, something to inspire me Rather than society's woes, let me go Let me shine a little bit, love I won't diamonds too, Ronnie on Players Club I used to have a 9 to 5, fresh out of school That was 05, that bitch was racist, got me fired Ever since then, I had no job Pushing in my mama van, stop for gas on Rosecrans Trust me, these niggas rushed me for something My cousin probably did, guilty by association Story of my life, nigga You gon' make me flip this bitch, oh shit Judge, give me life, nigga Pain since my grandma Death. Uncle killed at Louis Burgers. Hold my tears, I try my best. Let it go, trips my poor over. Cycles of a starving artist trying to go beyond the margins. Margins maintaining my modest, modest as I dream. So while I go through all this, all this bullshit, what you call it, life itself, I know what helps. Let me scroll through my Blackberry. Hey, what's up, daddy? I'm going through something with life. But pussy and Patron make you feel alright. Pussy and Patron make you feel alright. Pussy and Patron, that's some great advice. Did, did I miss it? Did it happen? No, it's it's not even gonna. I I should have chopped it, but it's just you know, fuck it. It's too deep into the song. <laughs> it's in there. Well, though. that is take probably my, one of my takeaways from overly dedicated. So take my word for it. It's in there. All right. Okay. Huh. All right. Straps down like perk. It's time to. It's time to hit the hit the fucking finish and go home. But before we do that, all right. Well, it's time yeah. for a day or a life in go. the day. Yeah, it feels like it. A life in an episode of Rant. We've lived a whole life across all these hours. This is a very fitting end. Okay, track twenty. A life in the day of Benjamin Andre. Parentheses incomplete. Produced by Andre three thousand. Eight plus. Nine minus. Sting me, baby. Well, it's the full rap song. He gave it to us at the end. And it feels like, you know, to be honest, you know, Big Sean, the big nut bust. You know, if anybody was waiting on Andre to rap, yeah, they got to rap. Boy, does he rap. I mean, this might be the most he's ever rapped just in succession with no chorus to break it up or anything like that i mean this is the birth of new andre to me as well like the andre that begins to have that feature run which Mm -hmm. we're not going to do an entire deep dive of all 31 or 32 features that he's done since the love below but you know this is uh this is old and new andre in a lot of ways you know Well, what can I say, man? Perfect verse alert. That shouldn't be a surprise yeah, to anyone who's ever listened absolutely. to me on this show before. But absolutely, I love this like cold alien sounding production here, especially when that like said falling down a portal synth. Honestly, it reminds me of that Tyler, like Vertigo. 
So, yeah, it's so friend of the show. Uh, we've talked about him this season. Pods de Moose sent me a theory about this song. Okay. And it's relation to another Kendrick song. We just played a PNP 1.5. And uh, it's a little short notice to get him on the show. He actually sent this to me seven minutes before we started recording. But I told him I'd read it on the show because the beats do sound similar to me. And he notes that here. Um, so, yeah, this is from Pods to Moose. He said, listen to the first four bars of uh, Life in the Day. And then listen to the first four bars of Shireen, a.k.a. Master Splinter's daughter from Good Kid Mad City. Same flow. Obvious reference. Definitely a nod to Andre 3000. Even the reference to Atlanta. Pretty certain that Kendrick isn't just an outcast fan but I think more directly a Love Below fan. If you listen to For Sale, Lust, Crown, etc., you can see direct influence. Kendrick invited Andre 3000 as the first person to listen to Good Kid Mad City all the way through. My theory is that Kendrick got his entire concept of Good Kid Mad City from a day or a life in the day of Benjamin Andre. That's why he starts off the album with I met her on the corner of El Segundo and Central. She had credentials of strippers in Atlanta. Good Kid Mad City is basically a stretched out album version of what life in the day was to Andre. I also know Kendrick revealed in an interview that he had the concept for Good Kid and the idea to make the album years before he recorded it and even Section 80. My guess is that he got the entire idea of making it while listening to this song. He is always compared with Tupac, but I think the Andre influence is more apparent. Hey, man. I might have to buy some stock in that theory. I noticed a lot of similarities in the production. Like, when I first heard Shireen, I'm like, oh, this is like the outro to The Love Below, production-wise. And if you go back to our To Pimp a Butterfly review, I noted how Dungeon Family-esque Wesley's theory sounded as an intro. I can also understand Kendrick loving the love below because, you know, I think, you know, he's already expressed like growing up, like, you know, certain records getting played around the house. The love below is a continuation in the lineage of like, you know, the princes and and everything we've discussed tonight. So he would love the love below, you know? I like this theory. Yeah, he basically took this song and just stretched it out across an album. But yeah, I mean, the good kid, Mad City, yeah, the whole conceit of it feels like a whole life lived in a day, you know? Like somebody gets shot and killed, you know, he's riding around, hitting licks and the backseat freestyle. And I mean, yeah. But just that one day across... The whole album. Yes. And, Possibly you know, inspired by this one song where like a whole life is laid out in one song. This this is Andre basically telling you his whole life story and talking about, you know, linking up with Big Boy and making Southern Playlistic and changing with AT Aliens stylistically. Um, he talks about meeting Erica Badu and you know, it's incomplete because the song 
kind of abruptly ends. Well, that, but also his life is incomplete. True. It's not over. Yeah, that's 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 a good point. I always saw it. Um, Also, I would say, to me, it feels like um, by the end of the song, he's wrapping back around to the beginning. You know? That's how I always interpret yes. it. When and, he that's how, talking and that's about, how it works in the framework of the love below for me, because it opens up with, I met you in the club in Atlanta, Georgia. So me and my homeboy was coming out with the album. You looked at me like, yeah, redacted, right. But you gave me your number anyway. You was on the talcum. How to how about the oranges? Moved away from home to school with yeah. big plans. By day, studied the history of music by night. Just pay for that shit. You Just to pay for that shit, you'd dance. You know, um, so he goes into that. And then towards the end of his verse, he's talking about, you know, I started liking this girl. Now, you know, her is Erica on and on Badu call Tyrone on the phone. Why you do like that girl, boy, you ought to be ashamed. The song wasn't about me. That ain't my name. Yeah. Yeah. We're young in love. In short, we had fun. No regrets. No abortion. Had a son by the name of seven. He's five. By the time I do this mix, he'll probably do. He'll probably be six. You do the arithmetic. Me do the language arts, you know. So yeah, it kind of does look back around. Well, I'm talking about the the very end when he starts oh, talking the inter- about the radio you know, interview. No, I mean even before that, when he starts, before you know, that. after the language arts, y'all stand against the wall blindfolded. We throw the darts to poke you in your heart and take you from the start to when luxury transportation meant a martyr car, you know, or either when your girlfriend that went to May's mom, like back to this girlfriend and like you know, getting this car that's like from a neighbor, you know, if you fix it up, you trick it out, you give it rims, that would be back to when he was like a teenager or whatever. Right. That's what back I meant by like right back around. Days. Right. You know, and that's about it. He was like, and that's as far as I got. But we're back at the beginning now. You know, like, so it wraps back around. Um, And also, I mean, the radio interview though, yeah, because he's talking to the guy about like, you know, the rabbit, like the vehicle, you know, you don't want that rabbit no more. You want something bigger and better the next summer. And first, like, some, so the summer passed, now the rabbit's old. And he's like, right, right. So now you want a Cadillac, Cadillac, Cadillac. But start of Southern Playalistic Cadillac, that's what I interpreted it as. Like, right. leads now right have, into the beginning of the outcast story. You know, We have the complete version of that. I've uh, brought in just what has been cut off of the version that exists now from the... Uh, second pressing onward streaming. Yeah, they so. cut the radio interview out, right? Yeah. So I well Sons some of, of bitches. It. They cut out oh, okay. they cut out like a good chunk of it. So I brought back in what's been cut out. Alright. You need to jump. Like your needs and your want to grow. And you change all the time. So that rabbit that you thought about that whole summer, the next summer, you didn't want that rabbit no more. You wanted something bigger and better. So the summer passed and now the rabbit's on. Right. I don't know how they justified like making that edit. I mean, it's to me to fit the letter in there, no less. Yeah, I just it doesn't make any sense because that to me puts the period on the entire album. Right. And like you said, it's recalling the very beginning and this may be the ending. I mean, we do get Idlewild, we got the film, we get the soundtrack, but this is the last true Outcast album. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, it kind of ends where it begins in that sense as well. Right. I mean, but yeah, this is just like, was it like eight, over eight minutes? Like, 
you could honestly spend three hours discussing just the life experiences that lead into bars like this. I mean, this is, he's telling his life story. I mean, if you've ever lived a life, it's, it's (laughs) one of his best verses of all time. Yeah, for sure. It's a perfect verse. I mean, he told the story expertly. There's laughs like, you know, about the Tyrone, you know, a song wasn't about me and that ain't my name, you know? And, and all that. And it's like, you know, them laughing at their accents, you know, when it was on the road tour. And he's like, y'all from the islands? It's like, you know, and, and the flows, too. You no, know, I'm from Atlanta, baby. He from Savannah, baby. That's what I'm saying. You know, like, this is this is more like new Andre to me. Like, I never really heard him rap like this on the previous Outcast albums. You know, it also shows that there's still chambers to be tapped right. into, you know? The chambers, you know? I mean, he's... He is so, I mean, like there was so much to unpack just in this song. I mean, there's no sense in, I'm going to sit here and rap the whole song to you, but like, yeah, I mean, just like the, the content, the flows, the reason why this isn't like a nine or anything for me, the mix is a little muddy, not like bad muddy, but like, you know, Hey, a little muddy. Um, but, and I like the beat too. Yeah. It's a little off kill, a little woozy, you know, but like, it fits because he's telling his like life is woozy, you know. Lots of things happen. I told you, I'm like, I feel like I'm like going through one in vertigo, ver, ver, vertigo, ver, vertigo spirals, you know, as the life is unfolding. You know, uh, this girl we talked to at the beginning, like they weren't on the same page in the, but but they were in the same book of life. So like, you know, he figure out how to get in where he fit in. We were hanging like Ernie and Bert, <laughs> like. You know, she drop him off by the dungeon. You know, dungeon family's like, you know, what the niggas up to? It's like, yeah, he compares the the songs they were making to like, you know, selling selling crack. You know, and like it's just it it's it's it almost feels futile to talk about because I'm sure anybody who cares about hip hop, you know, and which will lead them to listening to this review, know of this song and how great it is and everything that's in it. You know, like what can I tell you that he hasn't already told you? I can just sit here and talk about his life. You know. And how just well he communicated it to us, um, you know. I've I've always loved the sequence about um, how he kind of wraps back around to the girl at the start that had the kid, and they drifted apart. You you realize he's still talking to her because he's like, "Enough about me. How's about you? How's the little kid? She was about two the last time we spoke." But what's funny is as he's like spinning the block or whatever, which is a very, that's, that's my shit. I'll be spinning the block. But then he starts talking about himself again after like, how's about you enough about me? Cause he can't help it. You know, <laughs> you know, he starts filling her in on how like the weird era of him, right. He explains like he stopped yes. smoking and drinking and like, you know, that cause he said, I slow my lack down to a nice speed, you know, cause he, you know, he bought out and he didn't want to fall out. The bra- that the brain was that fried egg I might need. New direction was apparent. You know, like he's so he's explaining that. Is that wordplay? I meet Muslims, gangsters, bitches, rastas, and macaroni niggas. Impostas. <laughs> Impostas. <laughs> I him wearing a hair wrap at the time, you know. Yeah, the Erica Badu, own and own Badu. I sometimes say that to myself because I'm insane. I'll just be yeah, around house Erica own and own Badu. It's like a rubber band <laughs> recoiling, you know? Yes, okay. Yeah. You know, and just Look, these are the it, masters the of language. Split, these are know? the masters yes. of language. You do the arithmetic, me do the language arts, okay? And he boy do he do that language arts. He be doing it, man. 
TV doing it. <laughs> I'm losing it. What the fuck is that? I've got very oh. little to give because I left it all in the ring. <laughs> Ow! I can't laugh this hard. I gotta... Oh, man. Oh, man. Can you hit the dealer for that Kurt Angle music? Not the fucking ECW <laughs> version, the real one. I might not need the dealer. I might got that laying around. I should. Let me see. Hold on a second. WWE... Uh, let me see. Is this here? And, and get the Crody as well. Kingdom, I believe, is by Downstate. Uh, we need. I need Kurt and Crody back to back. Adrenaline in my soul. I need adrenaline in my soul, but I also need. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, man. Okay, let me see. Uh, no, I don't want the chance in there. Okay, you can't you give these people no ideas. We can't be sucking after this. <laughs> nah, okay. Fuck the haters. Okay, it's for the rap family who've been sticking with us the whole Rip time. Rip your we straps down, that. motherfuckers. That's right, okay? Two's in the air, because, you know, Kurt would always throw up both arms. Oh, yeah. Two, two, yeah, two ones, two, two, two. <laughs> two rip those fucking straps down. Okay. Where is because, it? What's uh, the name of this, Crody? What's it called? Uh, Kingdom, Kingdom by Downstate. Uh, D O W N S T A I T. Okay. All right. What are we starting with? I feel like we got to start with Crody because Kurt is like the real goat, you know? Right, Crody right. turns us up and then Kurt, he takes us to where we need to be. All right. Well, here we go. All right. Uh, that's hard. In full volume style. Yeah. Wrestling has more than one royal family. Podcasting has more than one royal family. Okay. kingdom you feel me we build the kingdom just like crody blood it's like fucking crody crody turned me up and now it's goat things okay rip them straps off put two (sighs) fingers in the air two hands two fingers you know what to do do it like our olympic gold medalists
hit the speaker box love below with you with broken freaking necks. fucking Iron Man, okay? How many hours now? At this rate, I think we've officially, uh, we're somewhere in 17 land. We gave you everything that we could give you. But we have to give you one more thing. You want to rank this thing? I do. I, I do. I do. Ooh, ooh. I do, do, do. I boo, boo, boo. Okay. Oh. Um, all right. We're, uh, we're certainly beaten down. We're going to be in the showers like Kurt Angle after his match with Brock at, uh, what was that, 19 or 20? He's 19. in the shower. Bruce Pritchard said he was in the he was in the shower just like mumbling to himself underneath the wall like just not just like oh my in his own in his own world all right all right uh, I got this all right what do we do okay we got ratings here <laughs> look there's only one skip on the love below for me there were three on speaker box but the three on speaker box were not songs the one on love below was a song um. I'm gonna tell you right now. I, I'm I'm doing a. I'm gonna have a, a special uh, presentation for everybody because it's it's going on the board as one album, you know. But uh, I'm gonna give y'all for you know you comparison doers at home, you you competition lovers trying to pit members against each other. Okay, I'm gonna tell you who had the better album according to Wolves and Metal. Okay, between the two of the members of Outcast. All right, uh, I'm doing the math right now. Okay, on this okay. Wolves. Well, I know my rated, uh, my my rating rate, rated rating. Uh, what is it? What do we do on the show? <laughs> right. Oh, wait, you know, ap- I know my uh, personal information. It's thirty six out of thirty nine for a ninety two percent takeaway, two hundred ninety nine out of an available three hundred ninety points for a seventy six percent average rating. Add those up, divide by two, it gives me a personal weighted rating of eighty four percent. It's in my golden record club. Oh, hold on. Let, me, let me see. Hold on. Let me. You said uh, 36? Out 36 of out of 39 for me. Wait, 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 wait. Wouldn't it be. Isn't it four skips altogether? What's that? Yeah. So, yeah. so that's 35 out of 39. Yeah, six, seven, eight, nine. What the fuck? What? What the hell? <laughs> I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I guess, it's, it's I guess you're right. 35. 35. Yeah, Five, you had one six, skip. 6, 7, you got, 8, you 9. Skip, yeah, you're right. You're right. You skip Love and War. And all right. All right. All right. All right. Boy and uh, 
Yeah, yeah, those weren't good. They were certainly lousy. Okay. Okay. Um, so then it's let's remap this. Five out of thirty-nine. Eighty-nine percent takeaway for you. Eighty-nine percent. Okay, there we go. Okay, um, and uh, so my eighty-nine. Hold on, and your average you, you got seventy-six. Uh, total of two hundred ninety-nine total points yeah. out of. Yeah. Uh, 390. So yeah. my weighted is now, uh, it's an 82.5, my fault. Oh, 82.5%. Yeah, I think that's the okay. same rating I gave Equemini, actually. Damn. All right, well, okay, yeah, officially, Mules has a 89% takeaway, 76% average, giving him a... 82.5% uh, weighted. 82.5% weighted, so... Yep. Uh, well... I like 27 out of 39 total for a 69% takeaway, uh, 275 out of 390, 70, 70% average. Um, so I have a 69.5% weighted. So my 69.5, uh, plus your, uh, 82.5 is a 76% weighted. They got into the silver record club. Mules saves them again. Okay. Second time Outcast needed Mules to get them into the record. And I did it. So all I have to say is, the South, you owe me one. Okay? Uh, <laughs> all this 70s... narrative that Mules hates the South, you know? Nah. Yeah. And look, the album you saved uh, for my 74.5%, Scarface, The Fix. It's right above it and right below Redman, Muddy Waters. There you go. It's the new number 36 album on the board. It knocks Supreme Clientele out of the top 50. It knocks Jadakiss, The Last Kiss, out of... Well, who's the new number 50? Hold on. Juvenile, 400 Degrees. You thought you was going to stay in the top 50, huh? All right. Out of the top 100 is Jadakiss... With the last kiss, oh, and we got a uh, from Jada Kiss here, Lil Boozy uh, and Webby Gangsta Music is the new number one hundred. Now, uh, out of the top two hundred, we already saw Astro World fall out of the top two hundred and become uh, two hundred one. It's now two hundred two. No album, Inspected no Deck, Uncontrolled Substance, also out of the top two hundred. Mel. Big Sean Hall of Fame, the new number 200 on the board. <laughs> oh, brother. Well, hey, that's far from the Hall of Fame. All right. Yep, but Mel, this uh, has been the season of the damned, and we really we really broke our damnation streak with these last it's two the albums. the story of Mozumel climbing out of damnation. It's a regular Dante's Inferno is what this yeah, was. Yeah, Count okay. Base D and Speaker Box Love Below restored honor to the board. We've defeated Jay. You know, a lot happened this season. We have the new worst and best album as a result yeah. of season 13. Man, what a season. Oh, wait, the Jadakiss uh, commentary just came in. Bitch! Y'all can do all the hating you motherfucking want. Yellow belly cocksucking coward! Hey, come on, kiss. We like it. Just, you know, things get pushed down when other two... I gave I gave money, power, and respect to seventy two point five percent weighted. Okay, this idiot wanted a step by step manual on how to get rich. Hey, can you blame me? 
I got to uh, vibrate higher because I ain't got no money to find no girlfriend, all right? Well, this anyway, has certainly been a monumental season. I mean, look, we have a new season. number one on the board. This is now our longest episode ever. Jesse nearly got himself uh, fired from the show. And we escaped eternal damnation. Let me let me tell the people real quick. Uh, if we were if they were if we were on if, what am I trying to say? If we were doing these as separate albums, Mules' weighted for speaker box is seventy nine percent. Mine was fifty nine point five. Mules' weighted for Love Below is eighty six point five. They're both record club albums to me. Yeah, only the Love Below for me though. So silver record club for Big Boy and golden for uh, Andre. Right? Yeah. We said eighty six. That'd be uh. That'd be what? You gave it an 86.5. That's platinum. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 79. Almost gold for me. Maybe if I stop hating on Nora Jones or something, right? That's what they think. And I hate on Nora Jones. Okay. <sighs> of course I hate on Nora Jones. <laughs> I didn't hate on Nora Jones. But yeah, listen. A hell of a season turned into heaven through the efforts of Bulls and Mel refusing to die in damnation. We got our new highest rated album ever, our new lowest rated album ever. Shout out to Count Bastie and a fuck you to cool Keith until we hear something good from him. We beat, we beat the damnation. All right. Our longest episode ever here. All right. We, we, we got, we got, we had a moment of reckoning with Jesse, you know? Yep. He tried. He tried to. He said they they hired him to do the death blow of damnation, but we beat that too. Okay, we took a stand and we and we didn't let that happen. And Jesse saw the error of his ways and he he uh, right. turned to face so, from his heel turn. Before we and get out of here, you want to give him that fourth intro? Fourth there ain't no fourth. <laughs> no, it's ain't no. Listen, this is the outro, folks. Okay. Uh. Mules and Mel, love you all for listening. Rap rankings, goddammit. <laughs> yes! Actually, that's perfect. In our best Andre 3000 voice, okay? And for the million time, rap rankings, goddammit. Good night, everybody. Peace.